podcast big episode number 76 the year-end special hallelujah how are you doing happy new year everybody (laughs) brandon's really excited over there (laughs) introduce yourself i'm dave z go ahead i'm brandon orlick and i'm christian luciani welcome everybody I am very excited. I just all of a sudden decided the minute you hit record to check my levels to make sure they're okay. Yeah. Don't stop. <laughs> stop what you're doing. No, everything's good. 2018. You're in. You're, yeah, I have a new theme song to bring you in. Maybe by the end of the show, it won't be your theme song anymore, but right now it is. So give me one second. Brandon's new intro song. <laughs> 2018 is singing to Brandon. <laughs> I am the jaded one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought he's the hairless one. <laughs> oh, he's that too. The hairless one. The hairless one. The hairless one of New Jersey. <laughs> That's a wig, everybody, on Patreon. Just to let you know, the patrons are seeing this live via video, but not yes, live. <laughs> well, not live, live, but. You're seeing it tomorrow, whatever that is. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Tomorrow. (laughs) Oh, boy. Spirits are high. I love this. I love this. What's your number 18? (laughs) The Spirit of 76. This is show 76. And I'm going to dedicate this show to Mean Gene Okerlund, who just passed away the other day at the age of 76. Yes. Did you say his name? Did the curse come back? No, I I, I did not say his name, but... Mean Gene Okerlund and two other people all died on the same day, and they were all 76 years old. Did you know Larry, that? Larry Einstein, funny-ass comedian. Super Albert, Dave. Albert Brooks's brother, 76 years old. Yeah, wow. Super Dave, and there was a third one, too, and I forgot who it was. But uh, I didn't, somebody I don't think I, I don't think I know the third one, but, but yeah, Super Dave. Super Dave and Mean Gene, I remember, in the same day. And I think it was a musician, and I forgot who it was, but three passed away the same day, and they were all 76 years old. Pretty trippy. And today's show 76. So. Wow. One of us might be dead by the end of the show. I'm just disgusted. I'm disgusted because good people passed away. Yeah. Cast your votes, everybody. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the show. (laughs) This is our year-end show starting the new year. Ratings? (laughs) (laughs) 7.6. And and we're doing it typical Exploding Heads fashion. Fuck top 10. It's our top 18 of 2018. Yeah, right. just wait till, wait till we get to 2099. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're still kicking it. I, you know what I think we should do? I think I, I, I have an idea, and I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be the same thing you say, but let's let's hear it. No, 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 no. You first, please. Let me hear what you got. I was going to say that I, I kind of like this. This this forces me. I love watching a lot of movies, so I kind of like this format where we're doing you know big numbers. I say for the next two years, we do 19 and 19, 20 and 20, and then after that, we revert back to top 10. Oh, I was thinking, I, I'm, I'm, I'm halfway with you. I was thinking 19 and 19, 20 and 20, and then we just top off at 20, and it's always 20. Oh. Uh, and I was thinking I was going to quit the show by that point. He <laughs> <laughs> just might, and then we can't do shit without him. Yeah. We're going to get Watson? <laughs> We could get Watson, yeah. but it can't be exploding heads. I will go yeah. on record and say we are not like other podcasts. If these three hosts are not here, there will never be an exploding heads horror movie podcast without us three being here. I hate when other podcasts do that shit because well, we got to get a show out every week. So if somebody can't make it, well, we're just gonna go. People don't listen to a podcast 
for the title. They listen to a podcast for the host. I fucking hate when I listen to one of my regular podcasts that I listen to and I put it on and it's, and it's like, like Sammy Hagar's there now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And all of a sudden it's Van Hagar of the podcast. Yes. <laughs> don't do that. If you can't have everybody there, the world is not going to collapse. If you don't put out one or two shows a month, get everybody together and do the damn show. But whatever, that's just me. I don't need, I hope I don't come off like a jerk, but as a, as a listener, as podcast, what else is there? But I'm just saying, th- don't you think so? That happens a lot in other podcasts, and it just it bums me out. If all the hosts aren't there, just reschedule. You know, but except for the horror mafia, none of them could be there, and I'd be happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, boys. I'm kidding. No, if they can't get Donnie rings, get onion rings, get Lord of. You know, <laughs> get who Lord cares, of. You know? <laughs> Bring around the collar. Bring that back. <laughs> <laughs> Bring around the pre whisk days. <laughs> rings. Yeah. Anyway, Let we're off the fucking rails already. Well, what are the numbers? I want to know your numbers because you, you guys. I'm going to rewind a bit. I'm going to. I listened to our past three year end shows during this past week in serious preparation. Like I said, we prepare happy for this show. Not only are we watching movies, we're listening to podcasts. I'm rewatching a ton. I watched one movie just this morning and three last night just for rewatches for this very show. So I take this shit pretty seriously. And I cannot rank a movie. I cannot put a movie on my top 18 unless I rewatched it. That's how I roll. But anyway. That's a dig at me. (laughs) No, the thing is, see, you're different than me. I have a fucking issue when I watch a movie the first time. It's just a different experience the second time. I can't settle down the first time. I I, I can't explain it. But for me, the second view really changes things for me. So that's just how it is. But anyway, I listened to all the past shows. And I'm going to go back to our first year, 2015, our year-end show. That year, Brandon was going crazy. He watched 159. Holy shit. Yeah. Christian watched 35. Yep. But that was 35. Hey. It was a minus 35 <laughs> because we only came on at the end of the year. Yeah. Remember? It was oh, a, yeah. That's a Brandon's chin. <laughs> wait. Wait. I watched 150 that the, the year we started? Yes, 150. That's, don't, don't you remember? That's the reason I called you in the first place to be on the show is because the year before, you watched fucking some outrageous amount too. I'm like, well, this guy's serious, so let's get him on. <laughs> the only other sick bastards like you already were on, expo- already were on 22 shots. So <laughs> or Magneto, right? <laughs> or Magneto, I didn't know at the time, did that yet. So, yes, you were, you were known for watching a lot of movies. So you to watched- be fair, I don't think Magneto watches anything other than new movies. Oh, because I, I know he watches somewhere like close to 300 new movies a year, but like, that's insane. It is insane. And I, I cannot, I can't wait to be done this next month just watching whatever I want. But yeah, anyway, I digress. 159 for Christian, for Brandon, 35 for Christian. Mm-hmm. I had 78. Here's what's funny. In 2015, we called it the year of the horror comedy. And one of the things that we said was missing that that year lacked was the lack of foreign horror movies. We even said, where have the foreign horror movies gone? And that was 2015. So I think that's kind of funny, flash forward to now, and there's tons. But Yeah, this was a big year for foreign horror. So anyway, those are the numbers. 159, 35, 78 for me. Stop the saying next- 35. Just get to the next year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the next year. Christian, you did a little better. Okay. The next year, Brandon said he was going to go down, and he went down a little. <laughs> oh, he went down on everything. <laughs> Uh, as soon as I said that, I was halfway through the sentence. I knew, okay. <laughs> he went down a whole lot. <laughs> he went down tons. Um, 
Brandon went down <laughs> to 122, okay? Christian bumped up to 54, so he was making some strides. And then I was at 113. So, nice. yeah, that was a big year for us. Uh, the next year, 2017, last year's show, Brandon was 108. So he slowly has gone down a little more each year. <laughs> I'm on my knees at this point. Yes. Christian, 95. Christian almost broke the C-note last year. Boom. And I was at 111. So kind of kind of close to, you know, yeah, where I can't I was. Believe you beat me last year. That's crazy. Yes, I did beat you last year. Wow. Yep. Here we are, 2018. Where are we at? Well, I tied last year, 95. Wow! No shit. Yeah, I was I'm aiming for I was aiming for eighty, and I I with the, all the time off for the last three weeks, I just ramped it up, and I I hit ninety five. I actually finished ninety five today. Uh, I really wanted to try to get to that hundred bark, but I knew that wasn't going to be possible. That's respectable. It's nice to see you actually putting in work. Thirty five. I'm not even gonna. I've described. Getting, I've getting, explained this jersey with number number thirty five. I've explained this on a, a previous show. I think last year's year end or the one before. I'm not gonna explain it again. Not for you, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'll tell you what. I plan on coming into this year light. I said I only want to watch like a movie a week. I want to keep it like between the fifty and sixty mark, something like that. See what happens. And you know what? I was very particular this year on what I was gonna watch. The Dave Z method. I said I have a, a system here. And the thing is, Judge the boxer. System, <laughs> <laughs> it worked though. My system worked, and I still watched much more than I anticipated. And I ended up with exactly 100 movies. There you nice, go. nice right. man. I thought it was higher, but I think it's because of uh, door number three over here. His <laughs> number is ridiculous. You, Dude, you hear? Like, you hear about that? Was impressive. Like he was kind of like a like fuck you 100 movies. <laughs> sorry oh, dave I, I was planning honestly dave i was planning on coming in light this year as well i was thinking 75 to 100 and i wound up at 165 holy <laughs> fuck yeah he blew his he blew his load basically a was, lot of a, a lot more than 35 more than christian <laughs> <laughs> No, this is this is a very respectable year for all of us. That's a lot of films. And yeah. just so, just so you know, I kept the running total of all the films I've watched this year from January 1st. I watched 586 films this year. Holy oh, shit. Wow. I think I was uh, I forgot I stopped because I was trying to update my letterbox. I think I was hovering close to the 300 range. That's, that's everything good. though. That's good. Yeah. I lost to Moods who got 607. Yeah. Well, I think I yeah. forgot shit too, though. You forget the long shit sometimes. I usually remember the long shits I take. <laughs> long. <laughs> Loggy oh, shit. Loggy shit. Not Lincoln logs. Okay. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I'm not trying to be funny. It just. That's maybe what, I'm not. You're succeeding. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard. What did you say? Loggy shit? Logging shits. Logging. Log- Logging, Logging the shit. Okay. All right. Well, enough shit talk for the night. (laughs) We did pretty good. I set out to do something, and I did it. I said I had a method, and damn it, it worked. And B, if you would have listened to me, you wouldn't be jaded. If you followed my asterisk system, you'd be okay. Because, ladies and gentlemen, I watched 100 movies. And of those 100 movies, 79 of them 
I recommend it. That means I give them a seven or higher. Seventy nine. I I am at seventy nine percent for the year of movies I would recommend. I think I did very good for myself. I'm pretty happy about it. I said I, I got about fifty six that were seven or higher, uh, and some of them, you know, just under that were you know six point five, six point seven five, but seventy uh, fifty six were definitely seven or higher. Well, and I, didn't I, cheat. I added my eight or above, and I had like something like forty nine eight or above out of the hundred and sixty five for eight. Wow. I mean, granted, of my one sixty five, it this. I mean, we'll get into this, but. This is the year of the fringe horror, so I disqualified. Yep. I disqualified a lot of films as non horror. I'm sure there's films on my list that some people will consider non horror, but it was it was a tough year. So there's definitely films on my on my 165 that did not count. I think that every person that you listen to that does a top ten, I would say that not maybe not every single one. Maybe I'm exaggerating, but m- many more. I would say most lists that you listen to. If you listen to podcasts or read lists anywhere for 2018 horror films, there's probably at least one movie you can point and think that someone else is going to say that's not horror because yeah. it is the year of French horror. That, that's a fact. Yeah. Now that's not horror. <laughs> <laughs> and we might get into it when we do our when we do our lists. But I have reasons for my lift there. There, I did leave a couple off because they fell more on the wrong side of the horror tracks, in my opinion. So they ended up. Not being on the list, but still, but still, we'll get into it. So uh, we have all that. What do you guys think? What's your take on the state of horror? I'm really curious about Brandon because he's been motherfucking it all year long. Now he says he has 50 movies almost that are eight or above. That sounds like success. That doesn't sound like you're jaded. But no, maybe it... you have a lot of shit ones that are like, because I'll tell you, I didn't have a movie below a five. My lowest rated movie for the year is a five. So, I mean, I'd even have... I think I I think I had ten movies rated below five. I didn't have a lot. I was very picky with my films. I think the state of horror is very good. I think we had a really good mixed bag this year. I just overall the heavy hitters for me, and you know that includes my own personal top ten. I feel like previous years I would take just about any one of my films from any of my previous top tens and probably put it at number one for this year. Yeah, but imagine those were the only 50 that you watched or something. I don't know. That 50 is a lot of movies, eight or above. Yeah, no, it was. It turned out to be a really solid year. It it did. It, it's not my favorite year, but I don't think it's. A, I don't think it was a step down necessarily from from previous years. I think it's still right on track as a uh, as a consistent decade. It's my favorite year in modern horror. I think I, I can say me that. too. Yep. I'm with you. I'm with okay. you. Yeah, I can't go. I can't go there. But. I no. Well, I think the it numbers is. show yeah. it for me. You know. I I had actually had 18 by the looks of it that were five or under. That's not bad, you know. And I'll tell you what. When I get to my bottoms, when we get to that that session, at the end, most of the ones that were low, I was told by someone else to watch. They won't even like when I looked at. I would not have watched them. So I'm not saying all of them, but of course they're not even that low. They're like I said, my lowest of the five. So. You know, a couple that are down there, they were recommended, or one was a um, one was a Patreon pick, one was a Triple R, one was recommended by Brandon, one was recommended by Jason Lloyd. Different people came to me and said, you know, check one, out one. One was recommended by me? I'm mad now. One of, well, it's not that low, though. It's like a 5, 5.5. You know what I mean? Like, I have sixes. You know, I don't I don't recommend 5.5s. It's an eight. 
Watch it again. <laughs> well, there's one that Dave recommended to us that I know he holds in high regard. Excuse me. And I thought it was just beautiful to look at, but just did nothing for me. And I gave it a five. People were mad at you coming at them about Leprechaun. <laughs> yeah, well that, that one was borderline. I gave that a five and a half because for the gore. The gore and the one line of the shamrock shake. And she says that line out loud and she goes, I really wish someone was around to hear that. Uh, <laughs> it was just, it was beautifully delivered. But other than that, the movie itself was just, it, it just did nothing. I should have known better. And everyone's like, well, yeah, what were you expecting? Well, because people were raving about it. I thought it was kind of like a reinvented, like a reinvented, like the Puppet Master movie. Because I love the Puppet Master movie. So I thought maybe, and I wasn't a fan of the Puppet Master series. So I thought maybe they did the same with Leprechaun. I was wrong. <laughs> I'm glad you took that bullet. Because I did not. Yeah, I didn't either. Good gore, you. though. Good gore. Nothing wrong. I've never seen a, a minute of any Leprechaun film. And unless somebody on Patreon makes me do it, I don't think I'm going to. <laughs> So, but I was looking at you, means... Ram Man. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, we do have ordinarily we're not going to do these things. Well, the Patreon we're always going to announce. We do have an email. We're not recording again for five weeks, so we're going to do it. But I'm going to spit out the Patreon, of course. We do have three new people on Patreon. We have Kevin DeCiani, we have Abraham Ram, and we have Bryson Burtock, who I think made a return. Yeah. But, hey, thanks, gents, again. Yes. And everybody you. on Patreon, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, yes. Uh, and if you guys want to sign up, we have a lot of stuff going on now, and uh, we're, we, we plan on, we're going to be very Patreon-heavy. In including, the next... a, including a five-week vacation. <laughs> well, during the five-week vacation. <laughs> we got a lot going on, so. We're going to be doing shit to make that worth it at least. I'm going to yeah. come on, even if I have to do a Freddy vs. Jason thing by myself, I'll come on and talk about some news and releases if I have to. That's the only time a mic's going to be in front of my face for the next five weeks. Sorry, that's it. It's only for Patreon. And if you want to get on, matter of fact, there are four ways you can support this show, and then we're going to spit it out now, and then no more advertisements, no more bullshit the rest of the show. Sexually? But, oh, wait, you're going to... Sexually, yeah. No, um, <laughs> there are four ways you can support us. Number one, of course, is Patreon. Patreon.com slash Exploding Heads. Check it out. Just for a dollar, you can get this live right here. Not live, I, but... I got I to gotta interrupt because someone te texted me and said, what's Patreon? And I don't, they weren't joking, I don't believe, anyway, even though we talk about it almost every show. So it's a donation service. So you can financially support the show. We're not asking you, you're not under no obligation to do so, but we love you for it. Yeah. Great, greatest nation in the world, though. <laughs> what? I didn't greatest get nation in the world, donation. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I get that? That is gold. <laughs> I didn't get that either. That was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, that's good. It, it was so good. It went over my head, but now I'm like, wait, yeah. All right, the second way, Patreon. <laughs> oh, yeah, so Patreon, yes. That's, and the that's second the way is also Patreon. And the third way is Patreon. And <laughs> One dollar, two dollar, three dollars. Yeah, fourth way, <laughs> double it, you cheap bastards. <laughs> double it. Just get on there, man. And We don't care. We're happy. We're going to put out stuff, and for a buck, you get, you know, Cool stuff, and then some. And you get to pick movies, and this next year is going to be the year of the patron. We're going to be taking, matter of fact, our first show back. We already have two, we three, two? two feature three. reviews, two feature reviews and three triple R's that are nice. just from, from the patrons. Nice. So if you wanted to watch something, that's how you do it. Okay, anyway, second way to support us is iTunes. 
Just go onto your iTunes. It takes one second. Stop right now if you're listening. Pause the show. Go to the thing. Tap that five-star button, and you're done. It takes freaking three seconds, honestly. Just please do that. That helps us get noticed. The third way is to promote the show on social media. If you see it, retweet it, uh, share it, whatever you do. Just word of mouth. Tell your friends. That's LinkedIn, Pinterest. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, Pinterest, LinkedIn. Uh, Snapshot, Grinder. Grinder. Bombard yeah. Zachary's Facebook account with it. Yes, yes, get him. Oh, let's not even talk about it. You him. leave Zach alone. I love Zach. <laughs> Don't even. Yeah, okay, I love him too. All right, even though he hates us. But anyway. He loves us. No, does he? Right. Zach attack. Yeah. Okay, all right, Zach. All right, then, you're cool. All right. Uh... <laughs> That's the third promote show. And the fourth. Go uh, tweet. Tweet at Ryan Turek and tell him that Dave Z still wants his paranormal activity. <laughs> you hunted all. him down, didn't you? you I know he's not, obviously. He's a big shot. I know he's on Twitter. So you guys do that. Bust his balls, you know? So there you go. There you have it. Oh, you want to support us? <laughs> <laughs> there it is. So the state of horror. The bottom line is uh, Brandon is uh cool on it but not over the moon and and christian and i think everything is great Absolutely. i'm cool with i'm super cool with the variety when you sent me the list by the breakdown of categories it's right? really it really shows that the variety is there so i'm really happy with that but uh it just i don't know just the the, the top end films for me i'm very happy with my list but they didn't hit me as hard as they have in the past say two two or three years so uh but, but that's not to say they're not great films, and I'm, I'm still excited to talk about them. I'll tell you what. This is 2018. I'm going to say that the best five-year period for a decade is like 80 to 84, you know, in the 80, 80, 81, 82, 83, 84. I'm going to say that after that. <laughs> How does those years go again? <laughs> <laughs> well, I did that because a lot of people are going to say 80, 84. Damn, that's only four years. I'm like, no, wait a minute. That's you got to count the zero. You got to count the zero. Zero, my hero. Yes. Um, the second best five years, I honestly think, are 14, 15, 16, 17, and 18 now. I think that we are in, in this, the next big peak, and I've been saying that for years. I think it's official now, especially with, with this year kicking as much ass as they did. I, I don't know. what to, I, I'm yeah. so happy. And it. even as far even as far back, even you go back another two years, 13 and 12 were solid. Yeah, yeah man. They were. So, so Just like eighty five and eighty six were in the eighties too. Yeah, so you got a a, pr- a pretty solid six years going. Now this I is think... this has been a really good decade for for horror. Yep, we've already said it's the second best we think, and it's not even over yet. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, things are going great. One thing I noticed is that this year a major thing is the the streaming content is just out of control. I I cannot believe how good Netflix. And, and Shutter. Netflix and Shutter upped their game. At the, out of the gate, Netflix was kind of a dog, like uh, with open house, the open house, and a few, few other ones. But they really upped their game. Yeah, Netflix stepped up, especially from yeah. last year. Netflix shit the bed last year. I think they had yep. like three movies the whole year. This year, it seemed like every week a new movie was coming out. Uh, and Shutter, amazing. Best year of Shutter so far. Oh, totally, man. They really upped their. I mean. I think they maybe had two originals last year that were on our list. Now, I mean, they probably have five or six really solid ones for this past year. And yeah, Shut- I love Shudder. Shudder's become one of my favorite. I still, I'm still just whispering this because I don't want them to hear this, but the fact that they're still just five bucks a month is insane. Yeah. 
They better not up it. I know. <laughs> we don't get screen bombs here in Canada anyway, but are they even around anymore? Are, are, is I, like Shutter just laughing at them? I'm not even sure if they're around. I think I joined them once, like, last year, and it was just no comparison. And, no, not at all. <laughs> Amazon Prime is great. I know we have a bit it of is. a different selection in Canada than you guys in the States. Same thing with Shutter and Netflix, for that matter. But ultimately... Uh, you can find some hidden gems there. You can find a lot of dog shit too, but yeah. there's some good hidden gems in there as well. Uh, well and Tubi said. TV, Tubi TV is really yeah. You might get those. Sometimes they give you the commercial free days, but you get some commercial ones and for free. Check it out. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Ch- I haven't checked out Tubi TV, but uh, oh really, but, dude? But, but Prime is uh, Prime is the perfect place to find a hidden gem. I agree. People shit on Prime, and I'll tell you what: there are some movies that are that are only on Prime that are going to probably maybe not be on our top eighteen, but movies that we liked this year that that are, that are, you know we would give a favorable uh, rating to that you could only find on Prime. Yeah, that so, might never get physical releases, and like I right. see them, you're like, what the hell is this? I've never heard of this, and you know, it's just like a small budget film that turns out to be a gem. Well, There's I, even movies you could buy on Amazon that you can't buy on, on like iTunes or on cable VOD. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I found one, and I don't know why it is resonated with me so much. And I'm not giving it a glowing review. It hovers probably in the 6.5 range, uh, but it was Run for Your Life, a movie I hadn't even heard of, a really shitty cover art. I posted it in the page, in the group page. It was just a no-budget movie done well. Yeah. Decent camera work, decent acting, good effects, fairly scary. I just thought, you know what? I kind of want to shout this movie out for whatever reason. Because usually you, you do that, and I've I saw a lot of shit. Because Dave, I didn't do your method, and I, I I took a gamble, and I've got some uh, ship readers on this. <laughs> and that and that cover art, <laughs> I, and readers. that's a cover art. I feel like Dave would have passed on that exactly. for your yeah. life because I think it had like what looked like a burnt corpse on it. Yeah, yeah. But I, I agree with you. It was it was a pleasant little surprise of a film. I mean, not, nothing's fantastic, but it was a pleasant surprise. And again, yeah. a great example of a no budget hit yeah. in a sense. Yeah. Run for your life. I'm going to look it up and see if, if it would pass my inspection. I think Run I made the joke on the on the page about that. I feel like you're going to start laughing once you see the cover. Why can't I see it? Oh, wait a minute. TV movie? Not 2018? Josh Segarra? There's no picture there. Run for your life. There's a TV series. There's a movie from 2014 with Amy Smart. There's an 88 movie. Why can't I find it? Wow, this sucks. Doesn't even come up. Is it from 2015? Maybe. Let's see. It uh, it may have been shelved for. You, that, that's the other thing about Amazon Prime. It becomes like the distribution center for movies that may have not gotten release. So it could have been maybe from 2015 and gotten a release in 18. That's it. That's, that's the okay. One. It was okay. So it just came to, to us in 18. That's what's good about Prime. Is some movies that are shelved just show up now. So now that makes it eligible. <laughs> Actually, we'll talk about what's eligible and why. Did, did you just say yeah, that? I thing? just said. That. I was looking. I'm sorry. See, that's what I'm saying. That's why. Dude, that's why I have to watch movies that's twice. That's fine. Because I was looking for Run for Your Life, and I wasn't hearing a fucking thing. That, that's okay, man. It's okay. So uh, that's what I do. Okay, this movie, it, I would put it on the back burner, but I would not dismiss it, and I'll tell you why. Because on the B, the rating is 7.9 out of 10. 7.9. Granted, here's the catch. There's only 53 ratings, yeah, so that yeah. it's a it's a back burner. And unless I get a lot of recommendations, I'm not going to watch it. For me, the magic number is 500. When I see a movie on the B that has 500 or more views, 
ratings and it's still over four, then it falls into my category. Yeah, those but, fifty, those fifty-three ratings are probably the cast and crew. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's a six point five. So guess what? If I miss it, so be it. I don't mind missing six point five. Yeah. I don't mind missing, you know, eights and higher. That yeah. that's when I'm like, okay, but I don't know. You better run for your life. <laughs> <laughs> Are we gonna? Are we talking about bottoms? Not Brandon, but just bottom movies, or are we gonna leave that to later? I know sometimes we do that after, but I almost want to talk about the crap to get it out of our system. Go ahead, but let me read an email first. We got one email, and you I want to read. Shoot it to us because it came late. It was for our anniversary. Oh, man. Okay, it's from Anthony Crisanti, our old homie. Yeah. Who gave us the idea for the the top fifty slasher show inadvertently when we did it. Episode fifty, guys, go back and listen. Okay, this is from AC. Hey there, fellas. So first of all, congratulations on your third year as a podcast. I can't tell you guys enough how much your episodes have helped me through my very long work days over the years and how much all-around happiness your show brings me. So once again, thank you for doing what you do. Well, awesome. thank you. Thank you, man. Uh, yep. Yeah. Thank, thank you, sir. Secondly, Year of the Franchise was amazing, but I particularly enjoyed the Friday the 13th retro. Yeah. I have since found a new appreciation for Jason X because of your discussion on it. Ah, we did it again. Nice. <laughs> this left me with a question for you guys. If you had to choose between a nightmare or Halloween sequel to take place in space, which one would it be and why? Thank you, and as always, you guys are the best. Top of the fucking mops. Anthony Chrysanthi. Oh, huh. I love that email. Nightmare. <laughs> nightmare. It'd actually make the most sense, I think, in space, because in space you can dream. Yeah, but with Halloween, <laughs> Michael's his eyes will suction cup to his face. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking mask. I got a great idea. Let's just CG the mask for the whole fucking movie. <laughs> It'll wow. be a space helmet mask. Yeah, I would, I would go with Nightmare, too. <laughs> Nightmare or Halloween sequel? It would, yeah, I guess Freddy would make more sense in space because you could dream in space, like he says. And uh, Michael in space? No, I don't think that's a good idea. To have a, I mean, it worked with Jason, but that's different. Although, I, you know what? I changed my pick. I want it to be in space because I want Michael in space because maybe he wouldn't have to mess with any fucking family members in space. Of, no, one of his one of his siblings, I'm sure, is an astronaut at the space station. Buster Rhymes is in the NASA program or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and they have a like big kung fu like moon fight. <laughs> <laughs> Remember me, motherfucker! <laughs> right on the moon. No, that's how they end it. Like Jason X, Buster yeah. Rhymes comes like what's his name, yeah. flying out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, I gotta tell you something about Leprechaun in space. I always wanted to watch it. I've never have, but the cover that I used to see in the video store, I thought that that was gonna be it. If you look at the cover here, I'm gonna put it up for the, the Patreon people. You just see his face, but look what's below it. You actually see the moon and like a little thing there, and like is it a leprechaun walking around? I don't know, but <laughs> I always thought by the look of it, that'd be so cool to have. Like the moon and, and somebody walking around on the moon and leprechaun killing people. Don't you think that'd be cool? No. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be outrageous. A leprechaun walking around on the moon's surface killing people? Think about that. Amazing. Why are these people just hanging out on the surface of the moon? Where is me, me, my moon change? I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's early in the night. He's already babbling. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, okay. All right. Let's move on. I'm sorry. I just thought about the left in space uh, thing I used to see when I was a manager at the, the video store. I'm like, man, I, I don't think the movie's going to be like that. And, and from everything I've heard on podcast, it's nothing like that. Left so, in space. That's yeah. some, ma- that's some video store manager shit right there, but some lingo right there. Yeah. Left in space. <laughs> left in space. Yeah. yeah. How about Leprechaun versus Leprosy? <laughs> That'd be a good film. That I'll check out. Yeah. 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 Where's the arm? <laughs> Not my arm. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, you guys. Yeah. Okay. So I guess we're good. I think that we should um, explain what's eligible. 2018. If if it's a wide release anywhere in 2018. It's eligible because if any, we take this very seriously. <laughs> so if anybody tries to come at us and say, "Well, this movie is 2017," we don't care about festivals, and we don't because if, if, a, if a movie plays festivals in 2017, we don't care. If it played in Los Angeles and New York City for a, a very small theater run, that doesn't count. We want it to be accessible to the public. So nobody say, "Hey, that's 2017." No, we're going wide release, 300 theaters or more. In the United States, or when it became available on VOD in the United States, whichever it was. So, come at me, bro. If you come, want at, to... come at me, bro. Because <laughs> people do it. People do it when they talk about it. They take it real seriously. Oh, that was 2017. When I come in and say, well, actually, this, this, and this, they get, you know, they get out. No, it's not. Just because your nerd ass snuck into a festival to see it doesn't mean it was readily available for me. <laughs> well, fuck or... off. You happen to live in a wonderful place like Los Angeles or someplace else. They, you got to see how the other half lives. Us regular people that don't live in those amazing cities, we don't get to those opportunities. We don't have a fucking uh, Alamo Draft House or, or a New Beverly or any of that bullshit around us. I love those top tens that come out and there's ten movies on there. I'm like, are these real titles? <laughs> right. They'll be out in three years. Jason Lloyd had Devil's Candy on his uh, as his number one for 1983. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck me. Well, I gotta tell you, I don't care. The caliber is great. I did have some ones that were questionable because I know that we got a couple of screeners and that got us in trouble in the past. So I, I wanted to make sure and then you confirmed that it had gotten a, a VOD official VOD release as well. So Yeah, we take it happy. serious here. We wanted to make sure that everybody has seen it, that, that, that's listening. And everybody, the first time they were able to see it was this year, if they were normal people. Not normal. You guys know what I'm <laughs> doing. It. I'm not mad at anybody that saw it in 2017. I mean, that's salute. That's good for them. But for the purpose of, of a You're good so time, abnormal for seeing it last year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the average Joe. Uh, you guys want to talk about really quickly the, um, the box office numbers? Oh, yeah. yeah, sure. Okay, because I, I do have them. Um, cool. I'll do the top ten. I'll do the top ten. Okay, number ten. This is just horror, of course. <laughs> the number ten horror movie for the for the year in the theater. And of course, this is just um, what does it mean domestically? Is just here, right? Yes, course, just the U.S. These are d- d- just the domestic numbers from the numbers dot com <laughs> and from uh, Box Office Mojo. So, number ten is The Strangers Pray at Night. Twenty four million. Is that what that says? At 24 million. Number nine, Slenderman, 30 million. Number eight, Hereditary, 44 million. Whoa. Number oh, seven. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the numbers are going up. They're supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and no one. And no one. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> We're okay. Hang in there, Steve. 
Christian, did you see this movie, Goosebumps 2, on Halloween, and is it going to be in your top ten? I did not see it. I, I, admit the, uh, I did watch the preview, and it did not look engaging. My son did want to go see it, so we'll check it out when it comes to Netflix. I can't believe it. <laughs> Wasn't it your number one? Like two it years wasn't ago? my number one. It was like my number five or six. I said it was a, a really good family horror film. That was the year he watched 35 films, so he had to put cartoons on there. <laughs> <laughs> it was live action, you gravy-loving son of a bitch. <laughs> Man gravy. Yeah. Number uh, Anyway, Goosebumps 2, 46 mil. Then we take a little jump here. Insidious, The Last Key, which I did not watch. I liked it. Seven million, did you? Yes, Ooh. I did. It's good. Sixty-seven good. mil. Good, good, good. How about this one? This is kind of surprising. Number five, the house with the cock in its walls. Sixty-eight million. Is that his biggest grossy movie, Eli Roth? I would assume so. Yeah. What kind of cock is in there? It's in the oh. walls. <laughs> uh, it's a house with a clock. A in big it. black. Oh, a clock. Oh, yeah. big, big back. Big yeah. Black. It's, it's like a clock. grandfather clock, but. <laughs> wow pg and pg 13 works because there's one two three four five five of the movies in the top 10 are pg or pg 13 crazy plus the, the groups of 13 year olds that you know they go out together on friday saturday night 20 of them they go out together yeah yeah, yeah. they do you know, they hook, they hook, they're hooking up <laughs> all right the first purge is number four 69 mil Nice. They're going to keep cranking those out. Even with a TV show, they're going to probably keep making them. I like the Purge films. I like like them them all. I like them all. None of them are great to me, but they're all good and all watchable. This unfortunately did not, I did not get to see this for the show. It's my number one. Eh, Well, it says a lot about you. I wouldn't doubt it. Mr. Shocker at number one every year. This year you get to go last. Yay! You should have been going last every year with your shockers. Every every big list we do is, is number one, the shocker. It's great. Now I'm going to come off as pretentious because people think I'm doing it on purpose. Pretentious? That was show you one. Was the, you came off yeah, pretentious. Last year I was the, that's true. Last year I had the babysitter <laughs> yeah, at number babysitter. one. Babysitter. That's not pretentious. Get the fuck out. You're fine, buddy. <laughs> Jade, but not pretentious. You're okay. All right. Until we found out number it was his number 11 that jumped to his number one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, shit. Number three. Yeah, he does jump around a lot. And my number three was actually my number 16, but it came down here. My number four became my number eight. <laughs> <laughs> it's bouncing all the time. I didn't do that this year. I put them in order. I'm like, fuck it. They're staying where they are. boy. Okay, now let me get... The Nun was number three, 117 million. Boom. The Conjuring universe is killing it. Although I got to admit, as, wow. as nice as The Nun looked, I was disappointed in the film. You know what? I actually did not mind it. It was, like- it was good. It was good. I like better. I liked it better than Conjuring Two. It looked amazing, and there were some scary, scary images in there. Dude, if the nun was not in the Conjuring universe and didn't play the theaters, and it's just a movie that popped up on Netflix, people would not only would they be not hating it, people would be fucking blowing it. That's I, my. I, I actually agree with you yet again. Yeah. That's funny. Somebody just said that recently about a different movie. I can't remember which one. Oh, is it Halloween? It, no, it was J. It was JP talking about Jason Goes to Hell. He's wrong. That's pretty. That's pretty much how I respond. Okay. <laughs> the <laughs> leprechaun right. returns, loving son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw whatever movie in there. Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Halloween was the number two movie, 159 million. Number two. Yeah, I thought that was for sure the number one. Yeah. I'm, I know. I'm, no idea what the hell number one is. Guess quickly. No. No. I, 
I have no clue. Right. I thought it would have been Halloween too, based on what we've heard worldwide, like 300 million or something. So you would think it was that, or maybe even more. Well, number one is a quiet place. Oh, oh yeah. Shit. Yeah. That's really, it did that well. I knew it did well. Yeah. Wow. 188 million, man. Nice. You know, you, you left out uh, the Predator, maybe because you didn't consider it horror? Well, the numbers didn't consider it horror. Neither did okay. Box Office Mojo. I'm just going off the website. What did the Predator do? Not well, but I. I 40 something, <laughs> I think. Still oh. decent. It probably cost more it than did, that. It me. did, it did. It would yeah. have been like number six, number seven. Okay. Yeah, I'd never see the Predator and then fucking Goosebumps or the house with a clock in its walls. That's more, to me, <laughs> the Predator would be more horror than those. You know? Yeah. Why is it so funny? What's so funny about it? Because it sounds like you're saying cock. That's like, I know exactly what he's doing. <laughs> it does. And those are two films that are probably in Christian's top ten. You know him in the kitty movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was saying cock. Okay. <laughs> I detest you. <laughs> All right. What else can we do? Are we ready to, to talk about our um, the categories? Here's what we do, guys. This is what we've been doing since the beginning, pretty much. We talk about different categories each year. They're not always the same categories because every year is different. Like there's, we don't have a category for horror comedy this year because there's only three, and anthologies there was only like three. So we put them in other places. But we would like to go through each category and then each of us highlight a movie that is not going to make our top eighteen, but we still want to, you know, throw a little shade on it, say something nice, and, and give a rating, and then and then move on. So. I think we have 11 categories this year. I'm not going to count, but I counted when I first wrote them down. But the categories are as follows. Slashers slash, kill, slash killers, psychological horror, haunting, ghosts, supernatural. That's one whole thing, those three, because I never know what to call them. Cults slash witch, which is something new, which we haven't really had many before, but witches are all the rave now. Um, creature features, found footage, zombie slash infected. This year, oh, we have a lot, foreign films. Franchise movies. So I don't know how many that is, but one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, not 11. Okay. I was on the wrong side of 10. Either way, I knew it was close. So <laughs> for slashers slash killers, here's what we have. Cruel Summer, My Friend Dahmer, No Solicitors, Summer of 84, He's Out There, Psychotic, Extremity, Lasso, Bloody Ballet, The House That Jack Built, Cold Hell, Clove Hitch Killer, Ruin Me, Tragedy Girls, You Might Be the Killer, and Hellfest. Wait, can I just Hell. say something real quick? Yeah. Just, just for our good buddy Stephen Carpenter, it is the Clove Hitch Killer. I saw him respond in a post that he hadn't seen the Cloverfield Killer yet. And <laughs> <laughs> we, I, we, I had a, we had a good laugh about it. Like he, he kept typing Cloverfield Killer. I'm like, that would be an awesome movie. Don't get me wrong. I'm first in line for the Cloverfield Killer, but it's Clove Hitch. <laughs> so funny. I would have I think that movie would have done better. I think it should have just been called Clove Hitch. Yeah. I don't know. That's my take. You don't have to agree with me. I'm just saying that's what I think. Clove Hitch. Yeah, you know. Not only aren't we agreeing with you, we're totally ignoring you. <laughs> no, I, 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 I responded, didn't I? <laughs> no, well, we just kinda of, we kinda of froze. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? Can I think if you? they <laughs> I think if they would have called it simply Clove Hitch, it's too close to Cloverfield. That's why I don't think it would work for that reason only. No. Sorry, I froze. <laughs> why are you busting my ball? I'm I'm I, I, I know was, you're right. I, I should it was, be busting. I thought his. it was Clove Hoof. 
I thought it was like a killer goat movie. Killer <laughs> 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 goat. Oh, Black Phillip. No, no. Yeah, that written oh. down, folks. <laughs> no, I did not have that written down. I don't have anything written down. Oh, you know right, so are we, are we picking? Yeah, let's pick. Forget about Clovehitch. Okay, All yeah. Right. Unless you want to talk about that movie. But um, here's the order. We got to do we're going to stick into our order. It's going to go um, Christian, and then me, and then B. I'm going to have to shout out two uh, because they're both amazing films. You Might Be the Killer and My Friend Dahmer. Yeah. My Friend Dahmer yeah. is, is, is definitely a fringe movie because it's horror because we know what comes next. <laughs> but the movie cool. itself is just like a coming-of-age film, kind of a drama, but it's it it's just the sort of a sense of dread or impending doom. It's because of what he became. Right. What do you rank those two? Both were 7.5. This is my number 163rd film yeah. of the year. <laughs> and it's you just broke my glasses. 7.5. <laughs> you just broke my A couple of 7.5. That I should waited. be our new exploding head. You just broke my glasses. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, I, what can I pick here that I, I really want to put a light on here? I'll just talk about them both because they're so... Uh, I'll do two as well because they're so... They're they're pretty close. I'm glad and, you guys are already breaking the rules because I like I have two for like uh, the awards ceremony. You two, it's okay. Buddy. Not for the Take awards. Two. Only one for the awards. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Let's have fun. You know, my two are, are very closely related. A lot of people are comparing them both, and they are Summer of '84 and once again the Clove Hitch Killer. I enjoyed them. They're not making my my list though. Uh, number uh, the Clove Hitch Killer I liked a little bit more. I give that an eight out of ten. And Summer of 84, I give it a 7.5 out of 10. I enjoyed them both. Summer of 84, people were really, really blowing at first. And when I watched it, I liked it. I did enjoy it. It felt a little too straightforward to me. And see, they were busting Jeremy's balls because I was agreeing with him. He was saying the same thing on the show, and they were laughing at him and saying, you know, they're looking at the movie the, the wrong way. But when they talked about it on 22 Shots, I was with them. Like, right from the beginning, they said who the killer was, and then they never deviated from it. And I guess I was expecting a, a swerve that I didn't get. And I remember I was watching, and I was texting these guys saying, wouldn't it be cool if this was the killer? I'm predicting this, because that would have been, you know, they could, if they could have pieced it together, it would have been cool if someone else was the killer. But I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it, because I did. It's a 7.5 out of 10. But people were really, really loving it, and I, I enjoyed it. Just not on a level. And I, it had nothing to do with the 80s. I thought they nailed the 80s thing just fine. You know, they did it. It felt like the 80s. Yeah. But I, I now, liked it. I liked it, too. And I, I'm a little bit lower than you, but not much. And I agree with you. I Really, it's that end. It's the end that gives you the swerve. That's what's going to just make you go, Mwah, or whatever. But it was it was good, but it was just not enough. I agree. It wasn't enough. Thank you. That's well said. That, that's how I feel. It, it wasn't enough, but it was good. Right. And Clove Hitch, I liked a little bit better. Um, yes, it ended up being straightforward, but they did it in a different way that I enjoy more, and I really have got to give props. And I'm being a jerk because I can't remember his name, and I think he's somebody famous, but the, the, but the lead guy, the father. Dylan McDermott. Yeah. Dylan McDermott was great. So yeah. I think he carried the film for me. I think he, he was the reason I enjoyed it a little bit more. And it, this felt, it, it also felt dated to that time period as well. It, it done mm-hmm. the right way. You know what I mean? So both really good movies, but they're not m- making my list. So don't both have that. Samantha Matthews in it, or is that the two that she's in? The girl Samantha from Pump Up the Pump Up the Volume Girl. Oh, I don't. I've never seen Pump Up the Volume. I think she was in both of those. Oh, it's well, just funny that up. those are the two you picked. 
Well, I picked I picked those two because they're so closely related, and for obvious reasons, you know. Everyone's comparing them. I keep saying I like this one better than this one. And everyone's, you know, what's her name? Samantha what? I think Matthias. I think that's how you say her name. American Psycho. Ooh. She was an American Psycho. No, she was. Much. There was another movie she was in this year, but that wasn't it. Oh, this is what she was in: Clove Hitch Killer and Boarding School. Thank you, Boarding School. I knew it was another one. Yep. Very good. Okay. What about you, B? All right. I'm just gonna shout out one. And uh, I'm not going to say much about it because I it could potentially make lists. The house that Jack built. Nice. I, th- I think uh, Matt Dillon's performance is one of the best of the year. I love the way the story unfolds. My issue was I only got to watch it once. I need to go back, watch it a second time, and really pay attention to the dialogue that is happening between Jack and Verge. That is, it, it, you know, obviously... A, tremendous to understanding the film and and where it ultimately go goes in the uh in the third act but it's a you know it's a very long movie at two and a half hours but it flew by for a film of that length the house that jack built so definitely check that out and i love the uh the construction of the film the sort of the five incidents very mean-spirited and uh really quite disturbing actually yeah man. So, so what did you give it i gave it for first view eight out of ten I mean, oh, it's okay. it. Yeah, no, it's it's yeah. right there. It can it could definitely go up. And also, I mean, a film I didn't give a super high score. I think I gave it a six point seven five, but I checked it out. I believe it was on Prime. Psychotic. Yeah. Was a, was, yeah. was a was a fun little uh, slasher film. I definitely I definitely would would like to check that one out again as well. Yeah, it was interesting. That that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was different. Did you, anybody see Lasso by any chance? It was I, crazy. I, I skipped it. I, I it was interesting. Well, because people went to a rodeo and and <laughs> there these crazy rodeo people and it shuts down. There's there's like four or five people and it's not explained why. But I think they're taking some strange drug. Uh, either way, they, <laughs> they start picking off. It's like a slasher, but there's like five people killing everybody. And it, it, it's kind of interesting. But I, don't know. <laughs> I decided I throw it out there. Lasso. <laughs> okay. So next is uh psychological and psychological. we have tilt incident in a ghost land. Unsane, Eat Me, What Keeps You Alive, The Crescent, and Cam. I will go with What Keeps You Alive. That was a a pleasant surprise. Well made. I do agree with a lot of the critique out there, which is there was a lot of dumb decisions to keep the movie going. And I see that to an extent. It didn't hinder my overall enjoyment of it like too much, but I definitely can see that. And I would agree with that. Uh, how many times can one person fall off a cliff <laughs> as well? But uh, I, when all said and done, I believe that came in at 7.5 on that as well. Nice. Right on. You know, speaking of falling off cliffs, there was like a, a trend this year in movies. I think <laughs> I can think of three movies when somebody fell off a cliff this year or, or were pushed off a cliff. Yep. Three movies. Definitely. Cause I thought about it the other day when I was watching one of them. I was like, Oh, look at that. That happened again. <laughs> okay uh i'm gonna talk about a movie i saw it a long time ago and i unfortunately did not give it a rewatch and i kind of wanted to i just ran out of time because who knows maybe it would have jumped up i don't know if enough to make the list because i give it a 7.5 so it would have to do a serious jump to get up there but that movie was called tilt did any of you guys see tilt or no i yeah. saw tilt i saw it based on yeah. your recommendation good interesting though good oh, yeah it, interesting it's something i want to watch again i mean it's I guess it goes where you're thinking it's going to go, so that could be a problem. But 
the ride getting there, I, I was really on board for. It was kind of interesting. I like when you, you know, when you see into the mind of someone that's snapping, and I, I don't want to spoil it, but I kind of did a little bit. But I, Tilt is something I recommend if you like some type of psychological horror and you want to see somebody going through torment uh, and they're trying to figure out what's going on in their life. And I don't want to say too much, but I just want to recommend Tilt. Go, go check it out. I think it's on Amazon Prime. That's where I, where I checked it out. Oh yeah. really? It wasn't. Yeah, oh, wow. I think it is. I think it is as well. I hope it is. If so, then nothing's stopping half of you guys out there. So, so check out till. Yeah, and I'll talk about one that's also, I believe, on Amazon Prime, and that's Unsane. Yeah. And uh, Claire Foy, man, she's terrific. I mean, she's a she's a huge star now. I mean, but uh, she gives a great performance in this, and this film is more or less about the uh, the corruption behind the uh, insurance companies because she's sort of, sort of uh, accidentally committed because she signed a document, didn't realize what she was signing, and then she's put into a uh, a mental institution, and she meets uh, her stalker there. Her crazy stalker actually hunts her down and now works at this insane asylum where she's being held, and it, it's really well done. It's a Steven Soderbergh film. I gave it an 8 out of 10, but it just uh, just missed out on the list. But definitely check it out. Unsane. Good movie. I gave it yep. 7 out of 10, and I, I just have to shout out the fact that it was filmed on a damn iPhone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Awesome, man. Like, that's that's great. I love, because Steven Sonnenberg, he's done that. Yeah, he had, the I think, the camera that I had, like, a Sony PD100A DV cam. Like, he likes experimenting with digital. And he even said now he doesn't know how he's going to go back to, like, a film camera mm-hmm. based on the images that you can get. Shout out for that as well. That's good. Good pick. You know that it was kind of based on a true story as well? I checked that out because I watched so many movies in a row. I, I, I wasn't remembering if that was based on a true story or not, but so you're well, telling me it was loosely? Basically, basically, um, there was a count in an investigation in BuzzFeed News in 2016, which found that psychiatric facilities appeared to be admitting patients unnecessarily and in some cases against their will in order to collect health insurance payouts. And there was a, a story that broke and they had different, you know, uh, different examples of things that happened and people that were wronged and it's like a whole thing so yeah that makes sense yeah and i also gave it around i think i gave it like a, a 7.25 so i was right in that same area i had a lot of two fives in the six and the seven area this year mostly to distinguish if i liked them more than this one because i knew i you know yeah I knew well, that's, where the, that's where the quarter ratings really help yep absolutely especially in like the first view because i'm like okay let me go back i like this one a little more than that so let me see you know but yeah so we're all pretty much in the same area there. Okay. Um, hunting. Hunting. Yeah, hunting. Haunting. <laughs> Mine says hunting, actually. I know. That's why. I've read my own damn thing. Hunting. Yes. We're going hunting. No, no. Haunting. Ghost. Slash. Supernatural. And this is what I have here. Veronica. The Lodgers. Shooter Dare. Marrowbone. Stillborn. Devil's Gate. Mara. Down the Dark Hall. The Vault. Malevolent. Luciferina. Well, mine's very easy because it's my number 19, so just miss the list, and that's Veronica. Ooh, Vito, Vito, Vito. I really, really enjoyed that movie. I know that I, it's such a cop out. Really, 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 really enjoyed the movie. We we <laughs> did a review of it earlier in the year, I think maybe on that um, Triple R show. Or the. Yeah. I, we yeah. talked about it because I said if it's the first half makes it feel like it's going to be so generic that you're kind of like, should you stick around? But that second half is amazing. And that and that's what elevates the film. And it, I, it, I gave it an 8 out of 10. 
Uh, definitely check it out. I, I believe Netflix, if I'm remembering correctly. It is on yes. Netflix. It was yeah. one of the first ones on Netflix this year. People are going ape shit about it. People are going banana. They don't want to say, oh, it's the scariest movie. Oh, or, that was the one where it was the scariest movie, yeah. They were, they were going banana, not bananas. Banana. <laughs> Just one banana. They, they went one banana. <laughs> <laughs> they're going banana baby yep <laughs> yep so yeah Vito 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 yeah good stuff man I enjoyed it and don't forget that they in that movie they used a Ouija board don't forget that they didn't use a Ouija board they used a Ouija board I just wanted to point that out and Veronica time. fell off a cliff <laughs> there you go see <laughs> cliff notes baby yes cliff notes <laughs> There should be a cliff notes on how many people have fallen off cliffs. Yes. Headites. Somebody send it in. How many people <laughs> fell off cliffs this year? In movies, not in not in real life. I don't want to know that. Oof. Okay, so yeah, V-Roll was definitely good. I, I, every time I hear that, I think of that kid pulling his fucking ears and going, Vito, Vito, Vito. Every <laughs> single time I hear that name, now I think of that. Oh, shit, what am I going to talk about? I, oh, I, gonna... I, I know what you're going to talk about. I don't think you do. I really do oh, think I know. Maybe I will talk about this. I really want to talk about this other one, but... I think I know which one you're talking about. And I'll let you say it first, but if you, if I, I will admit if I'm Just wrong. someone's fucking say it. Okay, I'll tell you <laughs> what. One starts with an M, one starts with a V. Okay, I'm wrong. I thought you were going to talk about Stillborn. <laughs> no, I'm not going to talk, no, I'm not going to talk about Stillborn, but I am going to talk about Marrowbone, which just did not make the list. I still give it an 8 out of 10. I think it's a great film. I, I watched it again last night to see if it was going to be one that was going to bump up a little bit. So it's right on the fringe there. I really enjoy Marrowbone. It's a good story with, with tons of good actors in it. And, I mean, it's under the it's it's under the haunting ghost supernatural. But it's the kind of movie that you have to watch a second time. And watching it a second time, it actually did make even more sense. Where, I, where you see where the little swerve goes. Yeah. Like, oh wow! And actually, they did not mess around. All that stuff worked. So it all worked. I just felt for me because this was the film I was going to talk about. I just felt like oh, in the third. I just felt like it. no, cause, no, that's fine. I, I I can talk about a different one. But I just felt like in the third act, it kind of just like when it played out, I was just like, it's kind of been done before. It was done really well though. I I also gave it an eight out of ten. Right, it has kind of been done before, and it did get me, and it was worth a second watch. But I'm with you. But it was, it was, it was really just so well made. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, the, the acting was superb. Everybody involved did a really good job. It was a period piece, and, and it looked legit. Technically, it was great. The look, the sound, all that stuff was great. It feels like a big film almost. It feels like something that you could go to the theater. It kind of reminds me of like, the others or something like that in a weird sort of way. But. It's a really good film, and man, I, I wanted to put it on, but but it, it just missed out. And of course, you know, like I said, the actors are great, and especially I, I, we get we get to see Anya Taylor Joy again, and we get yeah. to see Mia Goth. Oh man! Yeah, it was uh, a good a good cast of characters. Yes, yes, I, I yeah, definitely a good cast of characters. So check out Marabone, and I'm really gonna shout out one more quickly because it's on Netflix, and it's called The Vault. And I think it's an overlooked film because the only people, the only person I've heard talk about it this year was C, and maybe like maybe one other person in passing that I, I've seen mention it. It's one that I think a lot of people napped on, and it's not making the list. But I think I gave it like a seven, seven and a half area. I think it's a damn good film. It's uh, check it out. Check out the Vault on Netflix. Cool. Okay. And I do cool. agree with that one. 
Good yeah, stuff, I, 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 I skipped that one. Yeah. Oh, you'd like it, man. It's a yeah. I, I, just, I just didn't get to it. I'll talk a little bit. It wasn't one of my favorite films, but also on Netflix, Malevolent. Uh-huh. You know, about uh, a brother. I think it was a brother-sister duo and, a, and another friend of theirs who kind of do uh, hoax. He's She's basically a, a hoax medium. You know, she pretends they go into houses and pretend to contact spirits, but it's all it's all a fake and a scam for money. And then they come upon this house where uh, where actual ghosts are, are haunting the house and, and, and shit becomes real. And I thought the performances were were really well done. I, I, I just felt the movie lacked a little bit, but the final act played out pretty well. And I thought the, the, the last scene of the film was actually kind of haunting. I didn't think it was anything special. It didn't even come close to being in contention for me, but... You know, if you got a spare 90 minutes, I think it runs, you know, definitely check it out. I think I gave it a a six, six and a half, somewhere in that range. I, and I didn't get to see it. I saw yeah. it there in my, in my, whenever you go into Netflix, but I, I didn't have a chance to check it out. Yeah, I didn't. I, you know what? This this was a tough list for me to choose from because I was going to talk about Maribel, and that's probably the one I knew the most about. The Lodgers also. The Lodgers is definitely a better movie than Malevolent. That's another one I would say check out because that's that's visually it's stunning to look at and uh, more of a period piece. Yeah, I, I enjoy Malevolent as well. I don't remember a whole heck of a lot about it. It's just one of those films that I that I I yeah. liked and I, and I enjoyed it. I gave it like a six and a half, so I, I dug it. I just don't. It, it kind of got lost in the shuffle. I remember the beginning. I remember the setup with the hoax and this and that and the girl. And I can't remember where everything went. Ultimately. Yeah, me either. That's just, why I, I kept it simple. That was that was the category. I was looking at these films. I'm like, I don't remember a lot of these. It happens. It's all right. That's what we're doing this for. It's no big deal. We're, we're shedding some light on them. Yeah. You know? So, okay, what's next? Cults and witches. Cults and witches. Okay, we have the ritual. Pie Wacket, a.k.a. Cake Jerkit. <laughs> Hereditary, The Endless, Suspiria, The Witch in the Window, Apostle, and Housewife. What a fucking category. Holy shit. Yeah. The year of the fucking cult was strong. And this brings me to one of the ones I didn't get to see, which was Suspiria remake, which has been getting a lot of praise. Yeah. Uh, so that's not going to be anywhere on my list because I didn't get to check it out. It'll be out on... VOD, I think, in a week or two. Yeah, tell us a little two bit weeks. about the film. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Does <laughs> <laughs> awesome. that sum it up? Pie Wacket is my choice. 7.5. We talked Well, I think, actually, Dave, you talked about it. The whole cake jerker thing came aboard. Then I saw it a couple weeks later and, and, and brought it up as well because you guys told me to check it out, I believe. Uh, but I, And I did, and it was, it was a really enjoyable film. It is good. Cool. I think Brandon didn't like it as much as... Uh... No, I still I gave it a seven, but uh, I again another one I didn't get to rewatch. No, I was probably in in about the same area. Good stuff though. I I really want to watch it again. I bought it since I've seen it, so I definitely want to check it out again. But a lot of yeah. people really liked it. It made some top tens. So yeah, I almost gave it a second view. This whole this whole category, all these films in here, I've seen I think just about all of them on, on various lists. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, witches are hot. They have been for the last three, four years, man. It's yeah, great stuff. Great stuff. Okay, what am I going to talk about? So neither of you guys saw Suspiria. No. no. Christian, was the other film you were going to say Overlord? Yep. Yeah, that's uh, Suspiria Overlord. People, yeah, a, a lot of people have been saying that on on various podcasts, but those two films I didn't see as well. Okay, well then I will just talk about um, 
The Witch in the Window. I only saw that one once, and I wanted to watch that again. I really enjoyed it. I gave it an 8 out of 10. It's a Shudder original. I want to I, I want to say, I know it's on Shudder, an exclusive original, whatever you want to call it. I, I know it's there. I really enjoyed it. It was uh, mostly a, a guy and his son, and they're repairing this place. And is it haunted or is it not? There's a witch there, supposedly, maybe, that used to be there. And the only thing that kept it from being excellent, like, you know, top 18 for me, was the way they wrapped it up. I didn't, I don't know, something about it just kind of seemed a little off to me. I didn't understand, like, the end result of the the antagonist and, and mm-hmm. what they were gaining by doing what they were doing and how it was working out. I really enjoyed all of it, and I'm not saying I didn't enjoy the end. It just kind of left a little taste in my mouth. But still, it's an 8 out of 10. It's still a great film. I just, you know... Yeah, that's a film I actually came in a lot lower on that I would still like to rewatch, though, because, you know, it, it played out as a much more um, heartwarming film than I was expecting it. I think that's why I liked it. I, and I gave it a seven. I, that, no, like, I, I, usually, I usually like those types of films is what I'm saying. And, and I didn't. I think I was just expecting something else. And then it was it was a very short runtime. And by the time it was over, I think I was just I think I just missed the whole point of the movie. And I just uh, was just like, whatever, you know, five and a half out of ten or something like that. The film I'm going to talk about real quick is tied for an award this year for best soundtrack. And that is Housewife. Ah, yeah. wow. Yeah, the music, the score to this to this film was fantastic. And uh, damn it, man, what what a just a, a a mind trip of a film it is. Just beautiful cinematography. A lot of people are comparing it to if you love stuff from like H.P. Uh, Lovecraft because it's got those types of visuals to it. Just the end, though, honestly. I mean, the end was cool. Yeah, but, you, but you're seeing those that artwork throughout, and it's it, you could tell it's leading towards something big. But the way it opens up, you know, with, with the young girls in the house, and the mother goes crazy and sacrifices one of the daughters, and then it's years later, and the, the younger sister's all grown up, and she sort of uh, gets invited to this sort of this, this cult experience through one of her friends, and, and just everything becomes like a surreal nightmare for the rest of the movie that you can't really differentiate, uh, you know, fiction from reality. And I really, uh, I, I only got to watch it once. I wasn't as high on it as, as some of the other films, but uh, I definitely look forward to watching this one again. And the music, like I said, is, is terrific. And uh, the final image is definitely one that will uh, will stick with you. I gave it a 7, seven out of 10 or 7.25 out of 10. Right around there. I only gave it a six. I was disappointed because it came recommended from some people. And I, I, I bought the DVD and I watched it. And I loved the beginning. And then the middle was weird. And then the end was like, eh. But then the very end, I was like, oh, okay. It's just, it's hard to explain. It, it, it's trippy and weird. And when I can't understand, I like trippy and weird, but I need to understand. Yeah. Like, I don't uh, understand. Yeah. You know how I am? You know, like with that movie last year. Granted, I enjoyed this movie much more. But like We Are the Flesh with that film last year that I just, just didn't like. Yeah, I gave it a five. We, but... Yeah, me too. We are the flesh. I, I still don't understand. And I didn't understand this either. I understand the end game, and I understand the very beginning, which was the best parts. But I was just like, something about it just, again, I own the movie, so I'm definitely going to watch it again. And maybe that'll uh, bring it up. Again. I didn't understand why the sister had, had her brother's penis in her mouth. <laughs> I did not understand that. Well, they were trying to do, I, like, the one movie had... The house with a with a cock in its walls. 
No, I didn't. I didn't understand why it was making me feel funny in my downstairs region. Oh, oh! She was. She, I'll tell you what. I liked that girl when she came in. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that scene? They were talking about how they had a threesome before and stuff. It got a little freaky there. Oh, you're talking about housewife now. Isn't that what you were talking, you're talking about? about? We are the flesh. I was talking about we are the flesh. Oh, I'm still thinking of housewife. And no, but the scene you. in Housewife I'm talking about, I understand what you're talking about now. Okay. You know Housewife? I have no clue what either of you are talking about because I didn't watch Housewife. Maybe you'll like it. Uh, um, maybe, it should have been movie, maybe it should have been movie number 36 for you. Yeah. Wrong year. <laughs> nice. Fucking mop um, top. <laughs> <laughs> top of the mops, mop top. Nice. <laughs> yeah, he looks like Kyle. I love it. It's chop top. <laughs> I got, I, got, I, got a paper, I got a paper plate under here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Anyway, Baskin. It was the, the people that did Baskin were the ones that did Housewife, apparently. Yes, they were. So, trippy, weird, yes. Multiple but, viewings for those types of films. That's why I feel like, that's why I'm talking about the fact that I enjoyed it, because I feel like a second and maybe a third view will help. Because I'm not, I, I, I didn't understand it all completely, but I, I was definitely picking up on what I felt like what was was going on but i'm not one to admit that uh that i don't understand some films so i mean i am one to admit it happens to me it makes me like it or not if i i I, if i can't understand a movie i tend not to like it you know what i mean it it happens and there's some films on my list that i that i loved that you know i was actually asking questions to other people to help help me understand if i was interpreting things correctly and Ultimately, that decided where they stayed on the list or if they stayed. Okay, let's move on. Creature features. Feature feature. We have Apartment 212, A Quiet Place, Feral, The Black Gloves, Wildling, Hostile, Cold Skin, Mon 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 Monsters, Primal Rage, and The Dark. And The Predator and The Meg. Yeah, go ahead. Add them on. Yeah, Predator and The Meg. Would Dead Shack be part of those too? I, you sh- know what? I got confused with Dead Shack and I put it under Zombie Infected because I well, couldn't remember what yeah, those th- things were. That's fine. Yeah, I, I'd go okay. zombie. Sorry, I forgot that was a separate category altogether. So That's right. I, I'll give it a, a two shout outs here. The Meg and The Predator. Honestly, oh. both fun uh, monster movies. And both of them kind of split down the middle. Some people thought The Meg sucked. Some people thought it was great fun. Uh, but the Predator seemed like it was getting shit on. But left, right, and center by fans. It's a fun-ass movie, man. Great dialogue, fun characters, it's gory as shit, and it's fast-paced. So, The Predator and The Meg. You can't go wrong if you just want, if you, you know, leave your brain, have fun. Right on. Leave did you remember to, Did you remember to replace it before the show? <laughs> <laughs> that laugh. That, that was a funny laugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's I don't find you funny. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Is it that one? <laughs> that, yeah. should, that, that should be the motto for this show. Yeah. It should be Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast. Leave your brain, have fun, enjoy. You know? <laughs> I like that. This ain't your There's horror corridor. <laughs> <laughs> no, it ain't. No, it ain't. Although Watson is joining us next season permanently. To, to wax intellectual or to, wa- or to wax Christian? Yeah. I'm just I want to I wanna look like you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Watson is going somewhere, so we're trying to, you know, let the listeners think he was coming here, so maybe they'll tune in. But, all right, all right, all right. Oh, here's something funny. I own The Meg, and I own The Predator, and I haven't watched them yet. <laughs> and they're 2018 kind of well, horror movies. 
<laughs> well, they, they, uh, the Predator, I got a digital code from Justin D, so thank you. I was about to rent it. He was like, oh, actually, I just bought the deluxe version. He goes, you want my digital code? I'm like, okay. <laughs> nice. Well, speaking of digital code, if I have them for them, they will be on Patreon tomorrow. Because I'm giving them out from now on. And if I have them for both, they will be there tomorrow, I promise. And I'd like to thank all the listeners who have offered me zero digital codes in three years. That's, that, well, that's going to tell you something. What? <laughs> <laughs> that's gotta, yeah, Watson is coming to replace me next year. <laughs> this year. <laughs> Would you be happy if I offered you my digital codes instead of the patrons? No, nah, I, I don't use digital codes. I give away my digital codes as well. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> you just wanted a bitch, didn't you? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, what are we, creature features? Okay. <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to start mine off with a song. <clears throat> There's a movie that's been on my mind all the time. Mon, mon, mon monsters. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. man. Mon, I'm off mon, the show. <laughs> <laughs> Mon, mon, monsters. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I didn't think I was going to like this uh, because B brought it to uh, the table on a triple R. And the way he <laughs> That's why you thought. <laughs> no, no. The way he was talking about it, I didn't think it was going to be my cup of tea. And, boy, I was wrong. This movie was actually on my 18 for quite a while. It just got – it's an honorable mention now. It's still an 8 out of 10 for me. It was 8 out of 5. And then the second time I watched it – It was 8 out of 5? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Out of 10 at one point, which means it was clearly your number one. <laughs> oh, oh my god, man. it was an 8.5. <laughs> the second time I watched it, I fell out of it a little bit and it went back down to an eight. But eight is great, I still love the film. It's um, this is also on Shutter. It's uh, where is is it Korea or am I way off? No, it's you're... China, it's China. Oh, Jesus, no, sorry, I swear I thought yeah. it was Korean. No, I'm pretty sure it's Chinese. I will double check while you guys talk. Okay. So if it's mon, Chinese, mon, mon, I'm booting it off my listing because I'm anti-China right now. <laughs> Fuck China em. and China are fighting? Yeah. I love China. Yeah. <laughs> I love you long time. <laughs> it's just not right it's, now, China. I love Chinese food. Taiwan? So it's Taiwanese. Okay. Well, whatever. It's, it's mon, 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 monsters. Anyway, I enjoyed this film. It went into a... The way Brandon described it, when I watched it, it, it wasn't what I was expecting. But there's a lot going on here, man. The, this kid in the beginning is getting picked on. But it's a situation where even when he gets the chance to hang out with these people, he still does. And that's something that you see in real life. And this really kind of hits you in the feels in a couple of different ways. Until the ending when you're like, wow, that's the decision that was ultimately made. Which is kind of a fist pump moment. But at the same time, you kind of end up thinking about the character that you kind of were rooting for, but then when you look back, you're like, well, maybe I don't really like him that much. And there's a lot of thinking in this film. Um, there's all kinds of like moral questions that are going to happen, and the monsters that do appear were once human, and they became monsters. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Check this movie out if you haven't seen it. Uh, I think it's a really good film, and like I said, it just missed out. And yeah, Mon, Mon, Mon Monsters. Get on it. <laughs> what, what's the song again? You want to sing again? 
There's a movie that's been on my mind. Phil Collins is here with us. All the time. My, my, my monsters. <laughs> Whoa. You know? <laughs> All right. So Definitely. I'm going to talk Project real quick required. about a movie mm-hmm. called Hostile. All my life. Oh, <laughs> He's still going. <laughs> good choice, man. Good. Cho- I don't know where that ended up on my list, but that's a good movie. Yeah, you know what? This one, you know, I, I kind of wish I had gotten around to seeing this one a second time. I, I did not. You know, it's it's a, a uh, an apocalyptic type of film about a young girl named Juliet. She gets into a car accident when she's out. I believe she's searching for supplies, and she has to survive the night against this uh, this creature that's trying to attack and kill her. And it's told in you know flashbacks, you know, sh- showing the type of person she was before before the apocalypse and, and her love interest before the apocalypse, and, and it kind of all plays out. In, in flashbacks, cutting back to her fighting with the monster, back to flashbacks, back and forth, ultimately, until we reached a conclusion, which I liked. It was kind of heartwarming, but it felt a little too convenient, and that's probably why I gave it, like, a seven and a half instead of, like, an eight. It just, I was just like, not really, you know, but it, it was definitely a little bit heartwarming, and uh, she did a great job, this lead actress, this Brittany Ashworth. So, wow. Uh, that was my complaint. I the movie looks fucking beautiful for a low yeah. budget or lower budget. I, I, I'm assuming. I was take her performance took me out of the movie a little bit. I what? found in the flashback scenes, I did not find her convincing at all oh. as a junk like a, 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 and her arc and whatever. Like personally, again, everything's. Be I mean, personal... look, it's been a while since I've seen it. You know, it's not standing out to me as a performance of the year, but it certainly didn't take me out of it. I thought she did a good job. I was I was taken out of it by by the ending, the sort of the convenience of the ending, given the the scope of the apocalypse at this point. Yeah, well, I have to thank Derek because Derek uh, got me that. So uh, that's how I was able to see it. But and I, t- I texted him and I said, you know. Everything's great, except her performance took me out a bit. That's it. Wow. That, that was it. I, I, I think I was about six, six and a half. Uh, six and a half. It, the problem is on my on my letterboxed, it, it doesn't give you the, the, half, the half options. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I was, oh, I was seven and a half. Role. I was definitely higher on it. I was really into it. So, uh, yeah, hostile. Check it out. What did you of, give it? I gave it, I believe, a seven and a half. Nice. Yeah. Oh, okay. For me, it was one of three movies this year that I gave the rating that I created a couple years ago. Six point seven five. <laughs> I thought eight, I thought I thought eight out of five. <laughs> <laughs> that's my new one. The man has my claim to fame. Dave Z has next, created. Next year you'll be giving eight out of five. Six point seven five and eight out of five. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the show and see what it's all about. Uh, <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, I liked it, but I can't remember enough about it. It was really. Yeah, on, uh, I, I have it. I own it. I should yeah. watch it again. But it's been, it's been a while for me too. It's been a while since I watched Hostile. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, he's full of them tonight. Mar- Marco's coming in his pants. Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm here to make people happy. Yes. I don't, know if I'm making... <laughs> I don't know if I'm making my co-host happy, but someone likes it. Okay. <laughs> Found footage is alive and well. I keep thinking it's going to be over with, and it's not, and I'm not complaining. Um, here's what we got. Living Among Us, The Devil's Doorway. Hell House LLC 2, Gone Jayam, Haunted Asylum, Butterfly Kisses, Survive the Hollow Shoals, 
unfriended Dark Web and Webcast. That's what we got. Well, as I look through my list, the one that pops up first is Unfriended Dark Web. Uh, great sequel. This is how I envision our Exploding Heads movie, one of the versions of it, <laughs> uh, of, the, of the the one playing out where it's like you're looking at, in our case, it would be us doing the show as the story unfolds. Uh, and I thought the first one with it being kind of a ghostly and this one being kind of the dark web and slasher esque was a great follow-up. Yeah. Takes it, it, it. It's a quick one. It's like an hour and 20 or an hour and a half, but it fl- flies by. Like well, I even yeah. realized by the time it started really kicking in, it was a 30 minute mark yet. I didn't feel like things were padded or I was bored or anything else. So uh, I was pleasantly surprised. I told you. <laughs> yeah. I'm right there with you. It was, it was a, a good call. It's actually a really fun film. Yeah. Tell you what, I didn't watch it until about, mm, I don't know, six weeks ago. And I wasn't going to watch it because everybody was shitting on it. So I wasn't going to, even though I really enjoyed the first one, everybody was shitting on this. I'm like, well, that's just one of those situations where the sequel comes out and no one likes it. And then I was listening to a podcast. And here's the weird thing. These two guys in this podcast hate almost everything I love. <laughs> and they were blowing this movie, saying how good it was. I'm like, well, these guys hate everything. Maybe I should give this movie a shot. If these guys like it, I go. So I did. And boy, I'm glad I did, man. Uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Matter of fact, this was also one of those fringe movies on my top 18 for a bit. Then I got to, then I came to my senses a little bit. said, well, I don't know if it's quite an 8.5, but I was just, I think it was because I was so pleasantly surprised that I, that I ended up over, overrating it the first time. I was like, man, that was really good. And, and it was, you know? So, yeah. I mean, if that's a ringing endorsement, guys, anyone that's listening to the three of us all see, we enjoyed it. Check it out, man. Don't believe the hype. It's actually a good film. Is that what both of yours do? You're all, we're all calling it the same movie? Well, let me see. I'm going to mention one that just came off my list. It was on the fringe for the longest time. And I watched it. What is it? <laughs> I Sorry. watched it last night and it, and it ended up uh, dropping down. Not two nights ago, I think. Either way, it ended up dropping down, but I still think it's great. It's called Butterfly Kisses. Yeah, good film. It really another, is. Another good recommendation. Yeah, man. I didn't I get mean, the chance to see it. I got to check that one out. You really must. It's really cool. It's, it's almost like a documentary of a documentary of someone making a documentary. Or is it? It's it, it's hard to explain, but somebody comes, somebody moves into a house and comes across, you know, found footage. It's very meta in a cool way. That's what the strength of the film is. Not even so much the big bad and the story behind it, which is cool. It's like old school uh, local folklore. If you stare at this place for an hour without blinking, this thing's going to appear at the end of the tunnel, and then it's going to slowly... The more Peep, you blink, it's gonna peeping come. Tom, you can't blink. Peeping Tom, you can't blink. It's it's a That stuff is cool, but what's really interesting about this is the way it's all used. He legitimately finds footage, and he wants to present it, but someone else is making a documentary of him who found the footage and wants to present it to the world. And I know it might sound a little confusing, but... They don't know if the tapes they found are legitimate or the people that originally made the tapes were trying to make a horror movie, a found footage film, and they can't find them in real life, so they think maybe so, but then some things happen. And again, it's it's meta, and it's making of a making of a making of. And it, it there's no other film exactly like it. It's done really well. The 
the performances are really good. I really like the lead guy, and I like where it goes. My only beef, the first time I was confused with the ending, but I still loved it so much I didn't care. The second time I watched it, I was looking to see what I may have missed on, and it seems that ultimately what they do at the end, it's almost like they kind of shoehorned the end in, and it didn't make sense why what went down actually did. Unless someone can message me that's, that, that has seen it and told me, but usually when you see this peeping Tom, you show signs and then something happens. In this film, all of a sudden someone disappears. They never showed any signs of anything coming after them and they, they just turn up dead out of nowhere. And they, they send something to somebody else and there's like a, you know, things unravel at the end, but I don't think they explain, there's no why to it. It doesn't make any sense why it happens. B, do you, do you feel that or not? Uh, yeah. It, okay. The, the final act is, it, is where it fell apart a little bit for me. I didn't understand some of the things and it felt a little rushed. It's too bad because everything was yeah. about it was I was ready to freaking eight point five and I was gonna say this is like what Savage Land was to me last year it was gonna make my top ten. First time I watched it, I gave it a nine out of ten. Yeah, I was really on it. Then I watched it again a couple nights ago and I end up giving it an eight. And I still think it's a great film. I just damn if they just could have nailed it ending the right way, it would have been kick ass. But I gotta recommend it still. I gotta check it out. Yeah, what's it on? Kisses. Butterfly. I prefer Angel Kisses actually. I prefer <laughs> I prefer Eskimo Kisses. <laughs> B, what's yours? Uh, you know, the only other two on the list that haven't been talked about that I've seen were, was it Gongium Haunted Asylum and Hell House LLC 2? I was not crazy about Gongium Haunted Asylum. It People just, were it, blowing it. I know they were. I just I, 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 I gave it an above average score, but it felt generic for me. For Hell House LLC 2, I watched the first one and the second one back to back. And I was impressed with the, with with the two films combined, and uh, would definitely like to see a third one. They're very, very low budget, but they feel very claustrophobic and creepy, and uh, pretty well presented. You know, I don't remember much in terms of the details and stuff, but they're they're decent films, and I, I would definitely like to see a third one come out. Unfriended Dark Web, though, was you know that and Butterfly Kisses were the standouts for me, though, from this list. Real quick, can I tell ahead. you two more? Demon House and Fake Blood, I both liked. So Demon House and Fake Blood, I gave 7 out of 10. Fake Blood, I've never heard of. Demon House, I just wasn't on board with. I, both, I, of them are on, both of them are on Amazon, I believe. Both okay. of them. found footage, and I haven't even yeah. heard of them? Well, Demon House is like a mockumentary. Nice. Well, yeah, most of them I thought it. it was creepy. I, I really liked it. I brought it up on the show uh, on one point, and then Fake Blood Why is... Why didn't I write it down? Fake Blood okay. is like kind of like these school kids like that, that grew up making gore movies and action blood movies and whatever like that they get like a a weird fan that kind of copies one of their things and it kind of evolves from there but uh it's decent again right on okay did anyone see this was also on prime did any, either of you guys see survive the hollow shoals no no I'll, oh man I'll t it's one of the very few movies this year that i actually got scared watching just once or twice, I got I got creeped out because that does happen with me with phone footage sometimes. But it's very basic because a guy goes out in the woods and he's filming one of the. Remember we saw that movie a couple years ago and, and uh, Christian saw it before any of us. It was on Canada the year before somehow on Canadian TV. And oh, we Man versus. Man versus. It was kind of yeah. like a setup like that, where at first I was reluctant to watch it. I thought it was going to be you know just biting off of that, but not necessarily. But it's the same type of setup where a guy's. Uh, this guy's going to go out in the woods for I forgot how many days, 30 days or whatever. The, and he's going to live off the land and he's doing this YouTube show or whatever it is. And he goes out there and it, it, things start happening and it becomes like a combination of like Blair Witch and um, what's that freaking movie? Um, Willow Creek. 
in a way where he's trapped in the tent and, and scary shit's happening. But there are like two or three moments in this film. I'm watching this at night with the lights off, and I freaking I spooked myself out a couple times. So generic setup, even even generic things happening, but the overall movie itself, I I still recommend it to found footage enthusiasts. Only the people that are into found footage films. So and I know well, you guys. And again, since now I sort of become that, I will show one other one that I just, uh, I I said, I'm going to watch this on a lark on Amazon as well. And it was Darkness Reigns. I gave it like a six out of 10. But again, for found footage enthusiasts, check it out. I kind of recommended it to you guys. It's, uh, remember that movie or that one that I thought started well, but then kind of went off the rails. They're watching came out a few years ago couple years ago yes yeah so this one is kind of like um it's a demon one again uh what the there's a name actor in it he's playing himself because it's about a movie of making a movie casper van yeah he's in it (laughs) it's worth checking out it's it's um, it's not gonna not reinventing the wheel a six out of ten but if you're a found footage completist it's there for you on amazon should i watch it with socks on will it blow my socks off or not it may Half, no. leave one sock off. All right, I'll leave one sock. <laughs> yes, and, and hopefully you don't go banana. <laughs> don't go banana. You know? <laughs> yeah. Never go full banana. Oh, my God. What's the next category? <laughs> we got to get through these categories. Holy shit. Yeah, only a couple more. Three <laughs> yeah, more. Let's fly. Do. All right, zombie slash infected. Mom and Dad, Ravenous, Stephanie, The Cured, Cargo, The Night Eats the World, and Dead Shack. You know, funny enough, based on how my list is, the nod would go towards Mom and Dad, but I actually have to give it to Dead Shack. So I'll call both of them out. Mom and Dad's fun, but I feel it's a one-trick pony and one watch was enough. Dad Shack, I want to go back to and see again. Did you say Daddy Shack? Da- Dad, Dad Shack. <laughs> Dad Sack. I'm all right. Don't nobody worry about me. <laughs> Daddy Sack. Daddy Sack 2, starring Daddy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Daddy no. Shack 2, Grandfather's Cock. Yeah. <laughs> In the wall. Uh, <laughs> I'll give it to Dead Shack, man. Great dialogue, fun characters, a uh, lot of heart. Man, I got no surprises here. We we have talked about every every one of these films. I think this year, uh, except maybe The Night Eats the World, and um, I like that one, but I like oh, these other ones more. Like they're all eight out of ten for me. The Cured, Cargo. You know, those two were ravenous. Those three were all eight out of ten. I, I, I quite. You guys just want to call out every film. So I don't have to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that That's I like them all. I'm not going to say much. I'm not even going to say anything. I'm just going to say that Dead Shack did not make my list, and it was one of the best horror comedies I've seen in a while. I only watched it once, and I really liked it, and I really can't wait to watch it again. So if anyone hasn't seen Dead Shack, another one on Shutter, absolutely go. I'm not even the horror comedy guy. Is is most of the listeners know, but that one, everything landed with me. I, 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 I agree with that statement. Dead Shack was a great horror comedy. The father was terrific. Also just missed out on my list, but I'll mention another one that just missed out on my list. And that's ravenous. A- another great year for zombie slash infected. This one yeah, was really absolutely. well done and had some really, uh, really cool imagery, especially these, uh, these sort of furniture towers that these zombies build and worship. I'm not really sure what was going on with that, but it was a really cool image, especially the last shot of the movie where they're looking up at this sort of like maybe 150-foot story tower of just chairs and stuff. Yeah, that was trippy. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, was, it, was, it, was a, it was a solid film and definitely heartfelt. Definitely. Dude, every one of these movies I'd recommend. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah every so. one of them. They're, well, they're worth seeing, so. 
good enough. They're all very different too. Not very different, but they all have a different angle to them. So, all right, let's go. Foreign films, lots of them. <laughs> Forest of Lost Souls, Black Hollow Cage, November, Possum, Satan Slaves, Habit, Terrified, May the Devil Take You, Bloodlands, I Remember You, I Am a Hero, Cat Sick Blues, and Who's Watching Oliver? Whew, it's a lot. Lots. All right, lots, man. Lots. Well, I, back to back, Satan Slaves and Terrified. Both are both were very good. I I didn't like them as much as a lot of people. They made a lot of lists that I was seeing, and they're rated a little higher for, for a lot of people. Both are very good movies. I think I rated them both seven and a half out of ten. Both had very creepy moments. Uh, I, I'm not disappointed. Just yeah, I didn't rate them as high as I thought I was going to. Nothing wrong good, with that. I'm but gonna, both good. I'm gonna do two as well, and they're both black and white, and they're both very good movies. Yeah. Forest of Lost Souls. In November, and I give them both an eight out of ten. They were both well shot, especially November. November is just beautiful. Definitely the better looking of the two, but they're both black and white. But I think I'm more engaged in Forest of Lost Souls. But those two movies, they are both on Prime, and I really can't recommend them enough. They are are very good films, and and check them out. And I'll talk real quickly about one film that dropped probably out of my top 10 that's how high i had it rated the first time but upon second watch i realized that it really just scratched the surface of what was going on and i needed more but it had a terrific cast great acting and that's habits oh wow i knew you would like habits i loved i loved habit and i loved everything that was going on and you know without giving too much away you know it's i don't even want to say what it turns into what type of film it turns into. I don't know what it turned That was my problem with it. I didn't I, know what I, 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 I was dealing with. <laughs> wait, you saw it? I told you to watch it. Yeah. Well, but you know. <laughs> so like, yes, you but, saw it. So you do know what they what they are, though, what the characters are. I guess it could be implied, but it doesn't really. I I, I'm just going to say, you know, cover yours for the next five seconds if you don't want to hear. But it, it's more or less anyone, but it's more or less a cannibal film. But it begins to only scratch the surface of this whole underground sort of uh, club that's sort of on a grand, you know, maybe worldwide level that exists. And uh, I, I definitely would have liked more. But the lead actor and the lead actress. Were- I agree. Yeah, they were really good. I just didn't quite get the whys of what was going on and how yeah. one thing could lead to the other. That, yeah, that's there, what it was. Yeah, there was definitely a lot more to, uh, to, to delve into. But I enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. You know, it was good. I knew you'd like. I knew you'd really be into it. And yeah, I but... see. And for a minute, it made your top. I, yeah, I for a minute, it. it was. It was. It was really high up. And then I rewatched wow. it. And I'm like, eh, gotta bump it. I can't. Oh no, I'm not gonna say it because maybe it's gonna make. Uh, I'll wait till later. Okay, forget it. <laughs> All right, franchise films. This is interesting because I'm not counting part. Two. We're not counting part twos in this. But I found it interesting that every single one of these does not have a number next to it. And these these become franchises because it's more than three, because that's what we decided was a franchise. Think about that. None of these have a, a, a number next to them. It's so, I guess it's become crazy passe, but here's what we have. Victor Crowley, The Cloverfield Paradox, Tremors A Cold Day in Hell, Puppet Master The Littlest Reich, The Nun, Halloween, The First Purge, Children of the Corn, Leprechaun, Amityville, and Insidious. All had a film out this year. Yep. Pretty wild. Wow. Pretty wild. Yeah. Based on yeah. that, it's funny because I had Victor Crawley pretty high up there at one point. And I think, based on how I'm looking at my list now, the nun trumps it. 
They're rated the same for me. So they're, they're, ra- they're rated the same. That's 7.5 yeah, for me. They're rated the same for me as well. Uh, so, But that's just in the way I ranked them. I gave the Nun a, a bit of an edge. But they're definitely both rated 7.5. Cool. Right on. I will say that the Cloverfield, the Cloverfield Paradox has come under serious scrutiny since it dropped, and I still don't know why. And I think if people did a little bit of research and start projecting their complaints on this one and instead project those same complaints on the second one, which I enjoy. I, I like all three of these films. But everything people said about the paradox should also be applied to 10 Cloverfield Lane. That was the one that seems like it was shoehorned into the freaking – into the uh, – you know, when it came out, I was like, how is this even a Cloverfield? But nobody seems to say, because it was such a damn good film and it was different. Nobody's saying that, but that seems like the one where it was shoehorned. This movie, everything about this film ties in with the first film. And that's what I wanted. And when they, when we, the further into the film we go, it explains the whys. And I love having things explained. It's cool and it's done the right way. I remember watching it. I was in the third act. I'm like, well, I'm really enjoying it so far, but... If they don't do what I'm hoping they're going to do in the third act, it's going to leave a bad taste in my mouth. And they did what I wanted them to do, and I quite enjoyed it. But everybody's complaining. That and third act was phenomenal, and that last scene yeah. of one particular character screaming was fucking fantastic. I thought so, it was a great film. So you like it too? I can't believe yes, I how do. much it's it's been shit on. I don't get it. You know that if you start the first movie and, and this movie at the same time, that the big boom that happens when they do that thing, when they're trying to, you know, when they're in space and they're trying to do the thing and there's the explosion, that occurs at the exact same minute and second as when the creature arrives in freaking the first one. There's so many tie-ins. Google it. Go That's online cool. and look cool. at Listen, the paradox is the right title for this film. Every, all, all the things that have to do with all three films, but particularly the way this one ties in with the first one in all the crazy ways. People were t- trying to come off saying, oh no, this was a movie made for something else, and they added a couple scenes to shoehorn it in. I'm sorry, but but you're mistaken. Uh, do some research and look at it. And go listen to the Buzzkill podcast. I'll give them a, a, a props, because when it first came out, they everything that you can find by Googling and this and that, they already had the information because they quite enjoyed it, and they talked about it through their whole review. So I said it the first time I talked about it, and I'll say it again. I don't know what episode it is, but check them out. It's a good show anyway. I really enjoy it. But go listen to their Cloverfield show where they talked about those movies, and give this film another chance, man. I really don't understand the hate that it gets. But I don't either. That was the one I was going to talk about, but since you took it, I'll oh, just— I, No, that's okay. I'll just say real quickly, uh, Victor Crowley, I, I just— Really had a lot of fun with the movie. Terrific kills. I don't know how they're going to bring him back for another one, but I hope they do. It seems like it doesn't matter. The guy's head's been blown apart. He's a ghost. Yeah, that's so it's just, true. It seems like he can just, just keep coming. The, glue, glue the pieces back together and bring bring me a fifth one. <laughs> I, I, I'm fine with it. I enjoyed it as much as uh, almost as much as the first one. I like it better than two and three. But Same with me. I think we. I think we all said that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Not everyone feels that way. I'm going to ask because I, 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 sh- I should have saved the Cloverfield Paradox for you because I forgot this movie wasn't making my list that I'm about to say, and it, it bears being discussed. And um, and I have to bring it up because it's winning an award. But Halloween. Halloween, I really enjoyed it. It's an 8 out of 10. It is not making my top 18 films. What? what? Whoa! That is the shocker of the night. That is uh, awesome. What? I tried. I watched this movie four times 
because I want, I watched it this morning before I went to work because I, my heart did not want me to leave it off, Fuck but you, I could Michael not, Myers. but I could not with good conscience watch the movie and say that it's an 8.5 when I don't feel it is. I feel it's an eight out of 10 and I, I, I really enjoy it. You know what the problem is for me? The third act. When they get to it and they're in the house and Lori's walking around with a gun and it's she's the the prey as much as she's the predator more than she is the prey. I fell out of it uh, pretty much every time I've seen it except yeah, for the first time. It's just not my type of of third act. I, mean, I, I want final I say, bullshit I and say, I didn't get it. I say fuck you, grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> and that grandmother doesn't bother me because everyone calls her grandmother. Oh, but I don't I, care. I never I, like I didn't really care. Like people carried on like I cared, but fuck you, grandmother. But eat, listen, my, eat my bird box. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoy Halloween, but uh, I mean, it's my favorite after the first three, but I don't get the same feels I get as those three movies, but I do enjoy it. It's a damn good movie. I just, something happens in the third act that it takes me out of it ever so slightly. And that's enough that I'm, uh, it, it stays in an eight out of 10 range. It does not go to 8.5, but I am going to give in, in a tight, a tough year because there's five or six of these that I really enjoyed. But I listened again today, and this solidifies it. I think that um, you know, that this soundtrack is is the is my favorite of the year, and that's and uh, and it shares uh, best soundtrack with Housewife for me. So this was oh, the right other on. one. This okay. was the other one. <laughs> uh, well, since you're bringing it up now, it's my favorite. It's my winner of the soundtrack of the year too. Wow, I'm yeah. shocked at everybody. Wow. Okay. Well, it's it's John Carpenter, Cody Carpenter, and Daniel Davies, and it was great. It's like an updated version of the first two films. But done right by the right person, of course. It's like remixed almost. But there's not really a dull moment. And there's, this is, listen, I don't know how, how, how into the, the soundtracks you guys were for this year. But uh, for me, I'll, I'll tell you right now that there's like five other ones that were in contention. And I guess I'll bring them up when I talk about those movies. Because I think they're all in, in my 18 anyway. So that, that's part of why they're there. Yeah. But anyway, Halloween, really enjoyed it. It's my fourth favorite of the series. And that's all there is to it. Um, it's an eight out of ten, and it, it it just did not make the list. It, it's a great year. Oh, that's say? a shocker! I know. Awesome. But I still love it. On that note, so, let's take that break that Brandon wants to take. Yeah. To drop a deuce. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about, uh, yeah, yeah. we're not exactly in the top 18 yet, but we'll be there really quick. We're just going to do our um, couple quick awards, biggest surprises, biggest disappointments. Um, I'm saving my one surprise because mine is actually in my top 18. and It's biggest disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Waka, waka. I got to think about that. What is my biggest disappointment? You I'll tell you mine, the endless. The Endless, The Cured, and Summer of 84. Summer of 84, don't get me wrong, I still rated it high. Just not as high as I expected based on how many people were blowing it. Same with The Cured. The way people were talking about The Cured after I went off on Cargo, I thought The Cured was going to be the second coming, and it was actually my least favorite from all the zombie-affected ones that I saw. So really? it was a disappointment to me. The Cured? And the Cured. Wow, it was a disappointment, and I liked it. I liked it. It was just a disappointment. 7.5. And then the endless, again, people were going on and on and on about it, and it was good. The buildup is far better than the payoff. <laughs> I'm not done talking, Brandon. Sorry. <laughs> There's a pause. 
What about, what about your biggest surprise? Is it on your list? It's on my list. I'm, I'm gonna leave it. I'll leave it. All right. All right. All right. Uh, my biggest disappointments, and I went. I simply did this by which films I was most looking forward to this year that let me down. And for me, it was easy. It was Halloween and it was Tragedy Girls. Um, I gave Tragedy Girls a, a higher score than Halloween. I think I gave it a six and a half. Halloween, I think I was four and a half, five. I will rewatch both films at some point, but they were definitely my biggest disappointments. For biggest surprise, and the reason why I went with something that's not on my list is because I had kind of very low expectations of this film, even when it was recommended to me by Dave, because it's not usually the type of film I like. I wasn't, I liked the first one, I wasn't a lover of it, but this one kind of blew my socks off, and that was Unfriended Dark Web. Actually, that, yeah. that's a good one to mention. Uh, yeah, for uh, not on my list. That was a big. Sur- that was a good surprise. Yeah. So that, like, I, you know, every film on my list and all eighteen of my films are are, are also big surprises. But that for not making the list, that one really just kind of came out of nowhere because that was one of my last watches. You know what? It, it kind of happened to me. The first one, when when we did that back in two thousand fifteen, I think the first one was my biggest surprise of that year. Because, you know, just the way it was marketed and everything. Yeah. I thought it was some PG-13 horror. It was going to suck. Then I started the movies, and I really liked it. So that was a surprise. This one, I guess you could say, was a surprise because of what I said, the story I told before. Everybody was shitting on it. Then I watched it. I was like, oh, wait a minute. So then it ended up being a surprise. But um, my other surprise, again, it'll, it'll be on my list later. As far as disappointments, I really didn't have too many. I guess there was a couple of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a found footage lover, you know. And there was a couple that people were blowing that I watched and just thought that they were okay. And mm-hmm. I, 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 I liked them, I, but the way they were talking about them, like they were you know, going to be amazing. And uh, I think uh, one of you said something earlier about it being uh, it happening. It was the Haunted Asylum. Gone yeah. Jam, yeah. Uh, Haunted Asylum. People were blowing it. I was like, man, this is going to be amazing. And I bought it, blind bought it. And I liked it. I did like it. I just... Felt like it was kind of generic. I was like, it's been there, done that. I didn't see anything that made it really stick out. And then there was another one that everyone was really blowing called The Devil's Doorway. And to me, that was an awful lot like that movie, The Final Prayer, that came out a few years ago. And I liked that too. And this one, the third act was extremely generic to me. And I just was like, I don't know. I enjoyed them. I think I give them both sevens. But I just like, I was expecting to be wowed because these are also from people who are also found footage enthusiasts. So the way they were being talked about, I was expecting to, you know, to have my socks blown off, and it didn't quite happen. So that's really it. I will say this. I'm gonna say a, I'm gonna say a complaint. That's a disappointment. About as, as great as this year has been, I've noticed something, and I do not think I'm exaggerating when I say this. I've watched 100 movies. I venture to say that in 50 of them, there is a friggin' dream sequence. I am so tired of dreams in every horror movie. I don't understand what's happening. It's become an extremely overused cliche. Look at your list now, <laughs> and, and I bet you 50% of it, there's someone having a bad dream and they you, wake up. You don't have to tell me. I've given up on my dreams a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Oh, but do you guys have you guys noticed or is this just me? Because it's been bugging the hell out of me every movie. That's crazy because now that I'm thinking of it, yeah, it's always See? been kind of a trope. But you're you're right. Like when you it's 
It's extremely yeah. overused right now. I'm really tired of it. In, in 2019, guys, please, please stop with the dreams enough already. I mean, <laughs> my God. I mean, it's so bad that you know when it's a dream. Like, you see this, oh, yeah, this is going to be a dream. And 90% of the time it is. You're like, yeah, it's a dream. Sometimes you see the dream within a dream, which is my worst thing, when they wake up and wake up two, three times, and it's like, Okay, we've seen this before. We know that it's a dream. Once we see it the first time, the second one's probably still going to be a dream. I think I know what movie that was referring to. <laughs> well, in that movie, I don't mind it so much because there were psychedelics involved. Yeah, in yeah. Case, okay, yeah. Uh, we are talking about the same movie. Yeah, yep. Revenge, Revenge had about 14 dream sequences. But, but in the context – yes, it did, but in the but context – Yeah, because yeah, she was on, like, the peyote. Yeah. Right. In, in a normal movie, though, like a ghostly or something, or someone go to sleep, it's just enough already. Enough yeah. already. You know? But whatever, that's that's the only complaint I have about the genre as a whole. So oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. Stick my fingers so, in that hole. I, I, what about your fingers? What hole? <laughs> I'm sticking my fingers in that hole. All right, buddy. Well, you're going last, so we better hold on a minute. We we, we can do it. We can do our 18 through 11 Ooh. officially. Yeah, now there we're we official. We can do it kind of quickly Whew. and do 18 through 11 a piece, and then then top 10. So uh, the top 18 begins now, everybody. Okay, man. Holy smoke. So I'm doing 18 to 11. Bam, 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 bam. All right. Here we go. My number 18 is Who's Watching Oliver. My Ooh. number 17 is Psychopaths. My number 16 is Mon, Mon, Mon Monsters. My huh. number 15 is The Clovich Killer. Or Clove. <laughs> Clovich. Clovey. My number 14 is Mirabone. My number 13 is Apostle. My number 12 is Boarding School. And my number eleven is ravenous. Nice. I'm wow. glad. I'm glad to see boarding school and mon 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 monsters on that list. Very nice. Mon 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 monsters could have been even higher, but yeah. it, I have a problem when the movie focuses on asshole characters, and I know that that was the point of it, but it's yeah. still, it's still hard for me to get into. But yeah. so, but it's it's got heart, and it's well shot, and that whole fucking bus sequence is just so well done yeah hell oh, yeah it is man. I love that sequence. and thank you guys for making me watch apostle because that probably could have even been higher but that was one of my last watches and it was amazing yeah another good movie but i'll give boarding school another a little side award i know it's not an official award of best cinematography Wow, no shit. Nice. I love boarding school, and I even love the movie that didn't make my list, Ghost Stories. I just love the way they were shot. Yeah. Ghost Stories was shot really great. I watched it again last night, and I, I, I enjoyed it more than I did the, the first time. It went up a little, and I understood it more, except for the very, very end. It didn't make 100% sense to me, and that, that would be all spoiler. Yeah. I can't get into it, but that's what kept it off the list. Other than like, other than when we get to my top five, I mean, these would be my my shoutouts. So that's why I'm giving um, boarding school and, and the ghost, a ghost story sort of honorable mention best cinematography. Because I think I'm one of those people that say my favorite film is going to have the best almost everything. That, that that's fair. Almost that, everything. Yeah, that could so. happen. Um, can I hear them again quickly? Sure. Eighteen is who's watching Oliver. Seven and that's going to be split because there are going to be people that yeah. are like going to be are going to absolutely detest that movie. It's a fucked movie, and yeah. that. But I, I, 
I had it higher at one point. I said, this makes sense where it's sitting. Psychopaths, Psychedelic, another movie that's going to be split that's amongst a lot of people. 16 Mom, 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 Monsters. Clovich, Killers, 15. 14 is Marabone. 13 is Apostle. 12 is Boarding School. 11 is Ravenous. Okay, it was Psychopaths. When I first saw Psychopaths, it was a 9 out of 10. I really loved it. And even the second time I liked it, but not quite as much. And then I watched it again for rewatch over the past month. And it went down to an honorable mention to an 8 out of 10. I still enjoy it. But I think I watched a couple other movies that were also trippy around the same time. And I realized that, you know what? I think I preferred them. There was like three trippy movies. And I preferred those two over over that one at the time. I was like, you know what? I still like this movie a lot. But it got bumped off. But I'm surprised to see it on your list. I'm happy to see it, you know? All 8 out of 10s. So everything from 18 to 11 was 8 out of 10. Oh, okay. Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> everything for me, for my 18 to 11, is all 8.5 out of 10. And Holy it just shit. happened. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's, 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 a great, it's a great era. That's why I'm in, so in love with this year. These are all 8.5s. They are the only 8.5s I have. This wasn't planned. This just so happens to be that's what they were. And everything off it, I have another freaking, I don't know, 25 movies that are 8 out of 10. <laughs> that are just 8. So anyway, number 18. It has to be on a list because I watched it and I gave it an 8.5, but it's the only one on my list that I did not give a rewatch because I saw it at the theater and I have not been able to see it a second time and it's not released yet. And that movie is Overlord. And that's a bit of a surprise for me, I would say, because I knew that it was about war and stuff like that. That's really not my cup of tea usually. But boy, I tell you, I'm not going to spoil anything at all, but... The direction that the cinematography is great, the story is great. The opening first twenty minutes, I'm so glad I saw it in the theater because they were it was war stuff going on in a plane and it was bombastic. <laughs> Dude, it was, I'm telling you though, that yeah. stuff was so good. It was like watching going to see like a regular war movie. It was really done well and scary because you see the horrors of war and, and things that are happening on a plane and it, it was scary. But then when things get going. Very interesting. You got some some good heel characters. You got some other things going on, mystery. And then in the third act, where it goes, it's like something out of the 80s. It's like, and I don't want to say what it is, but it gets like mad scientist-y type shit. Like, it goes bonkers. Not like, you know, not like a reanimator bonkers to that extreme, but there's some fucked up shit going on, and it's cool looking, and there's good stuff happening. So I wish... You know, I wish I could have seen it again. It's the only one I couldn't rewatch, but that's not my number 18. Number 17, The Black Gloves. Man, this film, very mm-hmm. atmospheric, very, uh, uh, the, the, the antagonist was spooky as hell when he was there. The, uh, the, the acting was great. I mean, it, some people might look at it as overacting by a certain character, but she was great. Uh, the way it worked out, it's a black and white film. It's about a guy that has to go and see a ballet dancer uh, who's locked away at this place. And I can't really get into it. I'm, I'm trying not to be long-winded. But see the black gloves. It's very well made. That was my disappointment. That was the one that you recommended that I knew you loved. And I thought it looked great. What they did with the lighting. Even my wife was watching oh. me watch it. She was like, holy smoke. She goes, what movie is that? And I'm like, no, the cinematography. The, the, what they did with that. It's the best part of the movie. I felt the sound design. I felt the acting. I felt the story was just so. Uh. Really? And wow. then, yeah, I was not. I wasn't yeah. blown away, but you loved it. I someone else was blowing it. 
I don't know if it was Derek or Moods, but someone else really, really was high on both, it. Both of them love it. Moods had it in his top uh, top four, I think. Wow, man. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked it, man. It's definitely not for everybody, but you can get it now. For a while, it was hard. It was only available on uh, on Blu-ray from one particular company, and now it, it, I, I bought it for like four bucks on freaking uh, – I think it, maybe I'm wrong about the price, but I bought it off Amazon. But either way – streaming you know but very good i guess i won't get too deep into the plot but um all i can say that it's kind of old school in a couple different ways and i don't know it's very creepy there's some good stuff going on it's there's only three people primarily through most of the film but i don't know man it's it's good stuff okay number 16 i'm surprised that this is that this wasn't higher on um no no i shouldn't say that. okay number 17 what keeps you alive I really enjoy the hell out of this one. I, I don't see anything wrong with decisions that anybody made. I, I just, I, I don't, I just don't see that. It just somebody had to do something, and they wanted to make sure that it never happened again to anybody else. So instead of being concerned about their own personal safety, they just decided to do what morally is the right thing because they don't want this person to continue doing it to anybody else. But uh, again. Check it out. I think it's really good. There's a couple good twists and turns. There's a great performance by uh, the main antagonist, I, I think, is phenomenal. And a um, couple of attractive women. It's funny because the one girl, I didn't recognize her at first. From the, Stains of Sands Red, right? Yes, because what a completely different look. She had the short hair. You know, she was playing a, a lesbian girl with a, with a hair real short. She really looked the part. And I was like, I couldn't believe it when I looked because, you know, the way she looked in what Stains of Sands Red. But, man, just a great performance by, by both of them and, and a really good story. And it just, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed the hell out of that one. I didn't even realize she was from that until he said that. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I looked them yeah. both up and I was like, wow. Yeah, but man, there, there's some there's some chilling stuff going on in that film. And it's kind of, I don't know, a lot of it's realistic, I guess, until maybe the third act when they make some decisions. But the way it plays out is stuff that you can believe is happening. And that is horror to me. You know, you could see that people do this stuff. You know that people do this stuff. Matter of fact, someone just told me a story today about someone that did something to, for financial gain and this stuff does happen but anyway what keeps you alive it, quite a surprise good stuff though okay number 15 the endless i uh man i i, I came down a little first i gave it a nine but it's back to an 8.5 but i was really impressed by it. it's a movie that i want to watch again too i watched it twice and i i want to get to it again the I just love the story about these two brothers that go back to their cult and the tie-ins with the resolution are great. And this one expands on it more. And when you're talking about time jumping and stuff like that and the stuff they're playing with, you can really screw that up and, and you know, piss me off. But it, it, it all made sense to me. I, I got what they were going for. And I want to see more from this duo because they did this one and they did resolution. They did spring. Uh, they're three for three with me, but I'm really on board with all the characters in this film and what they're going for. And it's kind of scary. You know, but yeah, the endless. Check it out. Fourteen tragedy girls. Love those two girls. Uh, it, it's fun. It's it's satire, but all all the kills are good. You got two badass chicks freaking killing people and their plans, and it, they're just endearing to me. And and, and the way <laughs> the film was presented, I really enjoy it. And I know we we reviewed it on whatever show. You guys can hear our full review of review of it, but I really enjoyed it. Thirteen. You may be the killer. That's the one I was going to say before. I thought they'd be higher up on C's list. It seems like it's up his alley. And I tell you, I watched it twice. What they do right is they keep in the gore. 
They have the comedy. This is like if Final Girls would have kept in the gore, I would have had it in, in my top ten slashers like Brandon did. This is what I was saying they should have done with Final Girls because they had comedy, yes, but they they but when they had to play things straight, they played it straight, and it actually, when things are happening, it works. I mean, there's meta stuff going on which works, and it's not too much. It's, it's good nods to horror geeks like us, and the gore is where it should be, and it's people getting bumped off at summer camp. I really enjoyed that film pretty much beginning to end. Uh, everything landed for me. And like movies like Rune Me and Camp Death 2 and 3D or whatever it was, this is what they aspired to be. And this, to me, is, is the way you get it right. Uh, the lead character is a little bit dorky, but not annoyingly dorky like the guy who was in like, Camp Death and, and, and stuff like that. I just, to me, this is a formula that many try and very few get it right. And, I'm not really the horror comedy guy, but those last two movies, Tragedy Girls, and You May Be the Killer, they did it really, they did it right, man. Check both of those movies out. Okay, number 12, Terrified. This movie really went up my list on the second view. I, I really enjoyed it the first time. I got a little confused at the end, but man, I'll tell you what, it is straight up scary to see what's going on here. Uh, there, there are a couple visuals. One uh, of the little the boy, the boy, the boy, the boy, the boy with the cereal is terrifying. Yeah. Oh, dude, that whole <laughs> sequence is amazing, and and the opening sequence with the girl in the bathtub bashing around is so yeah. good. Those two things stick with me, and the second view really elevated it for me. I, I owe, wasn't. I, I owe that a rewatch. I really do. You really should. I mean, I it's, really it's almost set up like anthology because you have these three different stories and they all work and there is some... Gen- this is what you want when you see a freaking... When you go to see a movie like this. Genuinely creepy shit on hauntings and, and all different stuff going on and people coming back from the dead. It's almost like an anthology. Different stories but in the same, you know, complex but they're close to each other. And I, I really... This, this was on my top 10 for a while. Uh, it was tough to leave it off. I really enjoyed the hell out of Terrified. For me, it was definitely the... The best of those movies that came out this year, those like Indonesian films, was like uh, and foreign films. This this really impressed the hell out of me. Terrified. And number eleven, this is my surprise of the year, because by all accounts, when I saw things coming out and the clip, of course, you know I don't watch trailers, but just the things I heard when in production and the stills that I saw and things like that. I didn't think I was going to be into it, and I didn't think they could do something like this again. But this is a sequel. This is The Stranger's Prey at Night. Uh, completely different than the first one, but still kept the creep factor of them lurking around, which which is what made them so cool in the first film. But in this film, it's straight up like, you know, slasher stuff going on. The kills are good. The characters are... I, someone, I heard people say they don't like any of the characters. I thought nothing was wrong with the characters. Yeah, I, I read I that like too. Little, Crazy. I like the characters. I like the soundtrack. I, mean, it was, I like yeah. the whole movie. Yes. <laughs> yes, another really good soundtrack. Absolutely, yeah. But I like the whole movie too, beginning to end. And I don't know what else you want. You want to see a movie that's a slasher that with people coming around killing people and doing their shit. Everything was was really good. Uh, the, the music that they used with the freaking the pool sequence and that whole thing was amazing. I'm a little disappointed at the ultimate ultimate ending of that. Mm. They should have just let it go a certain way, and I kind of felt cheated that they didn't. But what are you gonna do? The sequence itself is amazing. Uh, using uh, freaking those songs, using. Um, Total Eclipse of the Heart. Total Eclipse of the Heart, and uh, they use Air Supply, yeah. And all all the music they were playing, the (laughs) way it was presented, and the killers, and the way it ends for everybody, 
I thought it was really good. It really surprised the hell out of me. I, I enjoyed it. I watched it twice. Both times I walked away feeling the same. It was an eight and a half out of ten. Enjoyed it top, you know, start to finish. So there you go. Talk Real quick, it. I'll do more. Real quick. Overlord, the Black Loves, What Keeps You Alive, The Endless, Tragedy Girls, You May Be the Killer, Terrified, and The Strangers Pray at Night. His real quick is what I did for my list. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you, you, I thought we were supposed to just list them. I didn't say anything about any of the movies. Very little, anyway. That's fine, Dave. I just feel like I cheated. I gotta say something then. I just I'll just say a few things about Ravenous and Boarding School. Then my eleven yeah, and twelve. Why not? Like Boarding School was was a big surprise. I freaking love the plot of this movie. It because it, it's a it's a great script because it, it kind of starts one way. You're not really sure where it's going, and then. They get brought to the school and it's, why are these kids all kind of, why is he here? He doesn't really fit in yet. He's got some troubles, but he's not like everybody else here. And you realize that it's these parents that want something, something done with their kids. And yeah. it's, and that's where it gets really interesting. Uh, and the way it plays out, it, it's fucking great. That, that kid, that main actor, he's fantastic. Yeah, he was. And that great. ending. Oh, oh, that ending was great. That, that ending. Great. Mwah. Sweet it's a great justice. movie. Sweet justice. Yeah. See, my Sweet... dumbass. If I me, I would have gone with the girl. Because <laughs> I like bad girls. <laughs> That's it. And then Ravenous. Ravenous is the other infected movie that just blew me away. Not just because it's French-Canadian. Uh, <laughs> and Can- Canadian. But I just love the way it played out. I mean, th- this one, again, it was tense. Some the sequences that were in there with the 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 whole fog and sequence and oh, and everything else at like the end. oh it, with the with the right. woman in the suit with her machete swinging yes, yes. Oh, beautiful it it just won me over and I guess I was hearing so much praise for the cured and wow. Brandon was the only one I think that mentioned ravenous. The Ravenous was the one that I'm like, this is fucking amazing. And The yeah. Cured, I'm like, this is good. I talked about Ravenous uh, very early in the show with the Triple R. Yeah, so it was one Netflix. of you two. I thought I thought it was Brandon, but maybe it was you, Dave. Maybe it was uh, both of us. I think yeah. we both saw them all, so. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah, yeah it, it just, again, it just won me over. And again, I found them this very hard to rank because they're all the same ratings. So you just kind of feel like, who do you get the slight uh, edge to? <laughs> Yeah, I know. And I like, I, and I mentioned Apostle. Apostle is a movie that I could see someone saying it's not horror, but they'd be wrong. It doesn't play out like a traditional mm-hmm. horror film. Uh, I think you would. You said this last year, uh, Dave, when you picked uh, Brimstone as your number one. I, I'm only comparing the two because of the period type piece. Sure. Uh, not that they're Western, but this one is a cult. It's got like blood-sucking freaks in a sense and uh and i don't want to say too much more but there's torture there's gore there's a guy with a fucking basket head i mean yeah this movie bucket head yeah it layers it it layers the horror in but it's not delivered to you in a traditional package that's it that's my that's my rank because i felt like i didn't really talk about anything there i just listed i don't have i don't have a traditional package (laughs) no because it's shaved (laughs) now nothing really surprises me on your list like none uh, christian that seems to suit you did anything i say surprise you guys or no i gotta be honest i'm pleasantly surprised with both of your 18 through 11s i thought there was a good mixture on there we're definitely gonna have some repeats throughout the show but 
I thought you had some ones that I don't have on my list that I'm glad were mentioned. No, I, I not surprised. I just don't know where I'm expecting them to rank. You've already thrown me off with no Halloween, to be honest. <laughs> I'm already. I told Brandon right before we started recording again. I'm you. you so I'm already disheveled. Like. Yeah. I don't know. Don't but worry. It... Watson will be here soon to replace you. <laughs> you, know <what's> <laughs> you know what's funny, see? I was listening to our last show from 2017, and at the end we were talking about what we wanted to see the next year, and my my list was Halloween was one of them. You were motherfucking Halloween. I, I know. That shit you were saying. I went in like I I hated it, and then all of a sudden I saw that first trailer, and I'm like, oh, I'm interested now. And then I tried not to really watch anything else, and like I said, Giddy is a schoolgirl. I love it. Why is Brandon's camera off all of a sudden? I was just going to say that. You read my mind. Is my camera <laughs> really off? Yeah. Patrons are here wondering. Oh, yeah. fuck me. He's beating off to her list. What about now? Can you see me? Oh, there we go. You're back. There right about Cause, now. Cause, because, I, again, I can't see me now. But as long as you can see me. Yeah, we can see you. All right, fine. Then I'm, not, then I'm closing it down. But I'm not going to stress about it. Don't stress nope. about it. Yeah. All right, it I'm is. gonna start off my 18. Might as well have the Jew start off with a Christmas movie at number 18. I had to, <laughs> I had to put this on the list. This is a Christmas movie that came out probably in February. Yeah, but man, was it fun! Mercy Christmas. Nice. All right. I, wow. had, I had to put it on here. Our funny cast we got our lead character Michael <laughs> Brisket, who gets invited home for Christmas dinner by a beautiful coworker, not realizing that he is in fact Christmas dinner. It's hilarious, it's bloody, and that third act has got some of the greatest kills and just hilarity I've ever seen in a holiday film. I could definitely I... see this one being added to the rotation. Son of a bitch, Brandon. Why didn't you tell me? I didn't, I didn't watch it. You didn't watch Mercy Christmas? I th- I, Both I Brandon and I said it was good. I thought we reviewed this. Yeah, you and I did. Well, uh, I, I watched it, you happened to watch it as well, but Dave never did. And... Screw anybody that says Secret Santa is the best fucking Christmas movie of the year. That movie is dog shit. Mercy Christmas, which came out in February, like Brandon said. It came out It's definitely so the best early. Christmas movie of the year. Yeah, and I'll watch Christmas movies that early, so I don't care. Number 17, matching up with Christian, Psychopaths. Nice. Nice. Yeah, Mickey Keating, man. He, uh, oh, he's great. He, he's terrific, a talented filmmaker. I think where people are going to get split on this film, and this is the lowest rated film of all the films that we're going to be talking about tonight, because if you look on the B, this is rated a 3.9. Oh. This is really low. But this has a great soundtrack, and some people, I think, are going to say this is style over substance, but it's such beautiful style. If I had one complaint about this, I wish we had followed maybe one of the killers a little bit longer. And I'm talking about the uh, the second female killer. You're talking about um the, the girl that was performing. The, the I'm in love with you. The girl that was singing on the stage and kept talking to herself. No, that's the last girl. I'm talking about the one who drugged the guy and took her back to her house. The blonde girl. Yes. I thought she was the first female killer they showed. Okay. Yeah. My bad. Oh, I, I love I, her. I, I love the film. It was also in running for great soundtrack. I mean, I don't know any of the music that was on there, but I was really into it. Great film. Uh, number 16, one you recommended to me, Dave, called Eat Me. Nah, I thought you might like it. Nice. Man, this was great. This was produced and written by our female star in it. And uh, what's her name? Her name is... I could check Jack, quickly. Jack, Jack, Jacqueline something. She she wrote and produced it and stars in it as a uh, as a woman named Tommy who's 
suicidal and you really sympathize with her. Her life has not gone well. Uh, and a home invasion takes place and we meet the antagonist. His name is Bob and he's a scumbag and he's also had a shitty life and he's a rapist. He's a thief. He's a bad guy. And over the course of this one night, Tommy and Bob sort of just have this back and forth discussion that, you know, ultimately, ultimately uh, plays out in a disturbing and, and upsetting and uh, very downbeat manner, but it's really, uh, really engaging and worth checking out. I, th I thank you for definitely recommending that one. Dude, you know, I, you know why I thought you, you know why I thought you would like it? Because it reminded me, completely different, but a two-person show for the most part, it reminded me a little bit of the movie of the year before that I recommended to you that ended up being on your list. And do, you rem do you remember the name of that movie? Because I thought the exact same thing, and I can't remember the name of the movie, the, the husband and wife one, right? Yeah, where they poison each other. Yeah, where they poison each That's exactly what I thought of, and I'm like, this is Dude. great, and I can't even remember the name of that movie, but that's exactly what I thought of, and it was great. It did play out like a theatrical play. Uh, at number 15, by the way, these are all 8 out of 10s right now. Number 15, I have November, an Estonian horror film. You got werewolves, you got the plague, you got ghosts, you got the devil. It's uh, it's it's really quite batshit. You got these soulless creatures built by villagers called Kratz, where you can put souls in them in exchange for your soul, for your soul. And it's it's a bit confusing at times, but if you look at it simply, it's sort of a love story between the local village girl named Lena and the local village boy named Hans. Hans, however, doesn't love Lena. He's in love with the Baroness, this German Baroness who lives in the castle nearby. And it's poetic, and it's beautifully shot, and it's humorous, and it's dark, and it's uh, it's a film that's definitely worthy of some uh, deeper analysis. So November is my number 15, 8 out of 10. Number 14, one that some might consider more action than horror, but Cold Hell, also on Shudder. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Another wow. 8 out of 10, a serial killer targeting, targeting Muslim women in Vienna. Our main girl, a Turkish woman named Ozga, who's badass. Violetta, sure, I don't even know how to say her last name, Sherlau. She was fantastic in it. She's, she's a badass kickboxer. She could take care of herself. And with the help of a police detective who she starts to fall in love with, they team up and take down this psychopath and... Uh, it's action horror at its best with a final act that, you know, will leave audiences cheering. So check that one out. Nice. And number 13, a rewatch for me. One, I wasn't super high. I was I was probably at like a 7 out of 10 the first time I watched it. And then I rewatched it and realized it's just pure slasher gore entertainment. And that's Terrifier. Wow, nice. Yeah, yeah. Art the Clown, man. It, it's, just, it's just slasher brutality at its best with the absolute best score and kills of the year hands down i mean it's just mean-spirited and i like the fact that they left it open for more and the way they ended it you know it it leaves the fact that art can now be a a supernatural being which he kind of was presented as in the all hallows eve anthology so i'm looking forward to more so nice yeah me too that's Terrifier, 8 out of 10. Number 12, Forest of the Lost Souls. There it is. Nice. Yeah, yeah this one, th this is where I, where I could have, you know, did one of my, my number 12 became my number 5. This is where I could have started doing <laughs> this. I didn't, though, but a Portuguese horror film. And you would think that, uh, especially you saw it, Dave. You had it yeah. on your you yeah, eight, eight out of ten for me. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah, and uh, but you would think this is kind of the film that I wouldn't like because of where it goes. Mean-spirited? <laughs> it, it, it's a very mean-spirited film. But, but I the found... first half, I thought, I thought you would like. Exactly, that was it. It, start, it started out as an art house film, you know, a lot of deep intellectual... Um, More drama. Conversation, yeah. very dramatic between a father who wants to kill himself because... He lost his daughter to suicide and this young girl who's there to kill herself as well. And they're having this exchange. And then it does a complete 180 and all these truths are learned. And it becomes a home invasion slash slasher film that's, like we said, mean-spirited, kind of violent and nasty and uh, beautifully shot. And, and sort of without any explanation as to why it makes it more terrifying in this sense. You know why it went from an 8.5 to an 8 for me and then got bumped on the second view? Why is that? Because, because they make it seem like the antagonist has done this before. Would you agree with that? Yes, I totally believe she's done okay. That's I think the same. And I think that it's a little bit... I don't think that it's something that you can get away with repeatedly. That was my problem. Like, you know what? The antagonist was a little bit sloppy with what they were doing. Not sloppy, but mm-hmm. out in the open. And I think if you did that once and got caught, that'd be awesome. But the way it was presented that they got away with it, that it's been done before, kind of made me like – I couldn't suspend my disbelief in that manner. So see, that's what see, bumped it see, off. See, I could because I felt like the vastness of the forest – it's almost like a sacred ground where probably not many like police officers and stuff go. And I felt like she could have, you know, definitely hid bodies and done stuff like that. Oh, I don't get easily. that. That the forest is fine, but I'm talking about when she would leave the forest and then go and do what she did to the oh, okay. people's right. family yeah. or et cetera. You know yeah. what I mean? That's what I'm saying. That's what I was like, well, if this is something that's been done before and everything else. And yeah. that was the only reason why, but I, you know, I, I still enough. enjoyed the film. And mm-hmm. my number 11, that was an 8.5 out of 10. My number 11 film, also an 8.5 out of 10. I only got to see it once, and that is A Quiet Place. Nice. I was absolutely shocked by the, you know, our opening kill. Uh, great height and visual sense by taking away the, the, the sound. You know, you really feel the performances in the body language and the expressions of the actors. Full attention. Ends with the viewer wanting more, and I really just love the chemistry between uh, Krasinski and Blunt. You know, real-life husband and wife, they always say, never really have the chemistry on there, but they had great chemistry in there. The daughter was fantastic, and uh, just a a heartwarming story. And uh, I thought, you know, people were complaining about the looks of the creatures. For as much as they were shown in it, I thought they looked fine, and it's it's way more about about the, uh, the family struggle for survival than it is about the creatures, so... I, I personally loved it. Eight and a half out of ten. So I'll just read back through that real quick. Number 18, Mercy Christmas, eight out of ten. 17, Psychopaths, eight out of ten. 16, Eat Me, eight out of ten. 15, November, eight out of ten. 14, Cold Hell, eight out of ten. 13, Terrifier, eight out of ten. 12, Forest of Lost Souls, eight and a half out of ten. And 11, A Quiet Place, eight and a half out of ten. Right on. Nice, man. Yeah. Right on. And I remember that movie, by the way. It's called Die, My Dear. Die, My Dear. That's it. I couldn't remember for the life of me, but I swear as I was watching the film, I'm, I'm comparing it in my head. I'm picturing it. I knew it. it. <laughs> That's I why it. I told you to watch it. And Jacqueline Wright is the, the woman's name. 
Jacqueline Wright. I didn't write her last time. I just wrote Jacqueline. We're on a first name basis now. <laughs> Jackie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jackie. Jackie. Uh, All right. Top 10 begins. Let's do this. All right. My number 10. Puppet Master, The Littlest Reich. 8 Lovely out of bit. 10. 8 <laughs> out of 10. A fun-ass movie. Gory. This is what Puppet Master should be, in my opinion. I was really not a big fan. I said this earlier of the original series. I I liked maybe the first one, maybe part two. I, I'm going by memory. And then I remember really liking three. And then everything else was dismissive. Uh, this was great. It was fun. It was funny. Uh, good acting, hot chicks, and it was gory. A hell of a lot of fun. It is fun. Yeah, we all like that. I give yeah. it an 8 out of 10 myself. I, I quite I, enjoyed it. I also gave an 8 out of 10, even though it just missed my list. Like, it was an 8 out of 10. Right on. All right. What Did you give it an 8 out of 10, or are you uh, higher up? Me, no, it was 8 out of 10. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm starting 9s. I'm all 9s for a little while now. 9! <laughs> nice. So my number 10... <laughs> is Annihilation. And nice. I gotta tell you, I, I did not expect to like this movie. I put it off for a while. I know that it's fringe horror, sci-fi, whatever, so I wasn't gonna watch it, but I kept asking people, is it horror, is it horror? And I it was like, I would say 75% of people said yes. I said, you know what, that's good enough for me. But man, it's very thought-provoking. It's it's mixing so many things. It reminds me of, uh, of Alien and The Thing and... Um, uh, what do you call event horizon lots of stuff going on here and just some of the scariest freaking sequences of the year honestly some some serious shit goes down here and and the soundtrack is is fantastic another one that i for a minute considered making it my number one of the year but um yeah I, i'm really on board it's a long film as a lot of movies on my top 10 are going to be but it's a long film and I, i'm not bored for a moment the first time i watched it i was confused at the ending and uh, and of course I got a, all great acting, you know, uh, uh, you know mostly a female cast and all, you know, Natalie Portman is great and uh, everybody pretty much is great. But there's some scary things here. The way people's demises happen, there's some genuinely scary things happening here, and there's some disturbing things when you see the people and what, what they've turned into, the people that were there before, and I don't know. It's some of the things just give me that that, that spooky feeling, but uh, it's got that. It's shot great. It's scored great. It looks beautiful. Everything about it. And again, like I was saying before, I was confused by the ending the first time. Then I watched it a second time with my wife. And because the ending confused me still, I did, I, I was going to actually bump it down to like an 8.5. And my wife said something to me. And she goes, wow. She goes, so this, this, and this, and this. And that's why. And I was like, holy shit, you just cracked the code. She told me. <laughs> she told me what the ending meant. I thought it was something completely different. And if we talk another time without spoilers, I think I, I don't know how many people feel this way. But the, what, what, her theory about what she said and why everything happened exactly at the end the way it did and what what she was doing and why, I was like, holy shit! I go that that that's awesome. I go it actually makes sense with her character decisions uh, throughout the film. So now I see what's going on here. So it stayed up at a nine out of ten. I really enjoyed it. There's some really cool visuals. Just, man, just some sick shit when they discover the first soldier and then the video and the, you see the stuff squirming oh, around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. The, the snaky the snaky kind of intestines. Oh, yeah. wow. 
some badass shit. And and people that talk about this about this being on fringe horror, you know, like I said, the movies I compared it to, I, I think is enough. I I felt that it, that it was pretty horrific and, and scary, and the way people's demises. Or the thing with the bear was freaking horrifying. I have, yeah. It, I mean, it, it's Ooh. it's sci-fi esque as well, obviously, but yeah, uh, and, and probably uh, stronger there. But I have no problem fitting it into the horror genre. Yeah, and I'm sure it says horror on the B. Yeah, it, there it, somewhere. It was it it was all around. Like I'm looking forward to what the, he does next because his movies have been great. Everybody's a great actor, and as you said in this, it looks great. I, I really liked it. I don't know. At one point, I thought it was hovering around at the top there. I, I think I had it an 8, and I gave it a 7.5 overall. When I looked back at my, my list, I I really enjoyed it. I don't know why I, I ended up at that rating. Yeah. yeah, I think I was at like a 7 as well. But again, I only gave it one watch. Same here. Oh, yeah. Well, second it, view, and then when I tell you something about that guy that I can't say on the show, yeah. that'll, that'll help too. But it's a 9 out of 10. Yeah, I really enjoy the hell out of it, and I'm gonna be. I had a Blu-ray, and it's on Netflix anyway. But I'll yeah, be these, watching these, it again. These films were long this year. This was the year of yes. long films. We talked last year about everything Excellent. needed ten more minutes. This year, everything needed about twenty minutes less. You're right. I know. Uh, <laughs> they long films. All right, my number ten film uh, is the Clovehitch Killer. Yeah. Yeah. I. Oh. Uh, this this was just you know a perfect portrait of you know evil. Just Dylan McDermott knocked it out of the park. His yeah. relationship with his son, Charlie Plummer, fantastic. You know, I love the fact that they use this sort of religious community as a backdrop because the son kind of has nobody to go to except for this outsider girl, Cassie, who does a great job. I believe her name is Madison Beatty. And, uh, you know, together they kind of look into it and discover. And, Besides for one little scene, which I, I for me it didn't it didn't do it for me, so I, I'm just gonna go ahead and say this that there was really no attempt to mislead the viewer as to who the killer is here. That's what I, I said. I, yeah. yeah, I mean they you know at one point the, Dylan McDermott's character tries to explain, oh it was Uncle whatever you know the uncle who can't speak, right. but it, it it's literally almost like a like a throwaway line because you you get to know his character. You see his perversions and and the fact that uh, he's just a very disturbed individual. He's quiet. He's a he's a Cub Scout leader, a, a Eagle Scout leader, and uh, you could just tell that uh, he's suspicious of the son and the new friend, and he kind of he kind of feels like he knows what's going on. But that twist that they they come up with in the third act was just beautifully executed. And I did not see it coming for a second. It's great. Well, it's yeah. it, it shifts yeah. it shifts focus uh, from uh, you're following the point of view, so to speak, of the sun for the yes. whole movie, and then we shift focus, and you're wondering why. But you, it, it's a cinematic it, genius, actually. It's it's cinematically genius because it doesn't actually shift focus. We, oh, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, you it think it does, way. but it does. It it, it really right. doesn't, and. I don't think the director, I don't think they ever wanted you not to think it wasn't him. I think you're supposed to kind of follow the boy and be, well, maybe it could be the uncle, maybe because the uncle's kind of uh, mentally disheveled. But I, I don't think we're ever supposed to not think it's him. I, I think they could have, that's why they never even try to throw us off. Yeah, I, I threw that line out there just because I don't want people coming at me saying, oh, well, they put that in there to try to mislead you because I, I personally don't think they did. Yeah. I think you get the sense just from his presentation from the from the very opening 
the conversations he has, you could just tell he's an awkward individual. And, uh, you know, they slowly start to unravel his character and show you the things he's into, the the son and the friend they discover, the pictures and the magazines and the blueprints and, and all this craziness. And uh, like you said, that, that lack thereof of a shift in that third act was just really well done. Some people said they saw it coming. I really didn't. I thought it was yeah, heading yeah. in a completely different direction. But yeah. I was, I don't want to say cheering, at the way this film concludes, because it's a just a dark, nasty horror film throughout. That there's almost like there, there's there's no there's no victor at the end here. True. Very another great movie and great performances all around. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. good pick. I, I, I give this one eight out of eight and a half out of ten. Right on, right on. This is totally BTK killer, by the way. There's no question. There's so many similarities between the BTK killer and the Clove Hitch killer in this that it's uh, it's pretty pretty wild. But there you go. I have the listeners' top ten from Jason Free, who's provided them. He did all kinds of work. People on the group page contributed. In uh, so Abraham brought it up. Should we do it? So Jason Free did a really cool thing for us on the uh on the the group page which if you guys aren't on the group page what are you waiting for get on facebook and join it exploding heads we're there but um yeah uh there was people posting things people were posting their top 10 for the year this and that there was a couple uh threads made abraham ram made one the ram man and some people did it below his in in his thread and other people did separate ones and one thing led to another and i just kind of said well if we're getting so many maybe i'll read them on the show and I just said it, and then I was thinking, oh, that's a lot of work. I, I'm, I'm so busy on the rewatches. And Jason Free, thank you, sir, stepped up and said, hey, Thanks, Jason. I'll help you. Yeah, I'll help you out, he said. And- Jason's sitting, he's, well, he's not listening. He might be, he's not listening right now, but when he is, he's going to be like, fuck free. I want to get paid. <laughs> Jason, Jason paid, motherfucker. <laughs> well, We'll have to give Jason something. Maybe we can uh, let him, you know, we can do a triple R form or uh, some type of review, something like that, you know? We're usually cool like that. Yeah, but anyway. We'll think yeah. about it. Yeah. Kind of, <laughs> let us know. Let us know, Jason. We'll do some stuff for you. It, we're going to have so many things from that are going to be recommended from other people in this next year that we're just going to roll with it, you know? So, long story short, we had over 35 submissions on the group page in like a matter of a week, so that was kind of cool. You know, people just came in and wasn't playing. Here we are. So the listener's consensus 10, and he did it the right way. You know, uh, if, somebody's, if somebody had their movie as number one, they got 10 points. If they had their movie as number 10, they got one point and et cetera. So people weighed in, and this is what we have. The nice. number 10 movie for the listeners in the group page is, I believe, matching somebody's in this room. The Clove Hitch Killer. Yay! Yeah. Nice. All right. Pretty cool, huh? Brandon. Yeah. Awesome, I'll, man. I'll still get voted third when they ask who has the best list. Mm-hmm. Now referred to as Clove Hitch. Yep. Or, or, the, Clo- or the Clover Field Killer. Or the Clover. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, SC. We, we love you. <laughs> Clove Hitch. Yep. Clovey. Okay. So. <laughs> Cribs in a Clover. <laughs> Pumps in a bump. Uh, number nine, right? We're on oh, yeah, number we're number nine. nines. We're still doing a countdown here, boys and girls. Here we go. All right. My number nine is Art the Clown Terrifier. Nice. Brady brought this up earlier. 
we're not digging deep in this movie. You're not waxing intellectual about this movie for the most part. It's a slasher film. I recommended this. We had Kenny Kong thinking I was fucking crazy for bringing it up. He thought it was absolute trash. And there's going to be a ton of people out there yeah. that think it's trash. But Art the Clown is fucking creepy. This movie is creepy and super gory. I can't recommend it for everybody because of that one particular scene of the saw. Oh, it's such an awesome kill, though. It, it is awesome. I ha- I don't mind the switcherino uh, for the final act and what happens. I know, Dave, you, uh, patrons can see your face and I can feel it. It's You're not gung-ho about it. I'm totally love- cool with it. I want more at the clown. Just a fun slasher and go gory. Gagory. <laughs> Mine, mine's a jacket required. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I get that one. I get that one. Nice. What I'm going to say is my issue with the switcherino was that I was <laughs> so in love with the first girl. That, they sh- they uh, should have bought in a manicarino. <laughs> <laughs> That's who they saw to that. Manicarino. They should have. But I was so in love with the girl number one, and then you killed her off. It's you're not gonna go any place. I was I was with you, I was with you there, but the second rewatch and I watched it with uh, with friends the second time around and it definitely helped. It's a friend kind of film, especially because every time a kill took place, my buddy was like, "Ooh, whoa, whoa!" <laughs> like literally every time, and it was really funny because he was like really taken aback, like how gory it was, but he yeah. he loved it. And I was just like, I was enjoying that. We should have a watch-along. We should do this in Patreon. I don't know how to do a watch-along, but I hear other Patreons talk about it. Yeah, I would do that. If we can find a way to do it, that'd be awesome. But it's been terrifying. But Terrifier, well, there's a, a specific movies that you can pick Netflix. through Facebook. I don't know if you could do it, like, I guess you could just do this and, and have the movies going. But I mentioned it when we did the review earlier in the year. I said it has a funny, creepy, well, the, the, the funniest, creepiest scene of the year. And I still think it holds true. Where he wears that skin suit, the one that Dave wore <laughs> when he was fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> yep, right the the final stroke of midnight. No, but and then he co- and oh, it's so freaking creepy. I know it's my favorite word, but that's the best way to describe that sequence. Yet you want to laugh at his mannerisms as as he's walking. Art the clown, the guy who plays Art the clown, is a genius. He did it Good, great. And that's why I say I want to see more at the clown. Yeah. And that was uh, 8.5 out of 10. 8.5. Nice. Wow. I was 7.5 and I was a low man. No shit. Wow. Good stuff, though. Good stuff. Nice to see an old-fashioned killer just come up and do some shit like that, you know? Nothing fancy. Come and kill. Good kills. Have some fun. I can dig it. All Here's right. Gun. My number nine is Apostle. Yeah. Yeah, man, I'm I'm so glad you watched it because you said something like, "Should I watch Apostle?" And I'm like, I didn't want to show my hand because we never do with each other, you know. So I was like, I think you should see it. So speaking of which, can you please show us your hand right now? Because mine's got coffee. There we go. And this one has my notes in it. (laughs) See, there's my. The view is working. (laughs) Where the hell's your mic? Yeah, my wife's being held up by something else. Yeah. A it's tripod is holding a tripod is holding up a tripod. You can see yes. right here. This is this is Patreon gold right here. Uh, and I will say I, I 
I said it hurt. Sorry, one dollar. One dollar. I really do appreciate the fact that you recommended it to me because I was like on the. I was like, I got a why. I had two movies left that I wanted to fill, and it was one. And it was one of the four that I wanted to choose from. And you're like, you've got to watch it. And I, I swear, it should have probably maybe entered the top ten. But I just finished it today. Like I said, and I, I'll have to watch it again. But what a great movie. Yeah, well, it entered my top ten, all right. It's freaking balls deep in it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, man, I mean, technically, there's nothing nothing you could say negative about this. All the acting is great. The uh, You know, the cinematography, the score, everything. It looks really nice. It's shot well. Everything is just all that stuff. And then, you know, that's just the technical aspects. And then the story is so cool. And the gore, when you, when you get the kills, and oh. I admit... <laughs> a little confusing i guess at the end and what the um what's going on on the island we know that there's a cult there we know that they talk about the goddess when things slowly get peeled back and we see what's happening and you know we see our hero there who's trying to rescue his sister who was kidnapped by them and you know that whole situation and anything that has to do with cults and religion is always interesting so it, it, it almost kind of like is a almost like a modern day wicker man with a twist Exactly. That's no that's way. what it, that's what it, that's exactly what it's like with the cults and and the goddess and the, the second watch really helped me understand it. And there's some beautiful scenes, particularly with um, uh, what's his name? I forget his name. Uh, I got it right here, buddy. Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> <laughs> who play? Who played a? Ter- who did a terrific job? And the, and you know, as a guy who's sort of lost his faith, and uh, he he redeems himself and finds his faith again. And uh, the ending is really quite beautiful and poetic, and it sort of uh, plays into like like his new role as this. Uh, well, I'm not gonna. I won't say anything, but as to what what be, what will become of him. But the kills are all really good, and the oh, whole yeah. aspects are there, and they're all top-notch. I mean, when that one dude gets freaking, you know, when, uh, when yeah, when he takes the guy, oh, he killed my daughter, and that whole thing, that whole sequence, that whole 15 minutes of when they're discovered is so brutal and heart-wrenching. Yeah, that and, was. I was rooting oh, for them. I, was rooting I felt them. so bad for them. And the, the girls in this movie were great. They're, 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 oh, February. You know, yeah, the yeah, Lucy, Lucy yeah. Boynton does it again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so pretty, too, man. And she does such a great job in this role. And you know what else is really good? And I, I became more dear to him as, as the movie went on, as an actor and, and with the character, is the preacher. You know? Oh, uh, Malcolm. Malcolm. What's... Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Man, I'm I'm drawing a blank on his on his real name. He used to date Sarah Silverman, and uh, and he and he was in. He's actually from the Twilight films, but he's actually done Michael a lot. Sheen. Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's done a lot of great films. He I think he has a child with Kate Beckinsale. He's really? at, he, yeah. He happens to be a terrific actor, and uh, and obviously has a huge hog because Jesus. Uh, yeah, I know Beckinsale <laughs> and Silverman, rock and yeah, roll, yeah. man. Yeah. Wow. I mean, they're no Lucy Boynton, but. <laughs> good to go. <laughs> no, but he's great. I mean, if there was a if there was an award for best supporting actor, I'd probably give it to him. I, I thought he was fantastic. And yeah, you know. because as the movie goes on, you kind of learn that his intentions and kind of all of their intentions were were kind of good from the start. But it just it's almost about how like Quinn took over. It, yeah, Quinn took over, and it's sort of about how like religious religion corrupts basically. Yeah, and it's a, uh, it's, a, it's a, a terrific film. Yeah, it's heavy, and there's, there's so much yeah. going on in it, and, um, you know, the three funny fathers, I forget, I forget the third guy, but I like him, too, and what he has to deal with with his own son, and yeah. what's going on there, and there's just so many things at play here, and there's really, 
it's long and it's dramatic and it's a period piece, but there really isn't a whole lot of downtime. It's really pretty interesting. You know, it's great when they show the flashbacks of when uh, when the lead um, was in, um, where was it, China or someplace like that? When yeah, it was in some was Asian country trying yeah. to bring uh, Christianity there, and they rejected him, and they, they, were, so cool they were burning them. That's like that's when he lost his faith. branded. Yes. The, yeah, the when they brand Jesus. them. Yeah, it's a beautiful scene. But he, there was suspense in it, man. There was all that suspense when freaking he was about to get it when he was in the church and the guy was reciting the lines. Yeah, and he was. He thought he was going to get discovered himself and the way that played out. And then the little switcherino in the beginning with the mark on the freaking thing to get on the boat and how that plays out. Yeah, wow. but there's also a scene towards the end where you know when he's getting branded, he's sort of looking up asking for God's help. And there's a scene towards the end in the light. And it, I, I forgot, it's during the chaos in, in the final act where he, he's he's sort of on the ground and he looks up and the light is shining. It's, you know, I mean, it's not meant to be like a like literally God's looking at him, but it's like he's found his faith. And, uh, you know, it's just a complete contrast to that scene back in, uh, we'll just say it's China. I'm not sure what country right. it was, but, and it was just beautifully done. Yeah, man, really good film. Really, I, I didn't. When I first heard about it, I didn't know if it was going to be my cup of tea. And man, I sat down and I was I was thoroughly impressed. It was just yeah. really good stuff. Nine out of ten. If you guys haven't seen Apostle, it's on Netflix. What are you waiting for? Yeah, do it. Nice. All <laughs> right, my number nine has been mentioned before. It is The Endless. Mm-hmm. You guys, man. Oh, yeah, you're man, the two ben- blowing it. I'm sorry, well, Benson yeah, and Moorhead are my guys. I liked Resolution, but I mean, Spring was my number spring, one. Spring was great. Spring, yeah. I I love Spring. I I haven't seen Resolution, and you guys have both what? mentioned it. I, I don't. I oh, haven't no seen wonder it. you didn't dig the end. You got to watch Resolution and then follow it up with the Endless. No, yeah, see, dude. I love the cult shit until they get to the Endless shit. <laughs> I like it all the way until it goes into the the looping stuff. Well, the I mean that's. That's I know what's going on. And I know, so, and it's so creative and different from from anything you've seen. This sort of I don't oh. know if you want to call it a godlike entity or just some sort of you know creature or demon that that has trapped this cult in 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 these different length time loops, and it's just so well presented. And and Benson and Moorhead, you know, as actors, I thought were terrific as the two brothers, and they go back there and more and more answers are revealed. And I just, I really just love the way it plays out, the interaction between all the characters. And then the final scene plays out, and I gotta be honest, I I felt the first time I watched it that it was a definitive answer, but then one of the characters makes a, a comment. It's It's practically the last line of the movie. It might be the last line of the movie. And it made me second guess whether this movie actually has a definitive answer. Hmm. Weird, and, because I had a trouble the first time and figured it out the second time. <laughs> okay, I'd be interested oh, to know what you think, because I feel like I thought one way the first time and the other way the second time. But either way, I just think it's brilliantly presented. It answers all the questions to resolution, and uh, it's it's quite creepy. So is this a sequel to Resolution or a follow-up? It, it takes... Go ahead, B. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you, go, ahead, go ahead. You can talk. It's like the same timeline, so to speak, but yeah. the guys at the... Um, the remember when they go back to the house and there's those two guys there and, the guy, and, and they, they said they're, they're, they're still going through the same thing every day and the guy's trying to get the other guy clean and he's trained up to the thing? Resolution is all about those two. Yeah, they're they the stars. Out, 
a few times. Okay, well, uh, a few times, and the girl that shows up, that's uh, remember the girl said that I was obsessed with the tweaker, and she was I was in the state mental hospital. Yeah, remember yeah. the one girl? She actually shows up in resolution and goes up, and and the people in resolution also meet up with um, our lead characters from this one when they're still in the cult before they flee. Okay, well, because I'll, I'll check out Resolution. I didn't oh, know any of this. So just going in, I liked the setup. I liked the fact of going back. I liked all that. So I I thought the cult stuff was enduring and creepy, and it was building and building and building. And then they go into this time loop stuff, and I'm like, hmm. Yeah, that's Let's see how I'm this not... plays it out. And then, I, and then I wasn't sure. I liked the way it was playing out. So then I, I ended up at a 6.5. Like, I... Three quarters of it I liked. I think I, I would like you to see both again just to see if it changes. But, I mean, it's still – the time loops are still a, a heavy part of it. But it's such beautiful cinematography in this as well. The uh, the tug-of-war scene is just yeah. – I oh, love that. Yeah. I love that scene. That's that's great. And, uh, and the leader of the cult, that guy, does a really good job. Man. Yeah, they, they all do a great job. And uh, it's, it's, really, it's really well done. And uh, a movie that I think just will probably get better for me upon rewatches just because it's – it's a you know it's a thinkers type film. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. No, no. <laughs> I'm just saying there's a lot going on because you watch you like like he said the characters from Resolution are are sort of like that are sort of the background characters in this. <laughs> and so you pick up on it and then you kind of piece it together and they're all being referenced and uh, you just find out it's been going on for a long time and you're not sure what the deal is with these with the brothers and how long it's been going on for them. Like you, though, I kind of, I'm not going to spoil it, but it's I kind of want it. I really do. I'm not, I'm not. Just watch them both. Watch yeah. Resolution watch and follow it. it up with I the Endless. Another one down. Resolution. And that's uh, 8.5 8. for the Endless. Right on. I think it's the same grade I had. Yeah. Grade. <laughs> a. Minus. A, a max. B plus. What, uh, and what, uh, what about the, the listeners? What's Come the definitive? Come on, endless. Come on, endless. The listeners, number nine is Overlord. Ooh, you yeah, sons so, of bitch. Yeah, my number eighteen. Must yeah. be nice to live in fancy parts of town that show movies. But okay, Overlord, Overlord did play. Everywhere. Overlord played everywhere. It That's did. my own it fault. Did. And I, I was not going to watch a cam version. It was my fault for missing the theater. I checked second runs. We've got a couple places that do like a second run thing, hoping it was going to show up there. I was yeah. even hoping maybe Suspiria might make it there. Nah. Yeah. Nothing. Suspiria, Overlord, and Hellfest lasted like two to three weeks, and then they were out. Suspiria, like I'm kind of pissed about, because I actually found it at a theater near me within like 25 minutes, but it was literally there, I think, for two days. It was not near like, me. I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to go... During oh. the weekend, it was like Monday, and like Wednesday, it was gone. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's fucked up. Wow. All right, all right. Number eight. Here we go. Number eight. Number eight. Another thinking person's movie, according to Brandon. <laughs> and mine is The Strangers Pray at Night. All right. Nice. I I fucking love this. Another slasher movie blew me away. A different type of creepy than the first one, and I embraced it. Everything we said earlier. With the, the usage of the of uh, total eclipse of the heart and air supply added yeah. to the creep level, the gore, the fate of the family. I was like, I was like feeling for this because you like it. it's a fucking mom, dad, whatever. It's just so matter of fact, and that's what's so creepy about it. I I feel like this movie got 
I feel like it's getting some love, but it, I see a lot of shit. A lot of people shit on it. Yeah, man. I think it's just nice to see them come out from the shadows of part one, try to, you know, continue their killing ways, and actually get matched up and get defeated. I mean, that's that's cool to see. And the, and the scene on the truck, very reminiscent of, like, Texas Chainsaw, and I just... I, I really like that when she hits him with the shovel and stuff like that. I don't know. It felt very Texas Chainsaw to me, and I... Well, no, no, I, I, and it's all good stuff. And like, yeah, I don't want to spoil it too much, but when the mom gets it, and just the way it's oh, all done, man. it's you're you're like shit. I I was I felt like I was right there, and that takes something for a movie to do that. So I was on board, and yeah. I loved it. Number my number eight, and that was eight and a half out of ten as well. Nice. Yeah, same thing. I gave it. That was my number eleven. It was right there. You know, I I enjoyed the hell out of it. I I gave it an eight. Also, an eight. Well, not eight and a half. Eight, but it just missed my list. I can't believe that. I heard a few people saying that they didn't, they couldn't root for the freaking the girl. They said that she was such a bitch. I'm like, she wasn't a bitch. She was a kid that was going through some trouble, and she freaking le- le- lashed out a little bit at her parents, but she wasn't and, a complete bitch. And it seemed like the minute they got to the park and things went, I mean, she seemed like it almost, I, for like the first 15 minutes, she's kind of bitchy, but then she kind of loosens up, and she seemed very remorseful very quickly. And yeah. I, I, yeah. Was, I was certainly rooting for her. I like the brother and the parents. I mean, it was it was, it was a great cast. Yep, yeah, it's a great movie. I'm surprised. Um, yeah, you know, not everybody was into it, but oh well. Okay, now my number eight. This movie here, uh, it's another fringe horror. To me, I, I thought about not having it on the list and like having it as a you know an honorable mention in my 18 through 11. But the thing is. The entire time I'm watching this movie, I think I feel more horrified watching it than almost any other movie on the list. So for me, that that speaks horror because I know what's going on and I know what's going to happen next. And I just and they keep giving you hints as to what's going to happen and you know the story. So I think I just give it away. Yeah. It's my friend Dahmer. Yeah, <laughs> I can tell, yeah. But the awesome. thing yeah. is, everything about this movie, there's not a weakness in the film. I... I cannot wait to watch it again. I've seen it twice. I know the Downer story really well. And it's going to sound weird, but this watching this almost makes you sympathetic towards him. And I know some people are going to hear that and say that's not what you should be saying. or, or whatever. But the thing is, when you hear more about his situation and his mother's mental health issues and the way things are going on and the way his father was and how they tried to help him and just everything. And then you know, making friends in school and then being taken advantage of. But the thing is, you think that the guy's going to be a loner and he's really not a loner, but everything is this guy that plays the role. Pardon me for not knowing. He is Dahmer to me. He does so well in this role and everything is so believable. He came from like a Disney, Disney show background. Like, you know, one of those Disney, really, you know, Dahmer Dahmer on ice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, that's awesome. He was on like one of them High School Musicals or something. No, no, like like they they've got like those salmon. Ca- I don't know what show it was, but it was like one of those shows where, um, yeah, it's just on the Disney Channel or whatnot. But, uh, wow, he was fantastic, and the dude from Hereditary oh. is great in this movie. Yeah, the, the cast was. is Austin phenomenal. Austin and Allie. Austin and Allie, yeah, that's the show. 
Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah I'll tell you, this guy embodied freaking Dahmer. I, even like his posture and everything, and just the way he just, everything he did, and everything was so believable. Like, I've seen relationships like that in high school where you have guys hanging out with the one guy, and um, you, you, he's kind of goofball, so you have fun with him. You're not picking on him, but you're not really best friends with him, but he's still part of the group. These are things you see in, like, high school life, and it's believable. Like, you usually hear about serial killers and what they get away with, you think they're going to be loners. But he actually had, like, moments of, like, like little a little bit of fame in his high school. He yeah, was, th- things were good for a while in there, and you're like, oh, they, they, you actually think things might work out. Oh, okay, he's got a group of friends. He's acting a little bit more normal. He doesn't seem too hungry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you see the struggle he goes away from it his father destroys his lab he says I'm not going to do this stuff. I'm going to stop fucking with roadkill and everything. And he, for a while he does and then he slowly regresses back in and then you see how he takes to the bottle because of things going on and, and the issues and his mother's all fucked up his parents are fighting and all this and the way everything starts going and the tragic scene at the mall later on when he just keeps going on and on and yeah. when you start to see his friends some of them think they're doing wrong others it, everyone, it's just it's humanity and it's different characters and what's going on. And there's not a weak link in the movie as far as acting is concerned either. It's a period piece and it looks great, but everything that goes on with the jogger, who's the doctor, and when he goes sees him and he gets a chubby and all that stuff, and you know that later on he's going to try to kill him and he almost kills him. And just everything that goes on in the very end is chilling when he, when he picks up his, what's going to be his first victim. If you yeah. know, the case. you know, yeah. everything about as I'm watching the movie, I'm considering it horror still because granted he doesn't kill anybody. He makes some attempts. He has some fantasies, but What's the impending uh, doom? That feeling, yes, just is across the whole movie. Just that's that scene Uneasy. with his friend. That scene with his friend outside the house at night. Oh, yeah. awesome! Yeah, great tension in that scene. Yeah, dude, Durf at the end when he's yeah. freaking that whole thing. Just it's so well acted. It, it's just extremely entertaining. I could watch this movie again and again. It's just very well made. Uh, there's nothing, no real weakness. I see. It's it's the making of a monster. And it's it's not what you think it's going to be. I, I'm so glad I, I took the took the leap and, and watched. It. Then I listened. Then I listened to uh, the podcast uh, Test Pattern, and uh, they really uh, talked about Dahmer and this movie, and and you know really got deep on that episode. And I was like, I got to watch this again, and I did. And man, great stuff. But great movie, man. If you if anybody had reservations about watching my friend Dahmer, run right out and see it. It's a nine out of ten for me, and I think it's a great film. Excellent. All right, my number eight is The Ritual. Nice. Yeah. Um, I love the film, man. Upon rewatch, I had a, a, you know, a great time with, again, a group of college friends reunite for a trip to the forest, but then encounter a menacing presence in the woods that's stalking them. Obviously, they're there to kind of pay homage to their friend who's killed in a uh, botched robbery at the beginning, and the one friend froze up, and it's kind of hurt the friendship now so there's a lot of um dealing with loss and redemption and uh terrific performances and and coming to terms with with, with past tragedies in this movie and the uh the, the the cult and the the godlike creature they encounter throughout uh, not throughout in the in the third act of this film it's just absolutely beautiful and haunting at the same time you know, I just, I still wish, I know you guys made fun of me when we talked about this earlier in the <laughs> oh, year, boy. and I'm going to say it again. I just <laughs> wish there had been a little bit more of a showdown fight between our last character and this godlike creature. 
because he says to his friend, his friend says to him in the cabin, the last two who were alive, he says to him, you know, you're going to live this, you know, this is going to be like your, it's going to be like his, his redemption. So it's to me when, when I feel like it's going to be his redemption, it's going to be like, he's not going to cower in fear anymore. He's going to stand up and fight, which he does for a while. He stabs the creature and he, he, he attacks it. But then he escapes its uh, its clutches, and and the movie sort of comes to an end. I just felt like if he had killed it, it just would have been a, a, just a tiny bit higher for me. That's fair. I didn't have a problem with it, but I I, I see what you're saying. And the fact that they play out, you know, it's it's I, it's not dream. I don't think it's dream sequences, but it you know it looks almost like dream sequences. These sort of um, that these sort of like uh grocery aisles that sort of pop up in the woods and play out the, the scenario that happened at the beginning throughout the movie. It's That's really, great. really well, it's a blend. Done. It's different because yeah. they could have copped out and made them more flashbacks. It's almost like the, uh, like a fusion of realities yeah, with, with, exactly. with the, with it being within the actual forest as well. Yeah. And the, I love how That's they blend great. it. Yeah. Yep. There is a dream sequence though, in the very beginning and when the movie first starts, and the, after the, the incidents in the very beginning, the movie begins with him waking up in the tent after a dream sequence. Yeah, which is fine, because obviously oh, yeah, he's yeah. going to be haunted by the nightmare, and I love the whole tension and, and dread and, and nightmarish feel when they stay in that cabin, how each how it affects each of them. You know, the one guy pisses himself, the one guy is worshipping that, that, uh, that straw-like deity that's upstairs, you know... The one guy wanders off and gets the mark on his chest, and it's just it affects them all differently, and it's just ooh, terrifying. I gotta tell you, I'm looking at my list right now, my top ten, because mm-hmm. we're on that subject. And nine out of the ten movies on my top ten have a fucking dream sequence in them. So I dare anyone to tell me there isn't too much of this going on, because every <laughs> fucking movie I'm looking at, there's a dream sequence, and I'll keep going. I'm gonna, I, I, I might do a count at the end of my hundred movies, <laughs> and write down how many there's a dream in. It's ridiculous. Anyway, sorry. Well, for me, for me, Bruckner knocks it out of the park again. Great follow-up to Southbound. I give this one an eight and a half out of ten as well. And Ray right Spall, on. the lead actor in this, a terrific actor, does a great job. Right on. A lot, a lot of great performances. Tough to pick uh, standout performances this year. Yeah, there were really great performances for sure, and in this film, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, lot of good movies. A lot of, a lot of quality films. You know, it's like you said at the beginning that there's a it's a diver, diversity of different type of horror, different subgenres, a lot of them, but a lot of real good films too. Horror isn't like what it used to be. I mean, that's why we have so much fringe horror. We have dramatic acting going on. We have yeah, you know, there's there's drama, there's mysteries, there's you know action, but there there's still horror elements spread throughout all these films. So to me, they're still horror. If it doesn't, well, sure, you know. And then you still have regular basic freaking cut em ups like like a movie that you guys are on your list yeah, like Terrified. Exactly. Terrifier, excuse me. <laughs> so okay, now our number eight for the listeners. Apparently enough people got to see this movie because it, it comes in pretty high. Imagine if everybody got to see it where it might have landed, but people like it. Suspiria. Wow, man, two yeah. two that we didn't see in a row there, B. <laughs> I know. Look at that. Yeah. I know. Enough people saw them both to... Dave automatically wins. I win what? Best list. Why do I win best list? Because the two <laughs> movies are on there. Huh. Let's move on. Number, uh, <laughs> yeah. number seven. After that fiasco. My number seven, 
<laughs> I don't know what happened to my voice there. My number seven <laughs> is the house that Jack built. So is mine. So I'll do it with you. Hey, <laughs> nice. Okay, here we go. Well, Don't I gave sequence. it. That's I gave one. it a nine out of ten. Ooh. This movie is fucking long, as Brandon said. Uh, if you don't like allegory, you're probably going to hate the last 15, 20 minutes of the film. The reality is that this also encompasses a tie for me for the Best Actor Award. Me and too. that's Matt Dillon. <laughs> but I have to make it a tie. I don't have a tie. I just okay. have Matt Dillon. You just have Matt Dillon. And I'm, I have to do a tie. But Matt Dillon is phenomenal in this movie. And the five scenarios that distinguish his becoming of a serial killer, all of them are unique. All of them are, are, are fucking wacky. <laughs> I got to be honest, when he gets to scenario five, am I the only one that really wanted to see that play out? I really wanted to see The full metal out. jacket bullet? Yeah, it felt like a saw a saw trap. Go, yeah, it looked like he was doing the jigsaw thing. I, again, I, I don't want to go through go into it too much because I know it was just recently released, and I think a lot of people still need to see it. It's not going to be for everyone. It is very artsy, and it's I long. Director, yeah. and it's long, but there's a lot of rewarding elements to the film. Can I refer to you and Dave as uh, grumpy and simple from now on? Gr- sure. Why am I grumpy? I'm simple. <laughs> Simple's the girl who. Oh know, yeah. Turns, he turns into a t- <laughs> turns a tit into a coin purse, and uh, yeah. grumpy grumpy faces uh, the little boy, the which little is boy. absolutely terrifying. The face oh. he puts on him. <laughs> yeah. Oh my lord. <laughs> yeah, him and the little boy from Terrified are freaking. They're neck and neck for the spooky little boys. <laughs> what was <The> dead boys? <laughs> Incident one is pretty straightforward. I'm getting confused now because I didn't write. I don't know where my notes went. For. I remember that. Incident Two. Incident. Oh, I love Incident yes. Two with the woman and dragging. Oh, yes. the house. It oh, is... the, yeah, yeah. That's that's when yeah. you see his OCD come into yes. full effect, and uh, he he's really playing with danger there because the cops there. But his OCD is so bad that he he actually invites the cop in at one point, and he. Uh, he just gets away, and he talks about how it's almost like God was looking out for him because it starts raining, even though he leaves that crazy blood trail. So I, th- I felt it kept building, and then simple. I at first thought that was a bit of a misfire. I wasn't really digging it because it didn't seem to fit his like character. It, it didn't really f- seem to fit his character there, uh, but then the coin purse thing kind of, <laughs> kind of was like a <laughs> sick kind of twisted joke. Uh, I don't know, but I did not. That was the one incident that I wish something different happened. I, I'm with you. I'm 100% with you. It slowed down a little bit with that. I think that went on a little too long. It reminded me of Dahmer, though, in real life, because that happened with Dahmer. You know that story about the drunk guy, and he came outside and talked? Because cops never believe you when it's yeah. that obvious. And that happened. The guy, and then Dahmer told him, oh, that's my buddy. He's drunk. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to bring him back up. And I was like, okay. Same thing. He even comes out and he goes, everything this woman is saying is true. He says, yeah. I have killed 60 people. <laughs> you know the cops are just going to arrest him. He's like, yeah, okay. You're the fucking, you're the killer. Get the fuck out of it. You know what I mean? Oh, I, the way I, I, he plays with that is I great. Like Same it. thing with the cop. Earlier. That part's I good. Like that part, yes. Yeah. But there was too much downtime in the apartment, the beginning, drawing around the breast and all that. And a little too much discussion. Granted, it's a two and a half hour movie. I really think you could have cut 15 or 20 minutes. I don't even mind the monologues. Like to me, that's part of the trippy cool shit about this film. Like this director makes these fucked up films. I like that he's sitting there explaining 
to, to Virgil. Is that his name, Virgil? Virgil. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Explaining about the the houses and the walking between the two lights and all that stuff. That's what makes it trippy, natural born killers type shit for me. And I dig it. I know it's not for everybody. I don't mind that. I think it could have been cut in a few other places. But I'm not complaining. It's still great. You know. Yeah, well, did I you like guys that. know the first minute where it was going? Because for once, I did. As soon as I heard him discussing with with Virgil what was going on, I knew. Where this, I knew what was going to happen in the third act. I knew what yeah, was. yeah, I kind of knew. I didn't know it was going to play out the way it did visually. No, not, no, not at all. But uh, I'm I with definitely Brady, knew it was. yeah. Okay. But but I, I kind of enjoyed how the, the the progression of the incidents. I thought by uh, by Simple's story, I thought that was you know like his almost his last ditch attempt at uh, trying to be normal. She and, was incident four, right? She was yeah, she was incident yeah. four. So you know, this is after he's had the family. He's trying to be nice to the old lady in incident two, the older lady in incident two, incident one with Uma Thurman. She just—it's awesome. She, it's awesome. She yeah. just kind of deserved it though. Oh, kinda... check it out. I think they might have all been in his head though, because she's a, he's a fucking loony and he, he's you know what, what he is. She might have been having a regular conversation, but to him, because he's fucked up, that's what he's hearing him say. You know what? That's I, I don't mind that theory at all because she was just saying the most ridiculous stuff. I like, loved her. I didn't even know it was her the first time. And the way she was talking reminds you of the kind of girls I used to date. Fucking ridiculous, wacky, but pretty girls. <laughs> <laughs> he's looking. You looked over to your left like you have some of them stored. Yeah, that in that was a little creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Like this one hung up on my wall over here. <laughs> I still got her skin suit. Look at look at that coin. Look at that coin purse I got. <laughs> I got a wing suit, but it's really a skin suit. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> nine out of ten. Don't you let the length it... throw you off. <laughs> it's what... <laughs> the first time yeah. I <laughs> don't let the length throw you off. The baby. girth is what's important. Fuck! I'm screwed either way. <laughs> I will say this about the film. I lost my thought. It'll probably come back. It'll probably come back later. Well, I'll say this, and yeah, I'll give you a second to think uh, Think until it comes back. But I, I only watched this movie once, and I mentioned earlier that I gave it an 8 out of 10 and also praised Matt Dillon. And uh, the only reason I didn't watch it a second time is I, I, don't, I don't think it's out to buy yet. I'd like to buy this film because this is a type of film where I, I would like to hear commentary, even though right. I'm not even though I'm not a lover of Von Trier, who's, you know, a known Nazi sympathizer. Like, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to root for this guy, but. Yeah, uh, but I think he's a, what do you call it? If I think he's fucking trolling. I, I, because he's I, I hope, well, I hope so. I hope well, so. Dude, if he was that, and if, if people say that he was a, he's a misogynist and all this, if that was true, would Uma Thurman keep coming back and making movies with him? Would he always have the same group of actors coming back? There must be something good about him if people keep coming back and the fuck tag with him. Unless everyone hates Jews. <laughs> but uh, I rented it, and uh, it cost $7 to rent, so I just didn't want to pay another $7 to rent it again, so I wanted to wait till it uh, it gets a physical release. I noticed that, that that on Amazon you could only – it's ridiculous to rent it. It's like eight, like you said. It's like 7 or $8 to rent it, and there's no option to own. Like, yeah. Who do you think you are? $8 for a rent? I am. I, I paid it because I wanted to see it, and I wasn't – like I'm not going to sit on the computer and watch a two-and-a-half-hour movie like this. So I'm, I wanted to sit on the big screen and in front of the big screen and watch it. But no, I, good I, film. Good film. And I, yeah. I did want to say – sorry. I, it's in two is – 
was haunting, but I do think they topped it in Incident 3. That's where I was going with it. I just couldn't. I was getting the incidents mixed up, and I knew Simple was then when you said it was 4. So when the, the mom and the two sons and the gun. Oh, man. I oh, like it man. except for the gun. Like, everybody loves that. I heard people rant and rave about it, but it isn't as terror to me because of it, because it's shooting. I don't know. I should, to me, it is because he's literally, he, he's like almost giving them a, a lesson in hunting only for him to then target them. And it's it oh. looks normal. It That's looks like he's voice. a fa- it looks like he's a family man now, and he's like the you yeah. know like got like a perfect family, a wife and two kids, and uh, things things look like they might be good for him. And then right. s- the next story with simple is uh, is sort of him hanging on to that last hope of having a you know a significant other or somebody else in his life who could maybe complete him. But he just talks about how stupid and uneducated she is, and then he just sort of continues to devolve and. When he tells her, Christian mentioned it earlier when we were talking, when he uh, tells her, you know, to go ahead and scream. Uh, oh, I think yeah, you should. I, th- I think you should. It's just, uh, it's haunting. And the fact that no one answers is just so true to uh, to society. No one would answer. Right. No and, one would. Well, plus he has everything going his way. He never gets caught. So yeah. I think there's a higher power also helping him in that case. Yeah. You know? And I, is, I like the dark yeah. humor, too. There's a yeah. lot of dark Oh, it's humor. through the whole movie. It's, yeah, it's, I think it's, it's drenched in it, it, it from start to finish. It's a tough movie because, again, because of the director's style with the way that he he does experimental sort of montages within the monologues and in between the incidents and whatever. <laughs> but I, it all worked. And then the ending. The ending is what you, you're going to want the, uh, the Watson deep dive because it's full yeah. allegory for the whole end part. So yeah. it, it could lose people right there. But this is what will keep me coming back. Because these are the things that I like to you know, pull them apart. I, I admit, I'm not going to get everything from the... I didn't get everything from the first view. And I, again, was talking to Derek B. Because he asked me if I had watched it yet. And I said, yeah, I watched it once. Really liked it. I, I got to watch it one more time. So that was one of the ones I did the second view for. Because yeah, I did that many yeah. times. And it made the, a difference. The second oh, yeah. view for me is going to be all about paying attention to... Uh to Jack and Verge's conversation, particularly dealing with, uh, with, you know, art versus religion and all that and stuff like that. That's good stuff, stuff. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, the, the, well, crux, even, the crux of the film. He even takes a shot at himself. I think there's a whole uh-huh. segment there that he's mocking reaction to his own movies. Right. Uh, as the director. Yeah. Excuse I think me. he's just trolling. I think he just has fun fucking with people, to be honest with you. You know, you know what this movie kind of reminds me of? A combination of, like, American Psycho mixed with, like, Henry. You know? Yeah. That, that, that's, that's, those are the movies that I, I was thinking about as I was watching it. Not 100% like either of them, but elements of both of those films just kept popping into my head, you know? Well, the straightforward part of it, yes. Mixed with some yeah. experimental art film. <laughs> yeah. And just some of the stuff that comes out of his mouth sounds like, sounds like something that you hear in American Psycho. You know what I mean? And Yeah. So what did you read it? Uh, did, uh, did you give your reading? Nine, nine. Nine for both of us. All right. My number seven movie is an Icelandic movie called I Remember You. Aha. Nice. You want to know what's something funny, B? You're not what's that? This is the only movie. I looked at my rating, and it's a generous rating. It's a nice rating, and I can't remember anything about it. Nah. <laughs> It's it, called I Remember You, and I can't remember anything about 
I'll, I'll tell you what, it's one you definitely have to rewatch. It's kind of, because oh. it, it, there is a lot going on, and it's in Icelandic, so it's kind of tough to follow with the, with the dialogue going on, and there's there's two stories going on. But the great thing that I really loved about this film is you can't tell how these stories are running, if they're running at the same time or if one's ahead of the other. But one story deals with a doctor who's helping investigate the who's helping investigation with the police over killings of people who are having crosses burned into their backs, and this story deals with uh, goes all the way back 60 years to the disappearance of a young boy named Burn Notice, and they're all connected, and all his classmates from 60 years ago are the ones who are being killed and having these crosses burned into his back, and then the other story that's running at the same time deals with the renovation of an old house by a young couple and the wife's friend. Now, the doctor from the first story, he's dealing, he also is dealing with a missing son who disappeared, like, I think he disappeared a couple of years before. I forgot what the time frame was, but so it's it's kind of uh, always in the back of his mind, obviously, but it's also coming to light because he's also dealing with... Uh, the disappearance of the young boy from this case that he's working on from 60 years earlier because they never found out what happened to that kid either. So the stories play out without knowing which timeline is going on. And then it just beautifully wraps up together in the end with a just a, a beautiful and just tragic, uh, tragic conclusion. But it uh, it's kind of a, a, a cool, I don't want to say upbeat ending, but uh, I, I definitely like the way it uh, it played out. And the choices that the characters made. I started this one B, but it ended up being the one that I had to cut from my. Mm-hmm. I had those four more that I wanted to try to do, and I just. So this is one of the ones that I I watched the first twenty minutes and I still haven't finished it. Yeah, no, I really, I Looked really good. enjoyed it, and you know, there's a there's a lot going on here, and all the characters are very relatable and do a great job, and this is another eight and a half out of ten for me. On Netflix, awesome. right? Yeah. Yeah, this yeah, one's on. Netflix. This one's Netflix, and again, this one's another one that's listed as drama, horror, mystery. And I'm I'm just a huge mystery person, so you know, it 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 also you know the the case that he's dealing with, with the boy who disappeared six years ago, and all these people who are showing up dying, that that becomes supernatural, but it doesn't become overly supernatural where it takes away from the. Uh, you know the compassion and the feeling that you have for for everyone because sometimes i feel like when when movies get too supernatural it's almost like becomes too unbelievable and, and it doesn't reach that point here and then the the other story kind of ties in with uh with the son of the doctor and it, it just it plays out really well nice i gotta watch it again of course because i can't remember it's fun i gave it a seven and a half <laughs> and my notes are very vague i was questioning whether somebody was kidnapped or not and uh, there was something else going on, and there was a concurrent yeah, there, things, and something happens at the end. There's a lot going on, and there's some uh, and there's some spirituality in it. You know, there's a medium in there who you think is kind of he's only in it for a little bit, but you think he's kind of full of shit. But he kind of uh, he kind of he kind of says some things that brings uh, some hope and some light to the situation, and it's a it's a pretty cool scene, pretty uh, emotional. Man, I have to watch it again. I don't understand why I can't remember. It's the fucking craziest thing. I was I was the same way. Until I rewatched, I didn't remember. I just remembered wow. that I think I had given it an eight originally, and I bumped it up just because I I enjoyed it so much the second time around. Eight to eight and a half. I don't remember you. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> another awesome. long one. Hour and 45 minutes. These, these movies are not short. For sure. I remember you. <laughs> And the listeners, what do they remember for their number seven? (laughs) And the listeners remember for their number seven, Summer of 84. Nice. I got SC voted over and over again. (laughs) (laughs) You love it. That's his jam. That's his jam. Yeah, right on. A lot of people love that. And that's it. It's good. It's really good. I agree. It's good. Clove Hitch is my Summer of 84. I like Clove Hitch, but... Uh, I mean, I like Summer of 84, but Clove Hitch was, I felt far superior. Number right. six. Here we go. <sighs> Fuck me, man. You ready? Were you about to say something oh, else? No, I'm ready. not saying nothing. It's your turn. Number six, The Ritual. Ooh, Brandon already great. talked about it. We did do this earlier. I think you guys, did we all talk about it on the show? I know we talked about it. I just don't know if we all talked about it all together. I think you guys watched it. I hadn't. And then an episode or two later, we talk, I brought it up again because I had seen it at that point. I, I feel like we definitely all mentioned we, it. We all, we all <laughs> talked about it. That's for sure. I'm going to go something different. I'm going to do something totally different. Brandon saw Jedi Mind Ghosts at the end of it, so we made a joke about it. We actually made a video about it. It's one of our most watched on our Exploding Heads YouTube page. Over yeah. 4,200 4, views. What are you talking about? Of the video. Of the ending. I did it. You've never seen the ending. How, I've how made. You, it was a joke about you. You didn't even see it. I don't think so. Where, it, where it's like him screaming back into the woods. And then it cuts to what he's looking at. And it's the Anakin Skywalker. The Jedi. Remember I said you wanted the Jedi? The Jedi's and everything like that. It's got our most watched our most watched I, I, video. I, I'm sorry. I just got to bring it up again. His friends <laughs> were killed by this demon and now by this demon god and now their souls are trapped there and I feel like if he'd went back and fought instead of running away which or running away and and sort of cowering. He, I know he I know he didn't cower, but it almost it almost seemed like it was playing like it did at the beginning where he he didn't intentionally get his friend filmed but he he froze it's like almost like he has no arc because you're you're saying by going into fight would give him that redemption almost give him that redemption and 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 save his friend's souls well i think he did fight and i think he did fight though he did fight but i just wish he had defeated it yeah but how you gonna he's an offspring of loki how are you gonna defeat that thing it's it's a god it's It's a freaking it's a giant llama it's a freaking... It's, it's the deer. It's a deer god. Oh, dear god. god. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> It's a great film. Cults. Again this year with cults. Yeah, love them. Amazing. Cults. It's, this is the year of the cult. The hey. year of the cult. There we go. Cult of Z. Anyway, four, <laughs> over 4,200 views. Only 17 thumbs up. 81 <laughs> thumbs down. <laughs> You know why? Because they got bamboozled. I know because they see the ritual and think it's something cool and it's something inside joke that nobody knows. What the fuck is. But it got us attention, so whatever. I love it. I love it, and that's my review of the ritual. Again, we've we've talked about it. Brandon brought it up. This is what this end of the year show is. Great flick on Netflix. I've only watched it the two times, but uh, it's something that now I want to have my wife watch because it, I think this would be her bag too. I watched it with my wife. My second view was with her because I, I figured she would like it. 
And well, she did. She called the guy a pussy in the beginning. She took that route. And I said, I don't know about that. I don't know if he was a pussy. He was just a fucking little nervous. He was going to do something. He grabbed the bottle. He hesitated. The other guy should have fucking gone where he went instead of... 99% of people would have done what he did. I agree. And I ain't going to front and say that I would... Because I would have told the guy with him, get the fuck, get out Why of here. Why are you fronting? Right he should have just given him his fucking wallet. <laughs> it. Or his ring. It was all his ring. Phone. Yeah, give him your ring, I mean. What did you give it, Brandon? Uh, I gave it eight and a half. Yeah, and so I'm at a nine. And... Oh, you know what happened? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's fine. What happened? I watched it with subtitles <laughs> the last time I watched it. And you know what it said about the two men that came in that, that were robbing the fucking old lady that killed the guy? It said junkie number one and junkie number two. Now, I was thinking if some people from the Shockwaves group page were walking, watching that movie, and they called them them guys junkies because they were drug addicts, would they be offended and have to shut no, them No, up? that's fine. As long as they don't call them slutty junkies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if, if, the, what if their fix was stop. sex? <laughs> Yeah, what if they were blowing each other? Look at these <laughs> slutty junkies blowing each other. <laughs> awesome. Okay, what are we at? Number seven? Six. Number six. six. Okay, <laughs> nine number six. Okay, here's what's fucked up about my number six. I watched this movie the first time, and as I was watching the movie, something happened in the course of the film that I stopped the movie, went to our group page, and said, Somebody please explain this to me because, or, or let me know if this scene is explained in the film, because if it's not explained, I'm going to have a real issue with this movie. And people responded. They said, it's not explained. You're either going to have to go with it or you're not going to have to go with it. And I was like, fuck. And I finished the movie. And at the end of the movie, I was like, you know what? I still enjoyed that movie, though, despite that. Then I went back and watched it again with a different attitude and knowing what I had already seen in Second View, Dave, that's what it's all about. And really enjoyed the hell out of it. And really was able to explain things away for myself. And that's all that matters. And that movie is revenge. I don't give a fuck about the way things happened. The movie was trippy. It was fucking an amazing soundtrack. A, a score by Rob, who, who's done it again uh, after doing the Maniac soundtrack years ago in horror. And uh, the way it's filmed is trippy as hell. This, this movie is just trippy and surreal. Maybe not in the real obvious ways where there's colors throughout and this and that, but when what happens to one character does happen to that character, they are resurrected, and the rest of the movie is kind of surreal, especially the last act with the act of revenge and the way it goes down. I do not have a problem. I'm the kind of guy that many times, you've heard me say, that doesn't make sense, I don't get it, so that's going to knock it down. In this case, that does not happen to me. Maybe I could love it a little more, but... I love it as it is. I think it's amazing. I think that uh, all the performances are good. Uh, we, we have a we have a good turn of a guy that I think is kind of not such a bad guy, but then we see what's going on here, and he is a real prick. And it's kind of hard to sympathize with the girl at first because, oh, even though she's drop dead gorgeous, but you know she's an adulteress. So you, how how are you gonna really sympathize with them? But. You still kind of have to to go with it, but what we see in the second half is a transformation where everything changes. Their hair color changes. Their freaking everything changes ab about this character and what goes on. And there's a lot of shit at play here, but damn it, this is a French extreme film just like the other ones are. I mean, it's fucking bloody as hell. Great kills, a lot of fun, but they take it to another level because they make it trippy. It's filmed the way I like. This, these kind of trippy things speak to me. And... I, I have a blast with Revenge, and this is, I bought the Blu-ray, and I ended up being faulty, I was so mad, I gotta get another one, but 
I could see myself watching this movie a hell of a lot more times and showing this to friends as they come over and say, hey, check this out. Suspend your disbelief a little bit here and see what happens. It doesn't have to be explained, but it is what it is and go with it. And anyway, I enjoy the hell out of Revenge. It's a 9 out of 10. Nice. Yeah. We were talking about this while we were waiting for you to come back. I liked it. It's gory, and that's the best thing about it. But I think the story is very. I mean, it's literally a revenge, a rape revenge movie, but done differently. I mean, the kills are different. They're a little more gory than usual, and the film style, like I said, it's it's psychedelic in its ways. They 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 interject freaking peyote in there, and the soundtrack by Rob is great. I mean, it's not like watching high tension. It's like watching a different type of uh, of French extreme film, you know? That's it, It's up my alley. And again, I don't care about what happened. I mean, you see a character die, and then you see a character resurrected. You don't see a character suffer something, and then it, it isn't enough to kill them. That character clearly dies, and then comes back later, <gasps> takes a breath, comes back. Why, I don't know. Is it sacred ground? Is there something going on out there? I don't know, and I don't care, because... I go with it, and the rest of the film is just kind of surreal in that way. So I just have fun with it. It's, it's great kills, great sound, looks good, sounds good, and it's gory. So, and, you know, it's just it's my kind of film. Cool. cool. So yeah. There you go. Revenge. All right. My number six is a film from 2012. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Maniac. <laughs> it's the Maniac remake. No, my oh. number two has one of my two best male performances of the year. I don't know why I worded it like that. <laughs> like they, they, they each gave me lap dances. <laughs> that is Cargo. Nice. Wow, I didn't know that was coming. Wow. Yeah, cool. Cargo. Uh, Good stuff. Andy, played by Martin Freeman, who's one of my two favorite performances of the year, is a father who is bitten in a world where the whole world is infected and he's in search for someone to take care of his little daughter, Rosie. And you basically spend the whole movie with him kind of running into all sorts of different people and potential candidates that he wants to leave Rosie with because he only has 48 hours before his time runs out and he uh, and he turns into, I guess, full zombie, full infected, whatever you want to call it. And he forms this special uh, relationship with this aboriginal girl named Toomey, who I thought uh, also did a fantastic job, Simone Landers. She did a great job. And uh, it, it ultimately leads to, to him making a connection with her and her t- telling him stories about her people and her family and the aboriginal people. And eventually he, uh, you know, is, is, is able to uh, hopefully without spoiling it, find, find a, uh, a proper home for, uh, for Rosie and somebody who will really, uh, care for her. And this one is just chock full of emotion and chock full of just, uh, man, you, you, you can shed a tear during this movie. There's, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of people to care about. There's a lot of people to not care about. There's, uh, some disturbing scenes, one in particular involving a, a family that he he originally wants to leave his daughter with, and he try he tries to, but the father kind of uh, hints that he has other plans for his wife and his two kids, and you see how that plays out. And it's just uh, it's a brutal film. It's it's one of those character study type films that focuses more on the characters rather than the infected. 
So I, I like that. It's it almost like it's like Walking Dead does. Right. And a lot of heart in the movie too. Yeah, yeah, a ton of heart. Oh. You know, when you know when he's talking to her and he's he's learning her language and he, you know, he asks her, well, you know, what's uh, you know, what's the word for friend? And you know, she tells him Mitta, and he, he, you know, he keeps referring to her as Mitta, and then the message he leaves for her at the end and and, and the kindness that the uh the aboriginal aboriginal people show show him is just beautiful considering like some of the characters in the early part of the film are looking down on these aboriginal people as sort of like you know uh, exactly like savages so it's uh another fantastic film and uh you know i i really didn't know what i was going to rate this one but i'm going to jump uh at this point to a nine out of ten nice yeah, I, I I love this film and his performance. He's such a great actor. Good stuff. I should have watched it a second time. It's it's still an eight out of ten for me. They had yeah. Ravenous. I had them. They were both Netflix, um, you know, zombie movies, and I I, I quite enjoyed them both. I, I just yeah, I had I had both of those at eight out of ten. Ravenous stayed at eight out of ten, and Cargo went up for me. Now it's, it was originally going to be eight and a half, but thinking about it, I, I can go all the way to the nine. I so the rewatch, it. rewatch helped it. Yes. Right yeah. now. As they often nice do. Yeah. Right on. All right. Well, back to the listeners. This is number seven, right? Six. Six. I apologize. Number six. Oh, look at that. The ritual. Yay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So everybody's, uh, yeah. The ritual has been on. Jedi ending or no Jedi ending? <laughs> <laughs> Based nice. on the thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, All right. Here we go. Top five, boys. We're getting there. Woo! <laughs> uh, my number five is Halloween ah, 2018. There we go. Uh, we've talked about this ad nauseum on this show. I think there's three separate episodes where we start talking <laughs> Halloween. I don't care how many fucking jack-o'-lanterns are on the fucking porch. <laughs> this movie's a lot of fun. It was a return to form these top five movies, there is a physical reaction. I mean, typically movies you love, you're going to get a reaction one way or the other. So I had reactions with all the movies we've been talking about. But these five, I had giddiness while I was in the theater watching Halloween from start to finish. And when I left there, I mentioned this on the show, I hadn't felt that way since I was 14 seeing Halloween 4 in the theater. Now, this blows 4 away, but I'm just saying that that was the feeling and I hadn't felt that with any... Halloween sequel since and to feel that in the theater again it meant something and this is by far the best Halloween sequel uh, I love two from a Michael Myers standpoint I love uh, now I've, I've grown to love season of the witch but I, I think one and, and this 40 year later one are, are perfect combo nine nine out of ten my number five shame on you <laughs> <laughs> Right on, right on. Good old Michael Myers is back. Cool, cool, good stuff. Okay, my number five. No one has mentioned this movie yet tonight. I don't know why, because... Because it sucks. You're a special one, Mandy. Mandy. <laughs> yeah. Mandy. Told you it was going to be on there, you Brandon. Were right. I, just, I told I you. Why. I thought for some reason you didn't love this one. I'll tell you what. I did not love... Here's what happened. This movie was oversold to me, I thought, the first time I watched I watched it on Halloween in the afternoon um, after school, like 3, 4 o'clock, something like that. Before what, grade, trip, what grade are you in? Before the trip, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I say after school, that's when my daughter gets on. No, I <laughs> <laughs> but I watched it. I, I watched Man, or was it the day after that I was off? No, I think I took the day off. Of Yeah, I took the day off, so it was November 1st. It was in the afternoon I was by myself, but I knew it was an afternoon watch. Anyway, people had been blowing this movie for, you know, maybe a month before Halloween, before it came out, and I kept hearing about this and that and, and how trippy it was, and how visual it was, and this and that, and I kept hearing about this Cheddar Goblin, and all this talk <laughs> going on. And I'm expecting when I sit down to watch this movie to see like a, the second coming of, of like a Suspiria, or another thing like a Neon Demon where it's exceptionally colorful throughout. And I'm expecting this Cheddar Goblin thing to be like some, I was picturing like some <laughs> trippy, um, cheese uh like being that glows or something that's running around through the film <laughs> at some point so everything i'm getting in my head you you were oversold on cheddar go <laughs> yes i know should have focused on the mozzarella one I, yeah mozzarella goblin so initially i was let down i watched the movie i enjoyed it i thought yes i did think it was trippy yes i did think that it's obviously trippy but i mean yes they were using some red lights and some things and that but i didn't think it was over anything like i was like people were talking like there's never been a movie like this made since like you know suspiria or something and i'm i watched it and i was like yeah you know what i did like it it wasn't exactly what i was expecting and i i wasn't over the moon i was like eight out of ten i, I like it but i'm not feeling what other people are feeling well second view dave you know, I, I knew what to expect. The Cheddar Goblin, I wish it would have been something Cheddar. else. I still don't know why people think that's... It's just like the Alphagetti Gobbler, which was a commercial they used to run. Hey, if you uh, like Cheddar, Cheddar Goblin, you should check out Provolone 2, Lost in New York. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gold. That is gold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. It came to me in my mind. It's like Provolone 2. Holy shit. That's the joke of the night. <laughs> so anyways, uh, fuck. uh Sorry about the sec no dude, it's great. Yeah, yeah, totally the second time know. around I, I had a much better experience with it. I knew what I was expecting. I had already seen it, so I, I and I really took it in and I, I enjoyed the hell out of it, man. Uh it, it is trippy. It is it is gore. The funny thing is, a lot of people really like like the third act. Do they like the kills and they like Cage going all crazy and killing everything? I'm actually more of a fan of the first half when it's more mellower and, and trippy and the music and the colors and it's stuff really like. Really fucking mellow. <laughs> it is. I, I yeah. I, I enjoy that. I enjoy the slow build and the, that's that that speaks to me. You know, I, I dig that. But I still well, I still love the movie. It just took the second view for it to kick in, but. Man, oh man, there's there's so much stuff going. See, initially I was turned off because I was thinking, how come these guys are going blowing this horn of Abraxas, right? Which is something that should be supernatural. And then these people show up, like I thought they were Cenobites, but they were on bikes. So why would Cenobites show up on ATVs? Shouldn't they just like be cosmic from the sky or something? So I was like overthinking. I was like, then I found out the second time that these these are actually human beings. They the ride Cenobicycles. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're riding Cenobites. Right. <laughs> son of bikers. Right. <laughs> so these son of bikers come in and they are human beings. We find this out from, from some exposition later. That there was a bad strain of acid and something else. And they live in fucked up life. And I, I, I'm okay with it. it. It just took the second view for everything to hit. And of course the third act is great when the revenge takes place. Cause you really do feel for, for this character. 
you know, and what he went through. And yeah, it, it's a movie that's definitely not for everybody, but another great soundtrack. The, the score is phenomenal. It's, it's visually very, very appealing. The, uh, the cartoons are great too, all that other stuff. And, and, and the kills are great. And when, you know, ultimately what, what happens with this cult leader, another movie involving cults, you know, and the way it all plays out, man, very cool visually. I don't think it's the second coming like like some people have, but I adore it. And I think this is a movie that I'll probably watch a bunch more, you know, especially when I'm under the influence of something because it, it's, it's, it's tailor made for freaking Big black dog. Know, <laughs> yeah, BBC. Yeah. I feel like like I I actually tried to put it on a second time, and I just I watched like five minutes. And I'm just like, you know what? I don't feel like rewatching this now. But now I feel like I kind of owe it a second watch. What did oh, you yeah. give it? What did you give it, Christian? Seven point five. I liked it. I've only watched it. Well, I've watched it. I fell asleep twenty minutes in, and I'm like, I got to get back to it. And it just took me forever to get back to it. So I started from the beginning and watched it all through. And it's very hallucinogenic. Like at the beginning, it's very yeah. slow and mellow, and it's almost lethargic with the beautiful colors at first, but then it sort of picks up. It's almost like three, three separate things where it's like her, her life, then the cult. I think that's how they separate the movie. Yeah. Her, the cult, Mm -hmm. and then the revenge. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's what it is. And and you know what? I do want to see it again and I will probably watch it many times over. Same with revenge. I want to give revenge like more of a shot. Like they're, they're very, they're very pretty movies to look at. It's just, I feel like they did a lot of style over substance and I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. I just, that's why I don't understand why people are blowing them so much. Yeah. I get yeah, people say weird. these are good, but they're, 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 the stories are very thin. Like really, there's no story. Like what, they're lovers. There's a cult. He sees her. He wants her. They torch kill her. He goes on revenge. That's fine with me. It yeah. happens. You know what I mean? I'm, and people like basics. The thing is, people are so quick to point at other movies that are artsy that, that they're like, oh, that's all style and no substance. Yet, just because Nick Cage is in this movie, I bet if you put a regular person in this film that wasn't Nick Cage, half the people that blow it wouldn't be. Seriously. It's, it's just because they have a guy like Nick Cage in it and primarily because of what happens in the last act with, with, with the killing and the chainsaw and stuff. If that stuff was taken out, Half the people that love this film probably wouldn't even like it. I think what? I think that carries it into into the main, not the mainstream, but our mainstream, the mainstream of the horror fans. You know what I mean? The the shit that we gravitate to, and I love it. I don't think it's two hour movie too. Another it's a nine long out of ten. Another long one. It's a nine out of ten. I want to go higher, but I can't because there's certain things I just don't get. Like that one scene when he goes to that guy that makes the acid and he has the tiger and he lets the tiger free. What the fuck is that? Like I don't mind things being surrealistic, but there's certain things that I would wouldn't. I don't know. I like a little bit more explanation on, and I didn't get them, but yeah. I still the film. I, just, I was I was at a seven. I stayed at a seven. I mean, I didn't. I, like I said, I didn't rewatch it. But you coming up that high because I remember you you said you weren't feeling it after the first time. Kind of makes me want to maybe give it another shot. You really should, man. I just wanted to know like why they didn't insert. Uh... Like when the camera's pulling in and it's just Nick Cage like going, I cry like <laughs> as they're holding him back while he, uh, Mandy's burning, and they just didn't put like the bays, the bays. <laughs> <laughs> I just wondered why they didn't insert that. Uh... <laughs> nice. You know, there's something about Mandy herself too. It's like like she almost could feel like her fate. She was kind of like 
lethargic a little. Like you could see, I don't she know. She's got lazy like, eye. She's got like my, there's like this eye, but even a little bit lazier. Like it was like I that. Don't know. About like she had one eyes. Chinese eye. Man, I don't know. I don't know if I want to rewatch it now. And Chinese suits. But you know what? Straight up, you guys know I love this visual trippy shit like that. So I mean, this is in my wheelhouse. Movies like Revenge and movies like Mandy. I mean, it's. I don't know. It's Revenge my was another one that went down for me. I went from eight point five to seven point five on it. Oh wow! Yeah. It was originally. It was originally. You know what? I don't know what it was. I loved the revenge part of it. And um, I just felt it took a little too long to get there because that's what the film is. It's a revenge film. And the revenge you get is bloody and awesome and fantastic. And that final chase and that final chase through the house is beautiful. But uh, for for with Mandy, it it was just too psychedelic for me. Like, I mean, I'm not a I I definitely need to partake in some sort of activity. Maybe, you know, slip an extra clonopin in my uh, in my alcohol or something in my head. <laughs> I do love when uh, Nick when he just goes up to the coke after. It just says, it just sings like a big like snort full of it and it just continues on his way. And then the cult leader at the end going, No, I'll suck your dick. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's some great moments in the movie. No, no question. Yeah, I, I, rem- I remember none of this. Uh, no question, <laughs> but I need to see it again. But who knows? I mean, maybe real trippy movies aren't your thing and stuff like that. Although you guys really both like the Black Coat's daughter, Neon Demon, and those, they're fucked up in their way too. They're, they're pretty stylish. So I don't know. Maybe it's too drugged out for you guys. I, I don't like what, <laughs> you know what? It's weird. I shouldn't say this because my number two movie last year was Dirt Nightmare, which even gave you a warning about, you know, if you have epilepsy, you know, be wary because of all the strobe lights. But I'm not usually into that sort of like, very colorful stroby type feel i feel like it kind of takes me out of the story sometimes but but i'm kind of lying since that film was my number two last year. <laughs> dude i'll tell you what i gotta watch this other movie that beyond the black rainbow thing that's yeah i saw i saw it too and i gave it you know a, a, again like another decent grade but i couldn't get into it it was just so fucking trippy oh i can't wait to see some it. Of the people now, were I, born you know that in the black what? rainbow room <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> uh, dude, you know why I never watched that movie before? Because there was a movie called The Men Behind the Sun. Have you ever heard of that movie? Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's that's a, a creepy movie. movie too. That's an, somebody told me about this movie that I work with. He said, you ever see, we were talking about fucked up movies one day. We were talking about this and that. and uh, What's that movie called? Uh, Siberian, whatever the fuck it is. Whatever Suburban film? <laughs> Ser- Ser- Serbian film? Serbian film. Serbian film. We were talking about fucked up movies like that. And he goes, dude, have you ever seen The Men Behind the Sun? So and then he told me something that happened. And I said, I, that's not something I ever want to watch. So when I saw Beyond the Black Rainbow, I thought Men Behind the Sun. Men behind, Men behind the Sun is really fucked up because it's based on actual, you know, events during the war that they covered up. So that's really... It's, it's filmed like a Spielberg movie it's, in parts. You're almost like wondering what you're watching. Then suddenly someone's hands get dipped into like uh, like uh, a, fr- a frozen frozen, and then shattered on the... Yeah, they oh. shatter the woman's hand and then they pull it off and it's yeah. just a skeleton hand. That's fu- It's really fucked. Yeah. Wow. But... All right, guys. I'll get into my number five. It's been mentioned earlier as a disappointment by Christian, but as a lister, I believe, by Dave, and that is The Black Loves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Beautifully shot in black and white, haunting, great use of 
Cinnamon Tucker. Yeah! Nice! Oh, no, I'm never... (laughs) On video, too! On video! Yes! Fuck. Hopefully people are still laughing at the provolone, too. Uh, And shadows. You know, the way they shoot it in black and white with the shadows, with the curtains and everything, and the sound design, really beautiful. The Owl Man, absolutely menacing and disturbing. And I did a little research on him. He represents a godlike figure who you sacrifice to in exchange for riches. Right. That's where the whole story comes in where, uh, you know, the, the doctor comes to uh, to take on the dancer as a patient because he had a previous patient who who killed herself or she so, was shot. She was shot. Yeah, she yeah. was shot by her uncle. And yeah, she, she was, was thinking about she was maybe going to kill herself because she was going to jump off the cliff. Cause yeah, because, because she was being haunted, haunted by the owl man. So he finds out about this ballerina who's also being haunted by the owl man. And he goes to this estate and it's just him, this this graceful dancer and uh, the the ballet instructor. And it's three terrific performances. And, you know, everybody has to you know, come to terms with their own nightmares of the owl man as they, they're all trying to fulfill their, their desires. And you, you really don't know who to trust and you think it's going to go one way, but then it goes another way. And then when you think it's over and, and they give you sort of like this prologue, you, uh, you get sort of like a little bit of a twist ending and it's, uh, it, it's, qu- it's quite unique and effective. And it feels like a, feels like a 1940s film, the way it's shot. Yeah, dude, it's it's like an old Universal freaking movie with the yeah. shadows and the look and and the opening logo and stuff like that. And it's weird because when I hear the black gloves, I was expecting a freaking Jello type thing, and yeah. it's not that at all. No. You know, you didn't like the sound design. See, is that what you're telling I, me? I felt mixed improperly. Oh, there's the some unsettling. There's some uns. Yeah, it was overdone. I loved it. I loved it with the with the use of the music, with Swan Lake and and stuff like yeah, that, yeah. and uh, beginning to understand more and more about the Owl Man and, and what these ultimate sacrifices were. I think I had a good grasp on it. And the last image, if I and and again, this might be one I might misunderstand, might have misunderstood, but I did talk with friends who've seen it, and my interpretation of the very ending is. Uh, just makes the movie even more haunting. We'll have to talk about it, but I'll tell yeah. you what, I definitely think it's supernatural. If anybody tries to tell me that somebody dressed up as the fucking owl man, I'm gonna say no. No, I don't Okay, good. I, yeah. Good. Good. I'm glad that's it was the ballerina. It's really well done. There's a, there's a scene where she's uh she's doing her, her like her swan songs <laughs> and uh, she's got like this uh, black makeup on and it's really beautiful and haunting it's such a great scene i I would give it another shot it's this one's not a long film this one was like 90 minutes so and i haven't seen lord of tears i'm not sure how they connect but somebody told me to check out lord of tears the Hmm. doctor the the, oh that's right this is supposed to be a i'm not sure if it's i'm not sure if this this is a prequel a sequel if uh i'm not sure what the timeline is but i do have to check out lord of tears i did see the other movie that this director put out called The Unkindness of Ravens. Right. Also, the the doctor, the male lead in this, is in all three films. The Unkindness of Ravens takes place outdoors. I, I was not a huge fan of that, but this one I was a huge fan of, and I was a huge fan of all of their performances. So I'm uh, right I'm on. at a I'm at a nine out of ten. And like I wow. said, uh, 
I can't wait to own this one physically so I can explore the special features because that might just help me understand right. things more. Right on, man. No, that's cool. Oh, I, it's kind of off topic, but you made me think of something. Did you know that Satan Slaves is supposed to be a prequel to another movie called Satan Slaves from like 1981 or 82? And if you see the very end of Satan Slaves, you see these two people dancing, which, you know, if you remember, there's, remake. No, no? there's no explanation for it. But I guess if you saw that, those two people are from the original movie. You know what? I, I, Christian, I think I, I think I read that, what, what Dave is saying, that it was a prequel to another yeah, movie. Yeah, weird. And it, it ties yeah. right into to the next film. That's pretty cool, ain't it? Yeah, that is cool. <laughs> I just brought, I just thought of it now because of what you said about this being a prequel to the other movie. If I didn't say it now, I, I knew I'd forget. So yeah, I think I got I to say I gotta look that up. I'll look that up while you announce the... Uh, I will. The, Dude, I have a question, though, B. When towards the end of the film, the doctor says to the patient that the owl man was just a figment of your imagination and you realize that now, but wasn't he in the room when the freaking owl man came in and didn't didn't he witness it too? And didn't he freaking especially that scene towards the end when the teacher was down on the ground and he came in and there was a that big climactic scene, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That bothered yeah. me. I'm like, why would he say that it was a figment? When clearly he reacted to it when he came in the room. I think because he's a man, of, he's a man of science, and he couldn't he couldn't bring himself to believe that he was actually seeing this supernatural being. But how about when he carried her outside and she was all happy that one day and everything was going their way, and then all of a sudden she he turned around and she was vanished. Yeah, she was. She was, yeah, she was gone. She was back upstairs. And that's her... what I'm saying. How could yeah. he not think that there's a supernatural? That's why I only rated the movie so high. Look, because I had it higher. I had it at a nine. I ended up dropping it to eight point five because the little things like that that didn't make sense for his character. Yeah, to say no, it. it doesn't make sense for a character to do that. I'm just thinking, given the time frame for when this is. Because this is definitely taking place, you know, back in the day, and yeah. and the, and the fact that he's a doctor and a man of science, you're just gonna have a tough time, you know, telling him something supernatural exists or something made of nightmares like this. And it's just, I, I, I just, that was enough for me. Yeah, it, to me, it was just so in his face that it. I was like, it okay, was, it was that. very, it was very, you know, <laughs> it was. Yeah, I say one more thing about that film, though. The performance of the freaking teacher is extraordinary. Like, the first time I saw it, I was like, this girl's flipping out every other line. It's kind of ridiculous. But going back and seeing it the second time, I was like, yeah, it kind of makes sense why she's acting this way. You know? yeah, she's definitely yeah. off her rocker. But, you know, you know? And it, make, it makes sense because, you know, you don't know her motive, and that's a big part of the film. And a right. lot of people have said that they felt like she overacted, but I thought it was perfect. It made sense the second time around because you know. Yeah, and, and the only thing the sense. B says is that it's a it's spun off from Lord of Tears, so that mm. doesn't really help me. I don't, I don't know. I know moods are. I know moods are Derek would probably know, but. Yeah. Did you find her strangely attractive too? Both of them. Both of them. That, oh, both the one was obvious, but I mean the teacher too. The teacher, she's actually really beautiful. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. But I think I like her because she's so crazy too. Yeah. Yeah, but if you look her up on IMDb, she's actually quite stunning. Oh, really? Right. Yeah. On. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Number four. Five. Number five <laughs> for the listeners, Annihilation. Wow. Another one. That's I'm way on. higher than I was expecting it to be. I like the film. I, I just yeah. didn't, I didn't, didn't love it. Yeah. <laughs> People dig it. Visual. Another visual film. It is a visually cool film. Apparently, that's my show. <laughs> Number four, Cargo. 
Nice. As I said, yeah. full head explosion way back when. Nine out of ten. My other tied for uh, male performance of the year for Martin Freeman. He's phenomenal in this. This movie, as I said earlier. That performance is so great. Yeah. And this this movie's got heart and it just it just takes you to the story slowly. You 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 feel for them, you connect with the husband and wife right away, and, you, and she gets herself in danger there and then mm-hmm. and then the tw- the twist it takes and uh, how he has to to protect his daughter and and everything else that he does and the characters that they meet and when I saw it, I, I I said it was a full head explosion. I've I've stuck to it. I really enjoyed Ravenous. The Cured was getting a lot of uh, praise as well. That one I wasn't quite as high on. This was the one to me that was the the total package yeah. this year from the affected films, uh, and the one that I'll probably go back and visit over and over and over again. Awesome, man! I can't wait to watch this a second time. Shit, damn. I remember it was emotional for sure, and I remember the end with the smell of something, right? Yeah, and, and, and it's all and it's all his performance. It really, it, he's yeah. so he's so good in it. It was very easy. I just had to pick someone else who I'm going to mention in a little while, but uh, but he, it was just so easy to recognize how good a performance it was. Man, you know what I think? I, the thing that the reason I didn't rush back to watch it, I think some of the Aboriginal stuff bored me. I think it, I think it was too much for me, and I, I kind of. I, I started to. I loved it because they they, prese- they presented it like anytime you saw the Aborigines, you know they were in full makeup and they were fighting the the uh, infected, and it made them look like primitive monsters, and and they turned out to be you know the kindest of humans in the end, and yeah. that was you know that was yeah. that was really well done. Well, I got to get on this film again, definitely, because both of you have it. It's both in both of your top ten. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my number was it six? It was my number six. Yeah. You're six. You're four. I gotta. I gotta check it out. Okay. All right. Okay. My number four. We've talked about it a couple times already. The ritual. Nice. Yeah, man. Fucking a. I. The first time I watched this movie, I sat down, watched it by myself, didn't take a single note, just wrote nine point five kicks ass. That was my fucking note. That was it. I didn't. I was so glued to the screen that I didn't take a note. I was just boom, awesome. Loved it. Uh, where it went, everything was. I didn't expect it to go where it went. It reminds me of a combination of of the Descent and the Blair Witch and a little bit of the Witch thrown in. It's just, just so many great things about it. I mean, the opening scene and their friendships and everything's so believable. All the performances are great. And where it goes in the third act really ups it for me. I just didn't. But everything up, even going up, all the hints and all the shit that's happening and the marks on the trees and all the witchy shit that's going on. I was like, wow, what the hell? So good. There's there's, there's really nothing really negative I can say about it. It's great. The second time I watched it, I showed it to my wife. She enjoyed it. And then I watched it again a couple weeks ago, and I, I couldn't bring it down. Nothing has changed. I, I was still that high on it. I enjoy the hell out of it. it. It seems like it's kind of overlooked. I don't. I don't know how many lists it's showing up on, but I feel like I feel like it's showing up on a good number of lists. I feel like people uh, really enjoyed this one. It yeah, was, I'm not it sure. was. It was at the time. I think it was my favorite film of the year at the time. It was I my first, it was. the first contender uh, for for that, and then and then a few others popped up. And you know what? When I watched it the second time, I'm trying to think back now. I think I may have watched it with my wife. Wow. I'm trying to think because I was like, because I think my whole thought process of saying it's her bag earlier. I'm like, 
no, I think maybe that's why I watched it a second time. I can't remember now. I'm going to have to ask her. Because it was, this came out like March, right? February, March? Pretty early in the year, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was early. Because yeah. it, it was my first number one, too. I was like, well, let's see. This might be the number one for the year. You know, at, at the time. It, yeah, it was my eighth movie watched, The Ritual, out of 165. Wow. So it came out very early. Definitely. And on Netflix, just out of nowhere. I was like, wow, yeah. this shit. And, yeah, I mean, everything was great. The dreams they had, how, how fucked up they were after when they spent the first night in that freaking one place. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, that yeah was, they're that fucked was, up. That, was... that whole sequence, the one guy pissed himself, the one guy was praying to the freaking thing. I was like, holy shit, this is freaking crazy shit. And then the way everything unfolded after the one guy didn't want to talk about it, and the other guy was kind of the leader, and then he got taken out, and then the, the stuff between the four guys. Because yeah, the tension, the, unsaid, the tension, but, yes, the, yeah, tension. the things unsaid and the tension yes. was really well done because. Yes. It, you know, it, it it was very believable. Yeah. I, I I like that they did that. The characters were themselves are believable. That seems yeah. like a, a group of four guys, and the way they talk, like they've had these lifelong friendships, and the way they're they're kind of like busting the one guy's balls. They're saying, "Well, by the end of the day, it's going to turn into so and so. We're going to end up carrying them because they know him so well." <laughs> yeah. You know, he's a little bit of a baby about physical pain. And they love him for it. They don't care. It's just, I love seeing a tight-knit group. That's why I was thinking of The Descent, because they're getting over a tragedy, and they're a tight-knit group at the same time, you know? So, good stuff. Nine and a half. Nothing's changed since the first time I watched it. Excellent film, The Ritual. Nice. All right, so my number four. And uh, I have two best actresses this year, and one of them is in this film, and her name is Amelia Jones. And she plays the younger version of Beth. And this film is 2018's Pascal Logier's Incident in a Ghost Land. Wow, nice. Yeah, I, uh, I'll admit the first time I watched this, and I'm, I'm, I'm really not lying here, I saw where the twist was going. Really? I, saw, I, okay. I, I, 100%, I 100% knew what exactly was going on. That's cool. And, and it actually hurt my rating on the film. And I said to myself, as I'm, you know, planning my rewatches, I'm like, that's kind of unfair. Just because you see where it goes doesn't doesn't mean it was it wasn't well done or wasn't a good film. And and you know, I watched it again, and it really just it made perfect sense because we're dealing with two young kids and their mother who who deal with a a brutal home invasion, and then uh, you know, 16 years later, this young girl returns home, and her sister's a mess. Her mother is taking care of the sister because the sister is just destroyed from it and and things start to you know fiction and reality start to blur and and uh i don't want to give much away and uh ultimately the the twist is revealed and it's revealed pretty early on which is good so if you do see it coming don't let it affect your viewing because it makes perfect sense as to how people deal with extreme trauma and the trauma in this film is just brutal and mean-spirited i mean it is it's not quite martyrs level but it but we're we're, you know these are intense it's still intense and these are very young girls and uh they both give terrific performances and i know there's some controversy because the other sister got got injured on the set she got her face cut on a broken oh, yeah. mirror because you know the the director is very intense about uh about filming but it's a, it's a tough watch it's ultimately satisfying however when it finally plays out in the last scene 
and I'm not going to give anything away. There is a a final line of dialogue said by Beth, who is a she's a writer. She's obsessed with um, H.P. Lovecraft, and uh, there's a line that she says to somebody in the final seconds of the film that almost has me feeling about this film the way I feel about The Endless, where I can't come up with a definitive idea of, of what I'm watching is is truth. Does that make sense? It makes, I actually gasped. I thought it was a beautiful last line, and I walked into the room, and my wife's like, what's wrong? I go, I, I just watched an, I, like an amazing I movie. It was a beautiful... I thought it was a beautiful last line, but my heart dropped the second time because I'm like, oh, shit. Is it over? Yeah. And yeah, that's I know what, what I you said. mean. I said, of, that's what I said. I said, yeah. holy shit. And, so we're but, being very cryptic here, folks, just yeah, so we're yeah, not but, spoiling it. But I know what you're saying, Brandon, and yeah, I can but, see where you're going with it. But, man, it was just a, a terrific film. and uh, Like another again, escape. <laughs> yeah, another mean-spirited film on my list. I really uh, had, a, had a good experience with some of these brutal films this year. And uh, a 9 out of 10 for me. Awesome. They're not, they're not usually my types of films. No, I mean, no, I mean, you no. look at last year, The Babysitter, it's, just, it's as lighthearted as it kind of gets for a, for a horror comedy. And uh, this year, it's kind of... A lot of mean spirited, tough to watch films, but right on, man. Awesome, man. Wow, that that's cool. I gotta watch it again. Although I did watch it again, but I didn't finish it last time. I watched it maybe two, three weeks ago, and I said, knowing the twist, will I like the movie better? Because the first time I was too confused by it, and I said, if I if I watch it a second time, now that I know where it's gonna go, am I gonna get more enjoyment out of this? And then I watched it, and by the time it got to the the scene where the big guy is dressing her up as a doll and she's trying not to move and it goes on for like 10 minutes and it's just long and then something happens and they go outside and, and they see cops talking about an ice cream truck and something happened and I fell out of it. I didn't even finish it. Yeah, that, that's another thing. The setting in that house is <laughs> just, oh, it's so haunting. It's like a haunted house. And I don't know where that sound effect was. <laughs> no. <laughs> now I got to see what you're, I got to finish it to see what you guys Yeah, this one, this is, this is the one that made the biggest jump. This is the one that was probably like not even gonna make the list and then I decided to give it a rewatch and I'm like what was I thinking and it just it just popped up all the way to you know top five wow that's what I was hoping was gonna happen I mean it didn't I got to the point I'm like well this ain't going anywhere it's not going up I'm short on time I'm just gonna eject it and go on to the yeah. next movie so but maybe I should watch it again because now I'm curious about that last line because <laughs> I don't remember you know yeah okay, the, same, the same it's the same thing with the endless those these two films just have me thinking and it's just that's why they're both in the top ten. Interesting. Okay, all right, here we go. What the hell is this now? Okay, one, two, three. Listener number four. 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 <laughs> number four listener is... Well, if you can see the way it's written, you you would understand why. Uh, number four from the listeners is A Quiet Place. Nice. nice. Good pick, listeners. Yeah. It's a great yeah. film. It is a great yeah. film. Only only saw it once. I really wish I got to rewatch it. I should have bought it during Black Friday when it was like selling for like seven bucks, but I didn't. Yeah. That's the time. Oh, yeah. I'll grab I'll grab it at some point. Nice little yeah. segue to my number three, which is a quiet place. <laughs> <laughs> Mine too. Oh. Boom. Nice. Again, boom. We we oh. sink. Yeah, your menses have all synced up. Wonderful. We sync up. I am in the nine point five range now. So I, I don't know where you are. Uh, yeah, I was 9.5 for Ritual, too, and now this. Oh, okay, so I'm 9.5 range. 
we could talk about it together. This movie kicks ass. I, I, I mentioned it when we were when we we reviewed it on the show. When I, I saw it, I went to the theater by myself because I was traveling, and I knew, I said I got to see it now, or I'm, I I have a feeling it's just not going to happen. My wife and I won't get to the theater, and I'll be kicking right. myself. And I remember just sitting there, frozen in like in fear almost, and that whole opening scene with the sun, and then I just felt like the tension built throughout with how they had to be quiet. Emily Blunt was absolutely phenomenal in this, and the scenes that she's been put through were. She has to give birth and all these other things are happening. It's just so intense. Uh, her, uh, John, her husband, John, who's great in the movie as well, did a phenomenal job directing this. The fact that they're thinking sequel, my wife was like, are you kidding me? Why would they do that? I'm all for it. I said, me too. again, me I too. would love to see where they can go with this. A little hesitant about the feedback aspect of it, because I was wondering how that, that, they would have run into a situation where feedback may have not played into it to show a weakness in the creatures, but very forgiving of it. I'm very forgiving of it because of the way that it's um, told to us. Uh, all out fun, holds up on repeated views. I've watched it three times now, and yeah, nine and a half out of ten, A Quiet Place. Sorry, uh, Dave, I kind of took over that, so you please add on anything right. that you want to talk about as well. No, it's good, man. I mean, uh, I watched it the second time it, just about a month ago, so I took a long time. I didn't know if I was going to have that same feeling that I had when I saw it in the theater, because when I saw it in the theater, it fucking blew me away, and everybody was tensed up, and it was quiet. It was amazing, and I'm like, I don't know if I can replicate that again, so I took a long time to watch it a second time, and I watched it last month, and same shit. This time, I had jump scares that, I hadn't, that hadn't hit me before that I didn't remember, and really... It's what I call a masterclass in tension. Yeah. I so much tension throughout this whole film. I can't think of another movie offhand that I feel that way throughout the entire film. It's I want you know the first time I saw this movie, I came home and I wrote down ten out of ten. <laughs> so I, did I. My, no, yeah. I, I had a ten out of ten, and I'm like, you know what? Because of my little quibble with the feedback, I go, it, it, I'll put it near perfect. Like in a sense, and even a ten out of ten is never. It's just as perfect as a film no, can right. be. But uh, if I have you. a quip, yeah. If I have a quip, I can't. And here's what happened: I didn't even care about the sound thing because I figured the sound thing could happen anywhere. They're they're the one place. The sound could have happened across the country. How would they even know about it? Uh, feedback. Who knows? True. There's only a few people left. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the only reason they are left is because of whatever. I mean, it, it is what it is. But I mean, here's what happened: I listened to a podcast, and somebody on a podcast was talking about that scene in the silo when somebody jumps on top of something, and earlier in their sinking. They're sinking in the fucking grains of the silo, but then all of a sudden, a creature gets on top of a thing, and the kid is under the thing, and they don't sink. And I thought, that is a weakness. You're now a 9.5. 9. I'm a logical <laughs> guy. When, that, I don't try to fight. That's how logical folks. <laughs> right. Somebody can change my mind. If somebody points something out to me, says, oh, no, this movie isn't as great as you think it is because of this. Because I try to do that when I review movies. I go, well, listen to what I have to say, and then I try to change people's minds. Does it work? I don't know, but... My mind can be changed. I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say that. So if I listen to something and someone points it out, so I remember that, I'm like, yeah, they should have sunk in the silo. It doesn't make sense. But anyway, that was the only thing. Everything about the the relationship with the, with the, with the father and the daughter was fucking crushing. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't tear up this time, but I did the first time. That's how I felt. The whole thing with fathers and daughters is always going to get me. And that's what happened in that one scene and, and the way it goes down. And, oh, it, it's brilliant. 
Oh man, and well, by the way, <laughs> my uh, this this is my uh, John Krasinski gets my best director for this film. He did direct the shit out of it. It, it, it. This is not an easy movie to have to direct, and and it's the guy's first freaking feature length film. And wow, what a job he did in, in in every aspect. It was great. But the characters, you like all the characters. Uh, Absolutely. Just, again, the tension you can cut it with a knife. It's incredible. There's really nothing weak except for the you know small tiny things which you're gonna see in every, any movie. But uh, a PG-13 film. It's amazing. It does what a horror movie's supposed to do. Was it PG thirteen? Yeah, yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Who would have thought? Because I remember it was at the top. I had a ten out of ten. And I came home like, can a PG thirteen movie really be my favorite movie of the year? Well, wow. when I when I came home, I was pretty blown away by it. I wrote eight out of five. Wire wire woo. This was my number one for a little while as well. Just nice. I think knocked. Yeah. I, I, I'm trying to think of the timing, but so I think it was the ritual, and then this one knocked the ritual out and it was kind of there and cargo kind of was all in that in that same place and yeah i gotta tell you four three two and one i think that's the order they what they kept knocking each other out first was this and this and this and that yeah that is four three two and one one kept going up above the other so i'll, I'll tell you what this is this is the only one i didn't this is the only one that i kind of really wish i did get to rewatch because i placed it at that number 11 spot because i loved it so much but i have a feeling that a rewatch would have brought up my score at least a half a point probably the, the same thing happened to me last year with uh with it i think i put it at like number 11 or you know another one of the really top films and uh i that's where my my number 11 spot always goes to that one film that i know i really love but i never get a chance to rewatch. and for this year it was mm-hmm. quiet place right on no i can see that so there's one thing i wanted to speak upon because I've heard so many people review, and I've, I've heard so many people say, I've seen so many people writing things online, and so that, where people gripe about the fact that um, that they're pregnant. And why would they get pregnant and, and this happening? That's like the biggest gripe. Yeah. Well, the first thing I think of every time I listen to a podcast or every time I read that is how many fucking pregnancies that happen every single day in the world are planned. Yeah. Do you think it's that They're using the rhythm practice? method. It just yeah, work. That, that works great every fucking time, <laughs> let me tell you. Um, get the fuck out of here. I mean, pregnancies <laughs> are usually not planned, people. It's going to happen. And think about what's going on here. Some, they lost a close member of their family early on. We, we hear about this. We know that somebody's gone. Maybe, maybe have a child or maybe bring another person or to help you get over that loss. Maybe. That's a, that, is that such yeah. a fucking crazy idea? There was no idea? puppies to buy. right you can't buy a puppy you can't buy a sandbox for your kids (laughs) what are you gonna do why not do it i mean it is what it is maybe was it planned who the fuck know but you want to have sex guess what that just happens what are you gonna do not to to me not to get political but titty fuck forever you can't abort there's no way to abort and you're not gonna freaking do it the homemade way so if something happens and you're that type of person guess what there's no clinic what are you going to do? It is what it is, man. Just accept it. The People, alternate version oh. was much darker. They were going to turn the baby into a coin purse. But everything about it was great. I thought the creatures were fucking fantastic looking. I don't know why anybody's complained about yes, it. Yes, some people have been complaining. I don't know why either. Oh, I thought they were fucking fantastic, man. Wow. But anyway, yeah, A Quiet Place is a fantastic film. 9.5. Fucking cool. Yeah. So we're up to number, we're on number three. Okay, I'm gonna give out uh, 
my other Best Actress Award and Best Director. Best Director, Ari Aster. Best Actress, Tony Collette. Number three, Hereditary. Number three, eh? Nice. I, surpri- I, I do surprise every year. You did surprise, yeah. but as soon as you said actor, as soon as you said actress yeah. and director, I knew where you were going. I do surprise. <laughs> I, I mean, we went into depth on this one pretty pretty well. I mean, just the overwhelming sense of doom and dread from start to finish. This is one of the most depressing films I've ever watched. You know, a, a family just doomed from the very start is probably one of the most haunting stories you could possibly see. You know, especially when it all plays out in the end and you realize there was never, never an opportunity for this family. And, uh, you know, just the performances are terrific. And, uh, you know, one particular scene that happens fairly early on in the film involving um, Charlie and her brother might have just been might have been like for me the scariest scene of the year. I was just like I was actually like sweating with fear. It was just so so tense and so scary and and the way they played it out was mm. was was haunting it like it almost made sense what he did just because of the shock and the and and horror that that he was uh he was in and, and his uh, age Factory yeah age, yeah yeah absolutely know? and, and the just, weed <laughs> yeah well, True. <laughs> and there's just, I, I think there's just there's just plenty of hints throughout for you to kind of figure out what's what's going on and ultimately where it goes is it is batshit crazy, but it makes sense. It all ties together beautifully, and it's violent and nasty and just a, a, a fantastic film. Nine and a half out of ten. Right on. Did we do a feature review or was this a triple oh, R? Yeah, we did a review. Remember feature. we wanted to? Yeah. yeah, big one. Yeah, we went into spoilers I'm, I'm, after. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, listen to that. Listen to uh, Watson's dissertation on it. Uh, this and see it first, of course, if you haven't, because it's just it's phenomenal. My my top three films, to be honest, looking at them, all three, I I could have put them in any order, and I would have been happy. Cool, man. Nice, man. And number three for the listeners. Listeners' choice. Is it was only five points lower than the number two, so it was a tight one. But number two... Number three. Number, number three. <laughs> <laughs> number three is Mandy. I Whoa! Think it's safe, that's shocking. I think it's safe to say Jason Free is not getting his pick of a movie to cover because this list he must have given you is very uh, tough to read. Well, no, look at it. I the, see. The, the number's after. The and the number's after. That's yeah. I, I know, I know. I, I, yeah. That's... And I it's just saw just number the, two. Or number two. Oh, shit. Here we go. Number right. two. My number two, guys, is Incident in a Ghost Land. Really? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no way. That yeah. This movie blew me away. It Holy blew shit. me away. And I said, I, I almost gave myself away there. Because I, I said I everything had an emotional hit in those top five movies. The giddiness from Halloween and just feeling that, that, that love, that tension and seeing everything unfold before me. Cargo with the heart and shit, like watching it with my wife and just going, where did this movie come from? And then not knowing it was based off a short film a few years earlier and everything else. A quiet place with the sitting in the theater alone and then just that reaction and that, that sheer tension throughout and Ghostland, the same thing. That twist slapped me across the face. And the brutality was 
there. And then that last line, I just, I kind of got like a, a kind of weepy and emotional. I, I walked yeah. in and Carrie's like, like, my wife's like, what? And I just said, I just watched like another contender. I go, you'll never be able to watch this movie because of how intense it is with, yeah. with the, with the violence and everything like that. But I just said, it was just, it was almost beautiful in the way it ended. But now you got me thinking, Brandon, the way you right? said, <laughs> yeah. I, and I, now I want to rewatch it again. I, I want to go with, I want to go with that other ending. I like yeah. the, the beautiful tearjerker ending. But when I yeah. thought about it, I was like, fuck, this could be like, <laughs> this could be one of the most depressing movies ever. If oh. it's, if yeah. it's not. And there, and, and there's violence. And you, just when you think things are done, it's not. And, and the people are crazy. I do not, do not see the transphobia. Am I saying that right? I don't see. Well, I've read some things saying that this movie is very. Oh, you, you know why? Because one person happened yeah. to be fucking someone dressing up as a, as a different gender. But because Who, they're a killer, that's cares? the movie's transphobic. That's the no, movie. That, that's, I, yeah, oh, no, that's that's. That's grasping at straws. That's crazy, in my opinion. I didn't think I didn't find that at all. Yeah, we're, movie... we're extremely tolerant people. That's that's people grasping. That's grasping at straws. Any any people can't wait to be offended. I think people sit by their computers saying, "Okay, how can I get offended today?" They, it's like they love getting offended. Don't be a, yeah, but don't be offended by the fact that these psychopaths are torturing and raping little girls, dressing them as dolls, holding them upside down while they're pissing on themselves. Don't get offended at that. Get offended that one of the killers oh. is wearing a dress. Didn't fucking Norman Bates dress up as a female? Nobody said nothing back then. Yeah, he was an Bates. How to be said. The just the subtleties of I don't even know if it's subtle, but when the, the ice cream truck passes by and it's really creepy and all they want them to do is wave and she gives yeah. him the finger. Yeah. And then later on when yeah, in the house. The oh yeah. my god, I was just like, yeah. oh fuck. And Brandon, the fact that you caught that, man. I, I usually pat myself on the back for things like that. I didn't see it coming at I, all. I, so yeah, no, just, I totally saw it. Was like, it I got I bitch was, slapped. And at first I was just like, <laughs> oh, well, this kind of hurts it because they're kind of throwing in a twist that's easy to solve. But then I'm realizing they're throwing it in early and it's not really – it's it's really not about solving the twist so much as it, as what it represents in terms of the effect it had on the characters. And it, it's not. Yep. I think it comes at the. I think it comes more at the forty-five minute. Yeah, you might to right. hour mark or yeah, something like little. that. It, it's. It, it, I think that's what pulls it into the third act. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Fantastic movie, nine and a half out of ten. Awesome, yeah. man! I'm wow, shocked. Man. I, I did not see that coming from you. I didn't even know if you saw the film. Yeah, I, you guys both raved about it. I had to, and I know awesome. who directed it, based on my love for martyrs. Yeah, I, I had yeah. to check it out. That's true. Serious, man. Serious awesome. stuff. Right on. Okay. Number two. Number two. Number two. Number two for me is Hereditary. You guys oh, are, blowing, you guys are blowing me a fucking away. I, I don't even know what's going on here. Hey. Look at Dave. <laughs> Hereditary, man. Fucking great film. I, I, I've It's been in the same spot since the first time I saw it. Every time I've watched it, I've taken something else from it. Uh, the acting is great. The, the story is great. And it took me little, took me the, the, the subsequent views to fully digest everything that's happening here. But man, <laughs> I, I love witches and, and the stuff going on here. And, and wow. I mean, all the performances are great. It's what, what else we've talked about it excessively on a show. It, 
it's fucking going into this year. It was something that was on our radar. People were talking about it and everyone was thinking it's a 24 and it's going to be one of those great films like the witch and you know, shit like that. And sure enough, it was, I mean, it did live up to the hype. I had a little tiny bit of a problem understanding some things, but that that's gone away. I'm, I'm cool with it. It just, it took, it just took a second and third views and talking and listening and, you know, conversing about it. But Really enjoy the hell out of it. The soundtrack is also incredible. Nobody really talks about it. Great year for soundtracks. And this one is probably the most most horrific of any soundtrack. Well, you can listen to it, and that's straight-up horror. It's yeah, spooky. Yeah. Under the skin type. Yes. And that, and that symbolism at the at the opening, the way the way this this god this yeah this, this yeah. god is looking down on this family that's doomed is the way she's looking down on her miniatures and then it sort of opens when it when it flashes into the miniature bedroom and that's uh oh shit i forgot the brother's name <laughs> it, uh, that's his bedroom and, and he wakes up no, peter because uh, peter, peter and he wakes and, up and yeah and peter wakes up because he's being woken up because they're going to the grandmother's funeral just beautifully done no it, it's a fantastic movie that's i got a question for you what do you think of tony collette floating out the, the door and everything like that I don't, up, I don't really up. have a problem with it, but my wife did. She said like it was creepy. Don't get. She said, "Don't get me wrong, it's creepy," but she thought that was a misstep having her like kind of on, on the on the ceiling and then sort of floating out the door in the background, like you know how she sort of does that thing behind as I think it's Peter coming back into the room. When she was doing this. No, that's cool. That's fucking. That's haunting and creepy. My wife was like there, but I, it's when she's in the room initially, his room, and then she sort of and, oh. then, and behind her she floats that's out. Great. I thought it was creepy, but Carrie was, oh, yeah. my wife, I think, was like, this is a, no, I think, she said, I, th- I don't know if I like that. Like, we're kind of floating around. I think the part at the end people were having an issue with when she floats up into the freaking, the treehouse in the backyard. Yes. You know what? That you know too. What? Yeah, people were having, I think that makes sense, though, because at this point, everything in the house is, is payment. You know, it, you know, in his last stand, he's pissed. He needs, he wants, he needs his body, so afterwards you know when he when he finally gets peter i think you know they have to get the body somehow up there so it's almost you could see the way she's floating it's almost lifeless they didn't need to show it because you know it's supernatural they didn't need to show it but i didn't i don't mind it it didn't I don't either, but my wife actually pointed out yeah. when we watched it together. And she yeah. loved the movie, loved it. And she still yeah. was thinking about it a day or two later, asking me things and telling me things of what she took away from it. So I know she liked it because of that, because it stuck with her. But she thought the end, she loved everything. And then she thought that last five minutes was the bit of a misstep. People have said that. People, yeah. I noticed people were laughing. I said, even in the theater. And because someone said something to me the other day in our Facebook group, and they said I loved everything until until towards the end when all of a sudden Tony Collette was flying. Because everything else about the movie was done subtle. It was done subtly. It was creepy. It was this. Then all of a sudden she's floating on the ceiling, fucking bouncing around and shit. It just didn't seem <laughs> to fit with the rest of the movie. And I thought about that. And I gave it a, a minute of thought. I'm like, you know what? In a way, I can meet you. I didn't say that to him, but I thought about it. You know what? In a way, I can meet you on that. It was a very the movie was one way, and it is kind of odd that why did she do that at the end of the movie? Why did all of a sudden Tony Collette's character have to go to those lengths at that point in the movie? I don't know. I'm not criticizing it. I'm just saying no. that as a viewer watching it, they didn't have to necessarily go that route. I think but, it's it's been long enough at this point. Yeah. 
because payment payment's been without a body so he needs and, and i'm with brandon i i don't particularly yeah. have a problem with it but it was funny that she brought that up and then i did yeah. see a post not maybe not the one you're talking about dave but someone else saying that they had an issue with the last five minutes as well just but she liked the sign of her own head off Oh, she was, thought that, that was, was absolutely that was just brutal. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is. It was great. It's and I yeah. and I love it. And, and the I banging the of the head the against the, the oh, door. I love yeah. that part. Like both, she was fine with that. Just a couple of the floating things, but yeah. Uh, sorry, Brandon. Were, were we? You had mentioned that that's your number two, right? No, Dave mentioned Heredi- it. Hereditary three. was my number three. It's three. Dave's number two. It's my number, number two. two. I'm on it now. Sorry. It's I'm... a nine and a half. No, it's cool. No, the very ending is awesome, too. That's like a fist pump moment for me when they freaking do that thing at the end, and that's how the movie ends. I fucking love when movies end that way. <laughs> oh, God. Moi, as you would say. <laughs> Moi. You know? That's... That's fantastic. There was one more thing I was going to say. Two nine and a half. I have a feeling this one's getting in the hall. <laughs> I think I forgot. Nine and a half. Either way, it's hereditary. It's incredible. You got to see it. All right. My number two. One we've talked about, so I'll keep it short. I actually even, when we were discussing it, gave my thoughts on some of it. And it's uh, also my last award for co-best actor, uh, Dan Stevens, who stars as Thomas in Apostle. Wow, nice. Man, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, fantastic film. Um, you know, a, you know, a, dr- a drug addict who's lost his faith, sent on a mission to rescue his sister from this cult. You know, on this dangerous, isolated island. Uh, the island's full of these people who worship this goddess, you know, and, you know, it, it's all about how we corrupt religion because it, the, the goddess is originally worshipped and given and gives them healthy harvests and uh, a beautiful life on this island where they can just be free and live. And then things are just rotting away because of the, the abuse of power and the abuse of religion. By, by those who are who are the leaders on the island and uh, the the acting is terrific the ending was fitting I mean just the way it ends for for Thomas's character is 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 haunting and beautiful at the same time and uh, it, it was fitting based on the way I interpreted it because he frees someone in the end and in exchange, he has to pay a price as a result of doing that. But in that price, he finds redemption. And uh, I'm, I'm being as cryptic as possible because <laughs> I want those who haven't seen it to, to watch it and then talk to me about it because I, I loved it that much. Apostle, nine and a half out of ten. Nice. nice. Oh, that's great, man. Yeah. I wonder how many movies made all of our lists. I'm going to look at that at the end. Yeah, yeah. we had to, you know, I, I think we all, we all had a lot of... Uh, similar ones and even the ones that were on lists like that that weren't on others were ones that we all had rated pretty high what did you you score ghostland uh, brandon ghostland i gave a nine and what did you score dave a seven Oh, so it's not. Yeah, I didn't go anywhere with. Remember, I told you I watched it the first time, yeah. gave it a seven, wanted to go up. Yeah, I think I think we're. I think I have no idea what Dave's number one is, but I think we're only getting one Hall of Famer here. <laughs> Do we have a Hall of Famer? I think we yeah. will in, after Christian goes. <laughs> okay, that's true. Okay, let me. Uh, for number two, go here and say our number two for our listeners is Halloween. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Halloween number two. Yeah. 
There you go. I think and I, I, got, I gotta buy it. I gotta buy it anyway because I have all the others in the collection. So it's like I, I have to buy it even though I didn't love it. There's Maybe. another one. You can you can It came out. You can only freaking. You can only buy it on all platforms. Like right now, you can go on your today. You know, this is the fifth of January. Yeah. You can go on right now. VOD anywhere you want. Amazon. This that. Buy it for twenty bucks. They will not let you rent the fucking movie. That yeah. No. Yet it's because it's it's an exclusive right now, and then it'll be another like couple weeks or whatever. Yeah. No. I'll, I'll, no, I get. If you put I'll it out wait. there, rent it if you can. Why do you? I'll, why is it only buy? Yeah. I'll wait for the Blu-ray. <laughs> no, I feel yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. I have. I know. I just speaking from from that. I was like, you know, I wanted to freaking spend five six bucks to rent a movie. I don't want to spend twenty when I know I'm gonna buy the physical media. It's not that important that I see it. Yeah, well, that's why I didn't do uh, House That Jack Built again, because I spent like seven, eight bucks on renting that. And then uh, if I spent another one, I should fucking own it by, for $17. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, rent right. it twice. That's crazy. Yeah. Back of the All old days. There it is. All right. Oh, uh, here we go. <laughs> number one time. My number one, folks. No surprise. Leprechaun Returns. ladies and gentlemen my name is paul Heyman. (laughs) yeah hereditary we blew it left right and center we just talked about it 10 out of 10 best directing of the year best actress to tony collette i i did i I gave cinematography uh, nods to a couple of other movies but this one blows me away as well and dave's right about that soundtrack I love what John Carpenter did with the, the Halloween uh, uh, redo and how it was updated in the new track he did there. But this one is just as, this is haunting in a whole different way. Like we said, under your skin, yeah. it just gets to, and it, look, it just 20, looks great. Twenty nine out of thirty, our first Hall of Famer. Yeah, phenomenal uh, film. Our only Hall of Famer, I think. <laughs> it deserves it, though. It deserves yeah. it. Oh sure, of course it deserves yeah. it. It's fantastic. Yes. Absolutely. And if people don't like it, hey, what are you going to do? It's not for everybody. Just looking at you, Neil. Hey, what are you going to do? 7 out of 10. (laughs) That's okay. It's too artistic for him. Some people just don't care about framing of shots and and things like that. And it's just not their cup of tea. I didn't care when I was younger. It's just something that's developed over the last 10 years for me. I just appreciate different things in film now. It it is what it is. Yeah, but I don't even find it slow or boring or anything because I think, again, it's that Brandon described it. I think we all described it at one point, that constant sense of dread. And 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 if there's a slow burn, it's that burn of like – you're getting antsy as the movie's sort of progressing. And that whole scene, like I said, I had to take a break. I was yeah. just so like when, when, uh, when she gets fucking in the, when the, the car accident and everything else. And then the shot they show on the side of the road. Oh, I just, I was like, Ooh. okay. Yeah. And also these films that aren't, I'll be honest, that aren't 100% crystal clear after one viewing for me. That's why I call them like, you know, thinking yeah. person films because Sometimes I watch them, I don't understand the whole thing, so I gotta watch it a second time, or I gotta go online and and read some articles to see if I'm interpreting things correctly. I like those types of films. You know, when it becomes too much, where I'm like, I don't understand a single thing of what's going on, then I'm like, (laughs) this film isn't for me, but... You know, something like Hereditary, I'm like, okay, well, why is this happening? Why, Why this? Oh, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. This person told me that. This person said that. I read this. It all makes sense and uh, great film, stuff like that. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, now I'm really interested in finding out where the fuck you two are going. I have I no know, right? I, I I mean I know where I think I know where I'm going. I just have no idea where <laughs> going. I'm in shock right now. I have no clue. Let's well, take I'll guesses. Why don't we take some guesses? I'll I can't even guess. I can't even remember all the movies. We did fifty eight thousand movies tonight. I can't even think of what he didn't talk about. This is what it is. I'll tell you what. You know Brimstone. I I, I used to... <laughs> When I first heard, if it's Bird Box, no, no, Band, Bandersnatch. When I when I when I heard about um, you know, because you know you hear things fucking when movies are being in development and being made and this and that and little plot details and I heard something about this movie and I was like, eh, I don't think that fucking sounds right. I I don't think it's gonna be for me and everything else and it's like, well, heard a little more. I kind of got a little more. Okay, I was like, well, I'll feel a little more positive about it. Maybe it'll be okay. Then, then I went to the movies, and then I saw this fucking thing, and I walked out. And when the movie ended, I sat I know. there for like fucking. I know what stuff. it is. I couldn't stop thinking about it. And what we say here is a big expression. If you're gonna remake a movie, remake it, motherfucker. <laughs> fucking bastard. Did they remake Suspiria? <laughs> Holy shit. I cannot stop thinking about this film. I saw it twice. I had to make sure. They take a movie and they keep the plot, but they do what Brandon says to do. They remade it. The only thing that stayed the same was the basic plot. You have witches. You have a girl coming from this place to this place, and people get whacked. And that's all you need to know. And that is all. The way it's filmed, it's the, it's the opposite. I hate this guy. I, I, I do too because he's blowing a movie that we have no idea. Yeah. It's the opposite of our general. It's devoid of color. It's artistic in its way, but everything that you see color in the first one, which makes it amazing. That's why I love it so much because they didn't try to do like our general. They look took how, look the how animated he they is. They took the color out of the film. They make it dark. And brimstone all over again. They make it. It's a two and a half hour movie. It's an hour longer than the other one, and you see a coven of witches like you never see it before. In any movie, you see Lesbianic? witches interacting. Maybe you see witches acting with each other, having power struggles within the coven, and what's going on. And oh god, so much. And the, the way it's filmed—it's six acts. They come out and they tell you this is a six six act film, and they show you bit by bit by bit, and you see different characters coming in. Something that was so inconsequential in the first film is a, a character that wasn't even there. Ends up being like a major character in this one. And what they do with Susie Banyan, bringing her in, and she does a great job. What is her name from those films? Dakota, uh, Dakota Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. There you go. Which I didn't even know who she was. Brimstone. She was in Brimstone last year, wasn't she? Oh, no, that's oh, Dakota okay. Fanning. Dakota Johnson, Fanning, whatever. That's, she that's comes... South Dakota Fanning. <laughs> and I'll tell you. <laughs> and I'll tell you, actress of the year for me is Tilda Swinton, because she takes on... I hope you guys haven't been spoiled about this, because I was not spoiled, but some people that were spoiled went in there and they talked some shit. We're, we're not plays, spoiled, we just don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm never watching this movie. <laughs> three fucking roles in this movie. Three roles. Is it true she plays a guy in this also? Now you blew it. Now you just spoiled it. And I, didn't want, I didn't know that going in, 
right? So I had no idea that that character was her. But now everybody else had supposedly knew about it going in, because I didn't even know who or what Tilda Swinton was until I saw this film. You didn't I, thought, know. I knew what Tilda Swinton was. I just Because I, I, I was going to make a joke. Was she your best actor as well? <laughs> oh, dude, listen. It's too bad you guys know, because now you might be... Uh, you might be fucking watching the movie and looking for it, and you're going to know. But me, walking in, watching the movie, never once thought that there was anything but a man. Never thought it was fucking till, uh, anybody dressed up in makeup. Christian, she now plays... you can hate me and Dave. Oh, she no, I do. Me. I do this. I just can't believe Dakota Johnson's in it. I'm not a fan of her. I've heard people say that before. I don't give a shit. She is good. Uh, Mia Goth is a fucking goddess and, and, and whatever. She's awesome in this film too. They're all awesome. All, all everything about the best kill of the fucking years in this movie. There's a kill sequence that is done so well. Everything about this movie that you know from the other Suspiria, you can completely fucking cast aside and watch this. And then when it comes to an end and everything goes on, there's a fucking fist pump moment in the fucking final act of this film and the direction it goes in, which you don't think is going to come, and it does. And I can't stop thinking about it. Today is January 5th. I pre-ordered this fucking movie a month ago on Amazon. It's going to be arriving at my house on January 27th, 29th. January 15th, it's coming to VOD. I'm going to be hard-pressed not to spend the money to fucking buy it on VOD and wait two more weeks to see my Blu-ray. Because I cannot... This is why I know it's my number one movie. I couldn't stop thinking about it after the first time. I saw it again. Same experience I had with The Witch. I'm not saying this is The Witch. Nothing's as good as The Witch still to me. But this movie is fantastic in so many ways. I know it's not going to be for everybody, but it's violent. It's fucking arty, artsy. There's, there's shit going on. God, I'll just shut up. It's fucking 10 out of 10. I, I adore the Suspiria remake. Even the soundtrack is great. Tom York. People complain because he sings. It's weird to see singing in a, in a horror movie like you know, like a, a regular song with a, a vocal from, you know, Time York, like a Radiohead song being played. That happens twice in the film. Luckily, that song is awesome. But everything else he does with the soundtrack is great. I mean, there's like five or six great soundtracks this year. And this Time York one is one of them. And it's just masterful. There's just things that you've never seen in film before uh, as far as witches are concerned. This fucking guy. <laughs> this, now I'm going nuts. There's things that you've never experienced in your life in this film. Dave, I, no, still, I still love you, but I see Christian really getting <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, looking, saying, I'm looking, there's like showtimes coming soon. January 19th, after all the VOD stuff and whatever, in St. Catharines, which is about 40, like a half an hour, 45 minutes away. I don't want to oversell. I don't want to oversell because you guys might not like it the way I do. But I had every reason not to like it. This is fucking Suspiria. I love the original. How many people love both of them? I don't know. I've seen a lot of retaliation from big fans of the first one that just kind of think the second one's okay. I went in there, and I'm watching this film like, think about Suspiria, but expanded. Think about Madame Blank in a whole different way. Like, she's not the character she was. She's still playing the headmistress of the fucking place, but it's a whole... She's hands-on in the fucking dance studio. And there's more... There are There's choreography in this film. They train these people to fucking dance. There's dance routines there's presentations this is about a dance studio and the things going on in it then there's a whole other thing about this this jewish man and what happened with his wife in freaking concentration camps and shit and how he has to uncover shit and nobody believes what he's saying it's a whole different fuck you you find out that they're witches in the first 30 seconds of the film and the way it goes now here's one thing that might put people off there is this is a period piece it takes place in 1977 
where the original Suspiria took place in Germany. So you have that stuff going on. There's a there's there's stuff going on politically. There's a political climate. There's all this shit going on, which 100% goes over my head. But other people are watching it and they say, well, that doesn't belong in the film, this and that. I am completely okay with all that, even if it does go over my head. I respect. Some people say that they they grind they they hit it too hard with that stuff. I have no complaints. I there's a hundred reasons for me to walk into this movie and walk out saying, yeah. It, it, it's good, but the original is a fucking masterpiece, and you can't touch it. I didn't walk out saying that. I walked out saying, this is another excellent movie named Suspiria. And that's it. 10 out of 10. See it as soon as it comes out. That's it. Fucking, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I will, man. I'll just... Damn it. Is there any way you can cut all that out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and have his number one be hereditary? Yeah. Like I told out. you guys to see it. I, I tried to be subtle. Nah, I didn't want to. Nah, I wish it was here for more than thirty seconds. I really, I wanted to see. I was looking up until uh, up until last night for a uh, illegal copy because it's not even. There's not even a cam copy anywhere. I said like the next screening anytime soon is going to be January nineteenth. Yeah, but doesn't it come out on on Blu-ray around Before that, that also? Twenty <laughs> Oh, the twenty ninth. Yeah, yeah, I'll just I'll just wait for the Blu-ray. Twenty ninth and fifteen on VOD. I don't know, yeah. maybe you can rent it on the 15th, unless you're going to do a Halloween. On VOG, the 15th, yeah, that's what I thought yeah. you said, yeah. Uh, no, that's that's cool. I'm actually I'm actually glad to hear that. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, that and Overlord were the two that I missed, but Overlord was totally my fault. I just hope you guys like it. I hope I just didn't oversell, because I've been, think about this. I've been, it's been bottled. Well, yeah, because it's been <laughs> bottled up for fucking months, and I haven't been able to tell anybody anything, because... I didn't want to show my hand to you guys. So I, I've been waiting all this time to talk about this fucking movie, <laughs> you know? So it's not the second coming, but it's my favorite movie of the year. Leave it at that. Nice, man. Yeah. My, my number one is Bird Box, 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Nah, I actually didn't hate Bird Box, so I'm not going to go crazy. But uh, I actually need your help, Dave. Uh-huh. Okay. What do you need my help with, buddy? Um, you sang a song earlier. I sang a song. Oh. Oh, there's a movie that's been on your mind all the time? Mon yes. Mon Mon Monsters? That is my number one <laughs> film of 2018. Nice. Mon Mon Monsters. Whoa. <laughs> Brandon yes, loves is... this movie all night long. <laughs> Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, I was I was blown away by this the first time. Just the, the most depraved group of bullies I've ever seen. And Christian talked about how he hates every character, and that was, and that was the whole point, because I couldn't wait to see these characters get their comeuppance. And uh, Shu Wei's character, who's the one being bullied, and he, you know, he goes back and forth between trying to be, you know, a good guy, and then he's accepted by these bullies, and he's he's just as bad with tormenting this monster that they capture. But uh, you know, it, it it's hard to watch at times, but it's totally socially relevant to today's society, or really any day. And in the end, when uh, Shu Wei realizes the things he's done, the things that that the bullies have done and the things that everyone has done and will always continue to do he hatches his grand scheme which plays out with me just fist pumping and just cheering in just an absolutely beautifully epic 
final scene. Good music. That just helps kick that off. Great great music (laughs) and and, and just a great a great moment of redemption with with the girl who sits outside the classroom. Yeah, you know, you you were you were never one of us. Just a fucking great line, gave me goosebumps, and I just fucking loved it. And Christian talked about it. There's a scene um, on a bus that is just absolutely brutal and violent. There's also scenes that play out in a classroom. You see these bullies um, at their worst when they're doing community service, taking care of the homeless and the well, elderly. That's what they're doing that for. Well, that's what you. That's what I hate them. Yeah. Well, then she made yes. them. She made. The teacher made them go do the community service together. And when that's where they're absolutely despicable human beings. And so I'm like, yeah. it's hard for me to get on board, but yeah. that's the right. point. Like, it's just, oh. It's like cannibal Holocaust. That's why yeah. that's like the experience I have that, Christian, you had the same experience with this movie. Yeah, they don't, don't eat like the old people, so though. Much. Well. <laughs> so that's what they were doing. I never understood why they were hanging out with old people. Did yeah, I they were doing they were doing their community service, and that's where the monsters would hunt because it's dark and nobody would you know miss these old people because they're kind of like derelicts and they're all alone there. They're kind of crazy, so that's where they do their hunting in the dark to feed, and that's how they capture capture one of them. Yeah. And and it's just uh, you know makes you question you know are you know how different are the monsters from the bullies you know they're one and the same. And this is not really the real title, is it? It was this is like the English title, or am I wrong? Yeah, you no, know, yeah. you're right. This is an English title. It had some. I, I don't even think I could say what the real title was. No, but it translates to something else in their language that isn't exactly "mon mon mon monsters." I heard this somewhere else, and I forgot where. But huh. either way. That I'm not sure about. Yeah, there's a different translation for it. But the monsters are beautifully designed as well. Their weaknesses, like it's, it's sort of a combination of sorts of different sort of monsters and of horror lore and whatnot. Yeah, because I mean they're monsters, but they were once human. There's a part in the film where our our lead character who who's bullied is uh, doing some investigation, and he discovers that their sisters who killed their parents and the older sister is considered a, a voodoo goddess and she did some sort of black magic with menstrual blood and it sort of backfired and turned them into monsters. So oh. that's why she kind of looks out for her and takes care of her. They live in these crates in like an abandoned elevator shaft. But, you know, the main story is, is about the bullying and the monsters are just a metaphor for for how humans treat each other they really are and and it just it plays out wonderfully and i just love that fucking end that is a great ending yeah although i listened to someone else talk about it once recently and they said now i don't know if i and that's what made me think about it my second time i don't know if i know about the character now like i was okay with the character but why he would do that at the end and why he made some of his decisions, he was almost just as bad as the other bullies. And he was just as bad. Yeah. That's why. He, that's why he did what he did at the end, with in terms of drinking. Did he really oh. save that girl though? Because she's like right in the line of fire. When <laughs> no, it, look, you know what? I thought that the first time yeah. I saw it, it looks like explosions, but it's just kids running out of the classroom <laughs> and leaping over the ba- the Excuse balcony. Me. But yeah, I thought that too. I'm like, wait, he just saves her, and then there's a huge. <laughs> hey, hey, get the hell out of here! 
But man, yeah, yeah as he's burning up, because he realized he's he's no better if he was to just not not do what he did and, and survive himself. So it's just everyone gets theirs, and it's it's just like I said. It, it I'm glad you saw past like because I watched the whole thing and I really enjoyed the movie. But it, it's just like you're following characters that are ugly. They are truly ugly. They are, the and, and that main bully. <laughs> some of his lines are are hauntingly ugly. You know, the things, <laughs> the things he says to him, you know. Booby lover? The, the, yeah, booby lover. When he says to him, you know, uh, why won't you drink? You think I'm going to poison you? There's a million other ways I could kill you. Right. <laughs> it's just absolutely dreadful. And when he and what they do to the, and what they do to the teacher and oh my god, it's just. Granted, she was a bitch, but it's just. I don't think she tell. was. I, th- I honestly, I got the vibe that she was just trying to be extra kind and nice constantly. I thought there was something wrong with her, but I didn't think she was doing it maliciously or anything like that. I thought she was incompassionate towards towards uh, Shu Wei. I do too. I, I didn't like it. Yeah, I, like I, I think she handled it wrong, and uh, she did. Yeah, it, it, and it ultimately backfired on her. She was and... a hypocrite too with the religion and all that stuff. You know, wasn't she trying to come off talking about karma and, and shit like that? Yeah, and it was interesting how early in the film, you know, the girl, and I'm not sure why she's sitting outside, but I guess she was bullied so bad or whatever that that she sits outside the classroom, like at the window. And she and she's she's in the bathroom and she 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 even says to him she's like you know i i care like basically i care about you i don't want you to to become like me and it almost would have been better had he become like her she's a ghost how about that he ne- she never talks she never talks to anybody else but him i don't think or no one ever talks to her because she's a social outcast because she's a ghost. She's, she's a dead. Monster. She doesn't exist. She's the one that, <laughs> she's an evil spirit who prompted him to do what he did. Just just some food for thought. <laughs> she's a ghost. Some poison food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next time you watch it, let, let me know. Maybe uh, it's just something I'm throwing out there. If nobody else talks to her or acknowledges her and she only talks to him and at the end she's spared, that's because she doesn't really exist. Next time you watch it, get back to me. Maybe I'm just throwing something out there. Did you give this a 10 out of 10? Nine and a half. Nine and a half. All right. And the listeners, hereditary, number one. No surprise there. Right with you, (laughs) listeners. We're always (laughs) got each other's backs. We always match up. I don't know what the hell I'm saying right now. I don't know. What, are you trying to make love to them? (laughs) This is uh, Christian Luciani coming at you. Twin Shot Tuesdays. Oh, shit. I have no clue where I'm going here. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. That was a Um, fucking epic show. Yeah, yeah. What about next year? Are we looking forward to anything? Because I don't know shit about next year except it's coming out. And Chapter 2, of course. And that, um, what's his name? What was the second one you said? It, it said, chapter two. It's chapter two. Oh, chapter. I'm looking forward to that, and I'm looking forward to um, what's his name's movie? Um, Robert Eggers, The Lighthouse, because it's Robert Eggers from The Witch. So. Three for, Three from Hell is coming out. TV. Yeah, they've been talking about it for a while. I hope yeah, it is the, coming out. the The Grudge remake is supposed to come out. Oh yeah, that might be okay. Yeah, Zombie Land two. I would have been excited about about ten years ago, <laughs> but you never know. At least I got the original cast. It's not much up here. I see the. Uh, I saw a preview for this uh, Curse of La Lorna. It didn't look very tempting to me. You got the Pet Cemetery uh, remake. 
that could be something good. I'm hearing positive things about Escape Room, which is out now. Nice. Hey, what about I Am a Hero? Didn't you get to watching it? This I year? did get. I did get to watch it. Yeah. What'd you give it? I get, I'm looking at my eight out of tens, and I, I wanted to shout them all out. And I've mentioned everyone has been mentioned on this show except two. One of them is I Am a Hero. What did yeah, you I, I did give it an eight out of ten. Okay. Did you watch it? See. I Am a Hero. Yeah. It's it's a it's a Korean. No. Y- yeah, I believe Korean it's zombie Korean. film. Yeah. Good stuff. It just came. It's two years old, but it just came to us it, this year. Yeah, it's been, yeah. It was came out a few years ago, based on a manga. Yep. Good stuff. It's a lot of manga stuff in on the beginning, and a, a great first act and a great third act, and the second act's good, but it's recommended. And are, we, are we are we shouting out our other eights? I was I was just looking, and those are the only two I had that haven't been mentioned at all. Because so I could, I yeah, said. I could just I I mean a lot of mine have been. Mention. I'm trying to just look to see if anything oh. hasn't been mentioned. We've talked about a lot. Um, we did. Out there. Anybody, you guys see he's out there? That's what we're seeing. He's out there. Yeah, yeah. It's a killer. Um, yeah. Oh, is that the one with um, Ivan Strahovski? I don't know who that is. Shit. The blonde? <laughs> I don't remember. With the two kids? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I saw that. That was, that was all right. Yep. Yeah, I gave that a 7.25. The Domestics, I gave an 8. That, wow, people love that movie. I didn't I, get it. I gave it like a six. I just I, I like that. I liked Upgrade, which I didn't count as horror. I liked Cat Sick Blues. I didn't count a, a Asian movie on Netflix. I'm not sure which Asian country, but it's called The Promise. Hmm. It, it was very good. Low Life, Calibre, also didn't count as horror, but both got eights. Uh, there was one other I wanted to mention. Elizabeth Harvest, I gave an eight. And this, it's, this is really more of almost like a lifetime horror type movie i don't even know if it qualifies as horror but it's called the keeping hours i gave that an 8.75 so i didn't even wow. count it i didn't even count it as horror hold the dark i gave an eight and uh again didn't count it as horror and that's pretty much it bloodlands bloodlands i gave an eight wow you did like blow i had problems with bloodlands yeah i liked it yeah. and the only other film i wanted to bring up and Jim K had it as a number two film of the year. It's also an Asian film on Netflix called Forgotten. I didn't count it as horror. If I did, right. it, pro- it probably would have e- it would have easily been in my top three or four. Oh wow! I loved it. It was a great film. Right on. Uh, I'm yeah. gonna say Extremity and Devil's Gate. I gave them both seven and a quarter, so they're worth checking out. Nice. What about Wildling? See, <laughs> that was not a fan. First, I liked the first like half the hour, and then it just sort of fell apart for me. You were motherfucking it last night. <laughs> Both my wife and I hate, weren't too fond of it. I want to mention my top by bottom five. Oh, and, yeah. And that's it. Uh, so my bottom five are The Open House, Death House, Claw, Shh, <laughs> and Party Night. Didn't see any of them. The hell is, I, I didn't even Party Night, Jason Lloyd stuff. actually liked. Party Night was a slasher. Never had take a, movie advice from Jason. Had maybe two good gore shots, but they were just lingered on. The movie looked like it was filmed with someone's camcorder, and they didn't even know how to sh- film properly. Why am I watching this shit? The killer wears a windbreaker. It fucking sucked. <laughs> the killer I never heard of a complaint as a killer wearing a windbreaker. It was horrible. The camera work. I'm just. I, that's what they said in the last show. We've got these iPhones now. You can film and handhold, and it should look crystal clear. And you should make it look good. This looked like it was filmed on someone's old like eight millimeter bullshit. 
Yeah. <laughs> was sh- should have been better. It was crap. <laughs> I will never watch a movie. Claws like on Tubi TV, I believe, and it was a bad slasher. Death House. We knew that was going to be garbage, yep. and it was garbage. Just absolutely abysmal. Oh, uh, another another film to check out. Sorry, eight out of ten. Thelma, great film. Oh, I didn't know if it was horror, so I didn't fuck with it. But I know people like it. It's really good. I didn't fuck with it. I'm gonna tell you what. I only I have one, two, three, four, five, seven movies that are ranked six and below. That's a six and below. Or my, my my I have one movie that's a five and one that's a five point five as the bottom two. But these are the six movies that are six or below. You also have a number one that three people saw. Three, lots of people. Saw. It made the it made our list. It made the listeners list. I Some think they fucking saw. lied. I think they're so pretentious there. and they lied. Yeah. Christian and I are gonna question each and every one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. Truth or dare? Truth or dare? I only gave a six. People are hating on it. It's not that bad. I talked I, about it on the show. I like truth or dare. Only reason I saw it, my daughter wanted to see it. Otherwise, I never would have. Other creatures were stirring. Six. We discussed it last show. Why did I see it? Because there was a screener. Because it was Christmas. Luciferina. Six. Jason Lloyd loved it. I did not. Don't take that, advice from Jason Lloyd. I just said this. <laughs> party he was night. wrong on that one. He was wrong on that one. But he also liked. Um, Satan slaves and the witch in the window before anybody saw him. So those are good fun. Good. He did, he did like Apostle. He's the reason I wanted to see Apostle. So uh, Habit. I only give Habit a six. I know that 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 B loved it. I only give Housewife a six. I know that B likes that one. Feral five point five. That was that yeah. was one that we did for a uh, Feral's Feral stinks. Yeah, and my lowest rated movie with a five. Even though it's not a bad movie, I just couldn't understand what the hell was going on after about an hour. It's called Sequence Break. It's on Shutter, directed by Graham Skipper, who's a nice guy and, and a good actor. So I hate good to shit on Jason Lloyd like that one too. He that, liked that. that he was directed that by Jason Lloyd. That's his, uh, <laughs> that's his pseudonym, Graham Skipper. <laughs> Dude, it was like a Cronenberg movie, but just not yeah, like, it, it was it was weird. It was weird and it was body horror and it was fucked up and just things didn't make sense. So it's it's like it's like We Are the Flesh last year. I appreciated it. But it was just didn't make any sense to me, so I, I give it a five out of ten. I can't shit on a movie just because I didn't understand it if, if it's made competently. So yeah. that's my lowest rated movie. And my low, my lowest rated five: Bad Apples, two and a half; uh, Redwood, three out of ten; A Taste of Phobia, one out of ten; No Good Heroes, a three and a half out of ten; and Tales from the Hood, two a two out of ten. I didn't even get my ratings, but there was another one that it's not even on my letterbox, but I watched called Broken Doll, which was on um, Amazon, and that was horrible. That was dreadful as well. That should be part of that list. But Party United gave a 1 out of 10. Shh would be uh, a 3. Claw was, I think, a 3. Death House was a 3. And I think I'm being generous. It was Open House 3. Next year, follow my lead, will you please? No. <laughs> Next year, I'm only watching 280 <laughs> films. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm going to shout out some more 7s out of 10s that I have here and take notes real quick. These are good. Living Among Us, I talked about it earlier in the year. It's a, um, a mockumentary about uh, vampires living with humans, and it's, it's done pretty well. Uh, what else haven't I said tonight? The Crescent and Black Hollow Cage. Check them both out. Uh, yeah, those, I think are, those are good. Yeah, interesting. They're different, but they're good. Primal Rage. Interesting. If the if the if the second act wasn't so damn confusing, it would have been great because it's a Bigfoot stuff and it's like a slasher. It's gory yeah. as hell. It's good. Second it's act. Like predator almost. Yeah. Second act is just way too confusing. I don't know where the fuck they went with it. With the witch doctor shit. Yeah, it just took <laughs> off to a different place and then came back. I don't know. Um, what else? Possum. Anybody see Possum? 
Yes, I liked it. Yeah, I'd recommend it. Seven out of ten. Weird and different, but yeah, good creepy. good lead actor. Yeah, good lead actor. Creepy shit. Uh, slow moving, but but interesting. Trauma is kind of like a uh, a French extreme film, but that's made, very uh, extreme. <laughs> right, it is very extreme. Who was it made by? Uh, what country? Do you remember? Was it Mexico or something? Uh, I don't know what it was. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure. I bought that on Amazon. It was real yeah, me, cheap. Me too. It's reminiscent of a of, of a French extreme film. It is. It yeah. is. You know? And Hellfest. Watched it. It was my last movie. It was movie number 100 because it just came to VOD. I enjoyed it. 7 out of 10. Not a bad slasher at all. I didn't like it. So, no, no, you didn't like it? Nope. I, I liked it. Ermintari. Check that out. The Devil and the Blacksmith. Ermintari. I heard a lot of people talking about it, but I didn't know if it was The Lodgers. Or not. No, it's it's horror. Also, Monster Party was pretty fun. Monster Party, huh? That's not I the one you the... talked about, Christian. No, no. I but the Lodgers was another one that I I like the atmosphere in it. Anonymous six one six. Mood six one six. Yeah, no, that one I I like that one too. Night of the Virgin was gross, but I, I actually quite liked it. Yeah, it was a good film. And those were the ones that kind of. That we hadn't talked about that rating in around the seven range. I liked Bloodfest. Bloodfest I liked a lot better than Hellfest. That's weird. I actually liked Hellfest better. That's fair. Anybody see May the Devil Take You on Netflix? I did. Yeah, not bad, huh? Yeah, it was pretty good. It took me two times to get to to watch it, but I, I enjoyed it when I finally got into it. Seven and a half. I I, I was okay with it. You know? Stephanie, I'll, I'll say it again. Seven and a half. It's different, but I, I quite liked it. So, hope you guys are taking notes. Lots of good recommendations uh, tonight. Yeah, I'm not going to delete all these. I could just send them as a list if somebody wants them. Are We Not Cats? Are We Not Cats is a... That was good! A strange film. I, I gave it a 7 out of 10. I started to rewatch it. Uh, it's unique. It's a little gross, but uh, it's unique. Yeah, it sounded gross to me. People coughing up, fuck, eating human hair and coughing up hairballs. It's, it's not my style, I don't think. I actually enjoyed it. I was uh, surprised... That- but wait till you see Hair Bud 2, Golden Retriever. <laughs> wow. On that he's, note, can we wrap this fucker up? He said they were up? coughing up Hair yeah. Buds. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's it. It's the end of the year. We're taking our vacation. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Hope you guys enjoy the year of the franchise. If anybody sees us, it's going to be on Patreon only for the next five weeks. And uh, yeah, man, we're taking a much-deserved vacation. And we're going to come back next year with Year of the Patron. It's on. We know it's that all, our first it's show. It's all back. about you next year and your yeah. wallet size. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. In a perfect world, every other show will be just straight Patreon. Yeah. E- so either, way, it's gonna, either way, it's going to be a relaxed year, and we're going to definitely take it easy and, uh, you know, stuff. No, yeah. e- e- explore some other stuff for sure. Yeah. Have some fun. Have some fun. Kick back, but... Hopefully, still be as good a show as as it's been in the last couple of years, you know. So. Oh, oh it, it, it's on uh, Prime now, but people, it's I mean, it's not hard, but people should definitely support Imitation Girl. Oh, it's on Prime now. Yeah, I just I, I'm pretty sure I just saw it there the other day. Right on. And really? I think it has the physical release as well in a double pack with Nina Forever. Really. Yeah. But sure. go go on support that movie. I, I enjoyed that when we uh, when we watched that. Yeah, yeah, that was good stuff. Definitely. Cool. Well. All right. Thank you, everybody out there. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, gentlemen. Great show as always. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, we'll, see, we'll see you in a few weeks. Well, yeah. yeah.
a few few weeks. <laughs> yeah, vacation time, but we'll be on Patreon. We'll be yeah, there. and we'll be in the group page. That's it. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit here yeah. and there, but I'm I'm kicking it, man. I'm kicking. I'm going on vacation. That's why I changed my freaking my my profile pic to Clark Griswold because I'm going on vacation, man. <laughs> Ain't nobody fucking seeing me. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going on a hunt to see if I can find some spirit anywhere. Yeah. Uh, you can find it, but without subtitles. I saw a cam version online one day, but without subs, and you need subs in the first fucking few minutes of the film. <laughs> so. Yeah. I don't want to do cams. I need to see the legit I shit. Know. I agree. Fuck cams. That's like... <laughs> right. Okay. Let's get out of here. We love you guys. Thank you all very much for listening. We'll see you next year. And uh, you two gentlemen, thank you for another excellent year. It's been great. And you too. Yes, just keep you getting too. Better. Fantastic. You know, we just keep having just a blast and getting better, and we're doing all right. So, all right, enough of this shit. Happy New Year, everybody. We love you. See you next year. Peace out. Peace. Peace.